Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Kellen Brower. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Public Mech Show presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you. It's Monday, August 3rd. Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships are kicking off. Another week. It's be exciting to talk about. Loretta Lynn's. Starting today, practice today, I believe. Good luck to everybody down there at the ranch. Remember, it doesn't define you. It's just one week in your life. You can still be super successful, or you can fail miserably based on your results at Loretta's this week. So just remember that, all right? Thank you for listening. 702-586-7857. Give us a call tonight. Let's talk some moto. Let's talk Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. Loretta's MXGP kicking off soon as well. The Canadian Series is one round down. Whatever it is you want to talk about, let's do it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube soon or now. Keep the date on that. Good show tonight, though. Some real good guests. Looking forward to that. Benny Bloss will be on. Benny is doing the privateer route this summer. Uh, and we'll talk to him about why that's happening. And what's going on with it and everything else. So Benny Bloss will be on. Cole Seeley will be on. Supercross winner, former factory Honda rider. Cole Seeley will be on. He did the Fight TV FMX deal last weekend. He's on his way to Sturgis now. We'll touch it, touch base with Cole Seeley, see what's going on. Jason Wygant will call in from the ranch. Update us on the uh, happenings there. Who's going to be the guy to watch? Talk about Evan Ferry. Probably 30 minutes or so. Maybe a little bit of Chris Kiefer. And then we'll wrap that thing up. Uh, also, based on the uh, in-studio guest tonight, we got to call Chris Betts, our buddy Chris Betts, later on. Probably get some of you angry. We're going to do some baseball talk with Chris Betts because that'll be fun. And he'll also predict that AC will go 18-0 this summer, I am sure. So thanks again for listening, 702-586-PULP. If you want to give us a call, uh, feel free to uh, tune in. And, uh, yeah, man, we uh, we got lots to talk about tonight. Thank you to our great sponsors, Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Roost MX, Vertex Pistons, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Skosh, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports, Get Data, Guts Racing, Art of Sport, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, WUSA, LA Honda World, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycles, Works Chassis Lab, all on board with us. Sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com. Go there. The codes are there and everything else. So, yeah, please check that out if you want and uh, save some money on some of our great uh, guys that sponsor our show as well. Uh, like, for example, Ride Engineering. The Pulp, the Pulp Show 20 is a new code there. So you can save with anything from folks at Ride Engineering, which are on the bikes of Filthy Phil Nicoletti, among others. Uh, Atlas Brace. Pulp 30 is the code to save with atlasbrace.com, the official brace of Chase Sex. They're making his 450 debut this weekend. WUSA guys will give you a deal. Guts Racing guys, so on and so forth. So, Also, uh, Patreon account for Pulp MX Show. 
Go on there. Helps us out a little bit. You get some T-shirts. You get early access to podcasts. And, uh, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, everybody, on our Patreon. I hope we've been treating you well. And we've passed along some extra discounts and some free goodies um, and just for being a Patreon person. So please uh, check that out. Amazon as well. Go through the Amazon widget on pulpbex.com. God takes you to Amazon. We get a small slice of that. Appreciate all that work that you people have been doing. And the Pulpmex app just cruising along. Brand new app coming very, very soon. We're excited about that. Uh, let's welcome our in-studio guest here. Uh, he's from RacerX Online, and uh, you know him from uh, Start Your Systems Gaming stuff as well. Kellen Brower, what's up, Kellen? How are you, man? I'm good, Steve. Thanks for having me back on the show. Is my is my microphone good this time? Because last time I wasn't, well, I wasn't close yeah, enough. Yeah, it's so. good now. We're, right, we're fine right. now. Is this your second or third time? Uh, third time. Third time uh, only second in. time being co-host because the first time I just drove Weege up here and happened to stay. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so second time is a full co-host. Yes. Okay, got it. Well, thanks for coming up. Appreciate uh, thank it. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. We got lots to talk about when it comes to that. We got some video game questions for you as well. Again? Yes, again. Oh, boy. You're the video game guy. Okay, all so, right. I'll take so it. So love it or hate it, you. that's the way it's going to go. So, all right. Um... More stoked for MXGP, Kellen, or more stoked for Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships? I'm just stoked we have racing back, Steve. Oh, look, oh the ditch. I, I am very happy GPs are returning, but look, the fact that we even get the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship at all is, I think, going to be awesome because it was looking pretty up in the air a little bit. It was. What's your percent that we get all nine in? Davey was on our show last show a couple weeks ago. Said he was 80%, 80% sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say that's pretty fair. I'm I'm pretty skeptical of Paula. Just yeah. living in California, I know right. the environment at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Uh, but I, if we don't get Paula, I mean, he said they have high point on retainer. Yep. We could still get nine rounds in that yeah. way. So yeah. you, you uh, know, it'll be interesting sure. to see for sure. Three rounds of Latvia coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Three rounds of Kegums. It's like the August 12th, 13th, for, and 15th, I believe. Oh, they're going back to back. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, that'll be something. Mm -hmm. How are your guys, Jeffrey? Is Jeffrey going to be able to handle that? Or? Well, we'll probably talk about it in the show, Steve, but Jeffrey actually got beat this weekend. I saw that. Jeffrey crashed. Sand. Jeffrey crashed. Yeah. Jeffrey could only get it to fifth. Yeah. Oh, you poor Jeffrey super fans. I don't uh. know if you guys are going to be okay. Is that, is that fine? <laughs> I, I don't know. How, how do you... How does Hurling's Nation handle something like that? I don't know. That's a pretty big defeat on home soil, though. I mean, Roman Fever comes in, wins yep. the race. I mean, that's... I think Jeffrey's got to be shaking in his boots a little bit. All right, all right. We'll figure it out. Uh, directing the show, holding things down over there. Perhaps he's leaving us. We don't know. Things are up in the air. It's Travis Marks. What's up, Marks Dog? Would you be sad if I left? Well, I just think tits will slide into that. Into that. Tits will slide in already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marks is leaving? What's going on here? Marks got a job interview, and uh -oh. they don't want him to work Monday nights. Oh, no. Yeah. There are certain uh, jobs that you know may require me to be available um at certain bullshit. times it's bullshit yeah, where's we'll, the bullshit we'll drop? hold on where's the, where's the bullshit do i even I have the bullshit drop? hang on what, what? wait wait thank you uh, well you thank got you. <laughs> you got that other drop that's not that's, <laughs> that's not applicable right now that is for you talking about the app coming very soon when it's not in fact coming how's it going very soon how's it going it's what? okay I, I mean it's okay we're I, rolling along i feel like it, it'll be good I, I feel like it'll be good for sure but i'm not giving a date yet so and what's keep, new? What's new? In this very soon thing. And yeah, very soon. What can we expect? What are the new features of the app? Oh, so Any insider features. information yet? Yeah, a ton of new stuff. <laughs> ton of new stuff. This it's going to be great. It's you wonder why fantastic. I'm leaving. Yeah. Pro producing a show over there, taking your phone calls, uh, holding things down over there. It's uh, it's Talon. What's up, Lone Wolf? How are you? Hey, hey, what's up? What's going on, bud? Have you been riding at all? No, it's been too hot. Dude, it has been fucking hot as balls here. Yeah. I rode that one Geico, the Geico test. I and, would ride and, a Geico bike. In, in a month heat. and a half, 
two months i've only ridden that one time that's it yeah i was trying to go out to western on friday it didn't happen what about How's, sandy uh, should we go to sandy valley at night with the lights it's good it's if you want to ride it's worth it to go out there but the track's just been the same for like 15 years so i'm kind of burnt out on it Okay. For uh, how much you really ride, you'd it. probably love it. Right, you haven't yeah. been out there, so nah, it's a new yeah, track. I'm not motoring down. I'm just going to yeah. go out. I'm going to get a little sweat up and then, and then leave. Yeah. If it gets starts breaking bumps and things, I'm out. So. Yeah. Sandy will be, it's either super slick, wet when they water it, or rough. So you probably, there's probably no happy medium uh, for you. I think I'm out. The, 20, be a man to the ride that 2021 track. YZ450 should be uh, in my garage very soon. So I'm looking forward to getting that. Blue Crew? Should Blue be fantastic. Crew. So maybe I'll bring that out. I don't know. We Go gotta... to Field of Dreams. Uh, can you imagine Field of Dreams right now? Oh, it'd be miserable. It'd be si- Even if it rained, it would be dry in be like 30 zero minutes. fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So while well, the uh, Kiefer's been on me about the World Vets, so it's August, and he's on me for the for the November World Vets. Better start Vets. training now. The WUSA World Vets. There's a date, though, now. it's a, There's a date announced I saw in November, so... Mm-hmm. Are you racing those, Kellen? Or how I you? might this year. Really? It seems like such a good time with how much you guys – you guys had a blast last year. Oh, yeah, year, we had so. a blast. It was great. It was fantastic. I is mean, the show afterwards at least was a the blast. The show so. was fun, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chicken and the pickaxe. Golly's <laughs> yeah, still talking in. about the, the, the pickaxe. Uh, so. That's where Bradshaw and Chicken will rematch yeah. World Vets this year. Huh? Yeah, really, right? Uh, hey, by the way, uh, you're a new father. How's that going? What's what's going on with that? It you is. It's kid. It's great. It's I like love it. I mean, old, this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Five weeks. Do you know what you're doing? Anymore. Do you know what you're doing? You don't get a manual. No, I really do don't. No, I'm I'm completely lost. No, it, it's it's awesome. Like it's everybody says your life is going to change yeah, and yeah, experience yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah. but really, it, it I couldn't describe it any better than just it's it's awesome. I'm loving it and being a dad, it's crazy for sure. But the, the experience is awesome. They give you a manual or anything? No, when you leave, no. like a new bike. I, I think you some like my... pamphlets when you leave the hospital, but pamphlets? it's usually just like to help the wife out with right. things and stuff. Pamphlets, please don't smother your baby. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh, that's cool. No, that's good. Yeah, well, none of us in here are fathers at all. We're we're we're, we're all just losers. I'm a dog dad. <laughs> yeah, word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So me, <laughs> so am I. Way easier. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Not like I said, Benny Boss, Cole Seeley, Wygant, Betts. We're going to piss off a lot of people with this baseball oh, talk. It'll be so yeah. good, it's, though. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. I got a lot of questions about the Blue Jays. You know, uh, your Padres, they're off to a hot start. So far, yeah. at least. Um, and so, yeah, we'll talk some uh, some Nationals, some, some MXGPs as well. Jason Thomas will come on, of course, in a little bit and uh, and all of that. So uh, I want to thank the folks from Firepower, obviously helping out A-Ray and Chiz and everybody else. Firepower committed to offering superior products with over 50 years of experience in the industry. Uh, don't waste money. When replacing the OEM batteries or chains on your bikes, when you can get more power and supreme reliability from choosing Firepower, Firepower Parts on Instagram and uh, on Facebook at Firepower Parts. Uh, they offer a wide variety of chains from heavy-duty rollers to O and X rings, all made in Japan. The, le- the Feather White lithium batteries are backed by a two-year warranty. They're lighter. They work better. It's one of Chris Kiefer's must-have mods. Firepowerparts.com to lo- learn, more infra- learn more information from those guys as well. So, um... I don't know much about the amateur stuff going on, but we'll talk to, to, to Wygant about that. Um, we'll see who's going to turn pro. I don't even know. But now they can jump in literally one week later. They yeah. can jump in. So that'll be interesting. And I, I was actually curious. I think somebody asked this on Twitter. Wasn't Isn't there like a rule about you can't ride the national track two weeks out or yeah. something like yeah, that? Yeah, seven days. I so think. is this yeah. just like 
voided. I, th- I, I think guess. It's, it's a pandemic, so I think yeah, yeah everything's up, <laughs> okay. everything's up for grabs, you know. So um, yeah, we'll talk talk to Wygan about that a little bit. And Bloss uh, could be a sleeper, man. Bloss could really be a sleeper. Yeah, he's better outdoors than he is in indoors. We saw by the end of Salt Lake. I mean, he wasn't. He had kind of a shitty final round, but he ran third forever, ran fifth forever. You know, made some mistakes, but. Near the end of Salt Lake, Benny was qualifying better than ever in Supercross, riding better than ever in Supercross, and now he's going outdoors. Yeah, and that is insane because, like you said, he's an outdoor guy. Like I, yeah. in Supercross, he's never had this level of speed or consistency or anything. Nope. And like, if he's riding the confidence high from yep. everything that went well at Salt Lake City, he could have a really, really good outdoor. Yeah, season. Yeah, he could be a real sleeper. Like, I mean, obviously, he's gonna—he's out of a van. He's not gonna have the technical yeah. support that, that you know a factory team has and all that. So that's gonna hurt him. But um, outdoors, I think that's less important. And uh, and like as we said, we've seen him. He's uh, been top five many, many times mm-hmm. outdoors. I don't yeah. know if he'll do that now on a privateer Husqvarna. Well, is, he, is he getting – I mean, we'll talk about it probably, yeah. but is he getting any help from Husky or anything? No, I don't believe so. Really? No, wow. I don't believe so. So, uh, yeah, Benny Bloss coming on, Cole Seeley, Jason Wygant, Chris Betts. Maybe we'll call Galdi for a Canadian national update. I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean – Phil stories? Yeah, Phil uh, – everyone I, – I, I reached out to some key people up there, and everyone said Phil was happy. Oh. Even after Wright worked them. Well. Everyone was happy. <laughs> is it because he wasn't going to get paid if there was no Nationals? So now that there are, I think, yeah, he's I think getting that's, paid that's, and he's good. He's happy And then it. I asked him where where our mood was at uh, after the beatdown. And he said he's never been that good in the sand. So he's not worried about it. Like, you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. Wow. So, yeah. Phil, a whole op- new Phil. Optimistic Phil. <laughs> 2020, who knew? We get a whole I new Phil. I literally beat the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, a pandemic and you end up getting, uh, getting uh, you know. Yeah, uh, a, a nice fill. So everything everything's upside down and sideways. So that's that makes sense perfectly. Um, so we did a Zoom RacerX Zoom uh, video sh- pre- national preview show. Uh, myself and uh, JT and Weege. Um I really I think Eli is going to be the favorite. There's no doubt about that. Going for four in a row. I'm worried about Kenny. I'm high on Zacco. Webb will be good. I think AC will be balls fast and then make mistakes like Supercross. Uh, and everybody else, I think, is a notch below. Uh, Anderson, Sexton, Baggett, those type of guys. Uh, what do you think of my thoughts on that? I think you're pretty spot on with what I would think, too. I think Eli is just going to be the clear and away favorite. It's tough to pick Kenny or Marv or Webb or anybody because, you know, Marv coming off the injury, yeah. Kenny looks up in the air with his fitness at the moment, and then... Uh, you know, Webb, he looked great in Salt Lake City, but outdoors last year, he looked great in Supercross, and outdoors wasn't even close to the I, same of what we saw. I give so. one if it, Webb even admitted that beginning of the outdoors, he wasn't, you know, was so focused on Supercross, yeah. as we've seen all the champions do, right? But he had the, he had the win in Millville. Yep. But besides that, it wasn't, there wasn't ever really like, wow, look at Webb just charging no. through the field. Like moments like that never really came. No, but the. The Millville one gives you hope that it it's does. there. That yeah. it's there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like even Baggett for all the Baggett hype and everything that Baggett did. He Baggett won a moto at High Point, mm-hmm. and he, you know, I'm not your famous father, and, and catching <laughs> and passing. For all of that, when's the last time Baggett went one one like Cooper did at Millville? It's true, right? Like he's never. But it was a like, weird day too. Millville wasn't like your. It, it was raining. It was. There's slop on the track, and didn't they delay the motos for like an hour or yeah, two or something? something like that, to get yeah. so, so I mean. It was a win, and I think Webb will be good this right. season, but I don't know if you can read too much into that Millville result. Uh, I'm stoked on Zacco. I think yeah. Zacco's really going to – I mean, we saw the end of Supercross. Uh, I think Zacco's going to be the, uh, a real challenger to uh, to Eli. I was surprised. I saw the stat on Racer X. I didn't realize this, but, okay, he missed Red Bud with an injury, uh, and then other, outside of that, he, he made top five every moto, I think was the stat. It, yeah. But one, I'm, maybe but one. Some, something like that, like, yeah. 
crazy stat where I was like, wow, like, you know, Zacho, we had some inconsistency issues, right? Yeah. He, he, that's what we've seen. And I, whatever stat it was, whether it was one moto outside the top five or, or none, I was like, wow, I didn't fucking realize he was that good. <laughs> Obviously, he missed Redbud, right? But um, so you take that stat from last summer, which I don't really remember, and you think about how well he's riding Supercross, mm-hmm. and you know his work ethic, you know his bike, you know his team, and I'm thinking Zach might be the guy to challenge Tomac. I would have to agree. I think Zach, like you said, riding the high that he is and getting another year of experience on the 450 underneath him, coming into outdoors, he's going to obviously have the bike figured out a little bit more than he did last year. And if he can start up front, which he normally can, he starts with Kenny, starts with Marv, get away from Eli before the Eli freight train comes rolling through the field, I think he could easily win several motos this year. I uh, This could come back to bite me, so please nobody clip this. Nobody nobody do that. Well, Marks will do it. Because, yeah, we would yeah. do that. First because Marks will be like, oh, I'm going to make my, the guy that pays me look stupid. That's just Marks' whole fucking goal in life. <laughs> I'm going to make the guy that pays me look stupid. But um, You're welcome. This could bite me, but I really think Webb and Zacho will be a challenger to Tomac more than Marvin and Kenny. And it'll bite me in Kenny aspect. I, I think I'll be right on Marv. Pretty confident on that. He's a great rider, but, dude, he's missed a lot of time. But and Kenny's the one that – he's got two outdoor championships. It could really come back to bite me. I just – I see Kenny, like, with, the, with, with stuff that's going on in Salt Lake City. Uh, I don't know if he's fully focused on these races. His fiance or wife, is, is about to give birth. It's like he's just over it, right? Like, yeah. just like this is yeah. – I don't know. And, again, I haven't talked to him. I uh, also have a few texts back and forth about a couple of stuff, but – I have a feeling that Kenny's going to ride this thing out this summer, I, and this could could screw me. But is is that in any way though like recency bias? Because we saw it just didn't go his way in Salt Lake City, but he has whatever it's been like two and a half months since the yeah. last round of Salt Lake City yeah. to to ramp back up and get ready. Not saying he will. You yeah, could yeah. be yeah, absolutely yeah, right, no, but know, maybe I, I just we see that old Kenny again. I I wonder about the fitness stuff. Yeah. It's going to be hot and all of that stuff. I wonder about his motivation. And, and I just see Webb and Osborne being a bit more hammerheads yeah. than he is, right? I still don't see them beating Tomac, don't get me wrong, but I see them giving Tomac more of a run than Kenny and Marv. And traditionally, it's been Kenny and Marv the last few summers that have given Eli the most Do you trouble. think the fact that we're starting late in the summer, there's going to be heat immediately, plays into that a little bit? Because Kenny with the fitness issues, Marvin coming off of a long injury, they're not going to be completely ready to go in a sense like some of these other guys normally are. And if they're racing in the heat right away, they might yeah. get kind of burnt out quicker. Yeah, maybe. You you could have something there. I don't know. Uh, we all think – I mean, Eli Tomac will be balls yeah. ready. We know that, right? <laughs> like, there will be no doubt about that. Um, I just – I don't know. I think we'll see a – it's hard to say a new guard because Osborne's uh, 100 years old, but um, we're, I think we're going to see a new guard outdoors. I do this summer. And, and – I don't know. And maybe, and then Kenny will just reset and get ready for 2021 Supercross or whatever. Hopefully that's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, God knows what the, what's going on with that. Um, but, um, yeah, so that's what I see. And I, and then I see Adam being up there at times, running with Eli, leading a lapse, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but then making some mistakes and, you know, whatever. Uh, I think Adam will be, the, uh, much like Supercross, Adam will be that way. Is For Tomac, is the only weak point you see in his game right now starts – because everything else, like he seems like fitness is there, racecraft is there. Yeah, he's got way more yeah, speed. Yeah, seems. yeah, and and even I feel like his outdoor and indoor starts are different. Right? Yeah, like I don't feel. I do still feel like I, I going back doing this racer X 
uh, show, I went yeah. back and looked at a lot of footage from last year, and he still didn't seem to have good starts outdoors very often. Like yeah. He had, I think, two hole shots all year, and a lot of times you'd see Kenny hole shot get way out front and then slowly fade back to him late, and right. that's how you'd either win a moto or not, right. essentially. Well, Kenny has some motos like a, that were just yeah, unbelievably was crazy. Right, yeah, right. But, I mean, like, Eli, it seems that the start is going to be kind of the big factor for him this year is if he starts out front with those guys, he gets those top five starts that we can see him get sometimes. I don't think it's going to be a problem at all, but I would be a little bit more worried if he starts having his more 15 to 20-ish play yeah, starts. I don't know. There's so much more room outdoors. There's so much more time. He just makes it happen, right? I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I think going through the field is going to be totally fine, but I do worry getting those starts. He yeah. runs into more problems like yeah. cross-jumping, lappers, yeah. whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, who knows? So. Yeah, no, when, you, when, that, when, that, when that happens, you uh, – uh, when that happens – that's when shit goes sideways. Yeah. And I agree with you about AC too, though, that I almost look at it that he's going to probably have a pretty similar yep. uh, season to what we saw in Supercross where he's going to start really well. He's, yeah. Especially Loretta's the yeah. first round. You know, obviously he's really successful there. He'll start out front. He'll run up front. And I think as the season goes on, as long as he stays healthy, he may fade back into the five-ish range yeah. for the rest of yeah. the year. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but there'll be there'll be times where he's like, oh, shit. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? and, 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 I, and I wonder about Marv. A little bit for all those reasons that I just said. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. And I think Anderson will be good here and there. You know what I mean? But I wonder about Anderson's uh, motivation a little bit, leaving Alden. And, uh, you know, obviously everyone leaves Alden and says, hey, I'm going to do the same program as Alden. Mm-hmm. But it's not – you never end up doing the same program. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and Sexton will be good. Blake will be good. Uh, Justin Barsha is good at outdoor. But I don't see those guys getting on that level uh, of the guys we just talked about. No, and I think <laughs> – a lot of those guys, it's going to be the flashes of brilliance we'll see every now and then, like Baggett last year at High Point, and Barsha seems to always shine at Red Butt or anytime it rains, really. Mm-hmm. I think we'll see pretty much the status quo from those guys this year. Yeah. Shining motos here yep. and there, but really just kind of stagnant in the midfield. And I wonder, too, like, so it's been two months in Supercross, right? Uh, the series has been pushed back. It's nine rounds. We're not confident we're going to get all those nine rounds mm-hmm. in. I wonder about the motivation on some of these guys. Yeah. You know, like, I, I just... Uh, it's uh, Anderson, Jason Anderson. What's his motivation, right? Like, it's just like he's never been an outdoor guy. We don't know what we're doing. He's not going to lose or gain a ride off whatever he does this summer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody will be judged that harshly on what they do this summer, good or bad. Do you think uh, in any way whatsoever that the fact that we're going all the way almost halfway in October, any of these guys are worried about Supercross already? Like, they might get halfway into the no, season and be like, no, nah, I'm not there anymore. I might no. as well focus on Supercross. No, I, I think that whole thing is is overblown. I've been on teams before. Dude, It is. you do not need four months to get ready for Supercross. You just don't need yeah. it. You're on the same damn track every day. You're, you're testing, sure. You're, you're testing right away right after the nationals so you can get your settings done so you can order parts from japan and get them from japan there's mm-hmm. a long lead in so that's why teams sort of want to start early when they do super after outdoors because they want to get that order into japan to get the factory stuff so that's why it's done so quickly but no dude it's you don't need that much time i don't see guys packing it in i really don't you know mm-hmm. what i mean and i do think i mean red buds in september yeah, September 4th and 7th. Right. Colorado's uh, later on. October like, 3rd, I think. Yeah, like like I think that that might even help guys because it's a different time of year. It's yeah. cooler. You know, like as you know, uh, you get to be round 7 and 8 and 9 and you're at Bud's Creek and Unadilla and it's August and you're just like, this sucks. Yeah. This is horrible. Yeah. Um, and it all catches up to you, the January planning. Well, we had the two months off. 
we're going to cooler weather soon mm-hmm. back east. I think guys would be like, this is awesome. Like, I, I enjoy this. This is something different. Yeah, that's a question I actually have for Steely and Bloss tonight is like, well, not Steely because he's not racing, but Bloss. He doesn't race anymore. I know. Yeah. My mind's in a different spot. Uh, so Bloss, Think about Hurling's loss. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I know. Um, Let's do it, Jeffrey. Let's is pull this, this season through. almost like a refreshing, like breath of fresh air for them? Because yeah. they had so much time off, like obviously the big break in the middle of Supercross, yeah. but this big break as yeah. well, this like two-month period where they get to like almost reset everything. Yeah. I wonder how well they are, are and, taking this. And I think like, so we saw, we saw uh, how many months off from Daytona to Salt Lake? It was, was it three? Yeah, about three. It was Mar- okay. March 3rd or something. We, on that break, Plessinger and Barsha came out, Baggett came out to Supercross, and they were not the same dudes, yeah. right? And Osborne was better, and Dino was better, and we saw these wild swings, good and bad. I think we will see the same for Nationals. I don't know who, but we will see the same swings. Some guys haven't been doing the work. Some have, and things will flip, and we'll be like, oh, that guy's not ready, or or shit, look at that guy. You know, what that dude's been off for two and a half months and he's done his work outdoors. I just don't know who it would be. I mean, one of my guys that I'm thinking is Marv, mm-hmm. just from, I mean, he didn't ride Supercross, but he's been off for a year, mm-hmm. right? That's where I'm kind of like down on Marv a little bit. I'm thinking Anderson's not going to be a, a great guy. You know, so I've got my I've got my eyes on a couple people, Kenny, that I don't think, I don't know if Kenny can be Barsha and Plessinger bad, but they can he can be bad. Um, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. I, so I have, some, I have some ideas on that. That's where I'm basing some of my theories is that we saw it in Supercross. Literally, some guys didn't even come close to the same performance. Yeah. So, well, so we have like this ideology right now of where we're ranking people. Essentially, like these guys are going to be top mm-hmm. five. These guys five through ten, whatever how, percentage pie. How how likely do you think it is that round one someone completely breaks that mold? Someone comes from our five to ten group and is battling for the win, or vice versa. Oh, I would think high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. But can they keep it up, right? Like, right, right. Yeah, That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Because especially the first one, I'm going to ask Wygan about the changes to the pro national. Maybe he's heard or maybe he's seen. But the first one, I think, is, and I've been Loretta's forever, certainly watched it on video. That's going to be start dependent. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be so start dependent. It's such a short story. I don't know what those dudes are going to do to get by <laughs> anybody. The track seems like it's eight feet wide. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, so the first one, we're going to see some dudes. We're going to be like, "Oh shit!" Mm-hmm. Like, uh, look at Tickle. Like, oh my god, right? <laughs> and then, you know, as things sort out a little bit, we'll we'll see some guys come back to the mean. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I do think that. So I don't know if we should work our work ourselves up about Loretta's necessarily round one. Round yeah. two yeah. is is the start of nationals. <laughs> Kinda right. Round, yeah. round two is Washugal. Washugal, yeah. yeah. Then Indiana and stuff. So is there a a Daytona of uh, nationals like? Series doesn't start till yeah yeah X yeah this I don't know you have to whatever rider is uh, doing really poorly the, he'll tell you that that's when the series yeah, starts yep, yeah you'll yep. just have to go with that <laughs> you'll be like oh Bauer said it doesn't start to Lakewood so you know um, <laughs> round eight you, you you begin when you deal with these riders enough and teams enough you you begin to see that they just and I was there I've been there as mm-hmm. a team guy or as a mechanic or whatever you just fucking tell yourself whatever it can to to, to put some positivity on stuff right. Like, like you, you said, just, these riders are fragile little flowers. So. I said that. I said that a time <laughs> or two before. Uh, so, yeah, please check us out on uh, on Facebook, uh, RacerX Facebook, Pulpamex on YouTube. Uh, thanks for watching the video stuff all year long. It's been really well. Uh, Mark's been doing a good job with that. And uh, 702-586-7857, call in. Uh, Talon will get your uh, information. We're going to do a motorsport.com. Tweet at Talon tonight. And uh, we're going to throw some questions in for Wygant in there as well. We have the X-Brand goggle tear-offs. 
that'll be interesting with uh, with JT and uh, Race Tech ran of the night. Do you have one? I have one. I just thought of I should do it now, but then I only have three minutes till Cole Seely. Oh no! So I'll skip it. Okay. But it is Loretta's related. Uh oh! It is Loretta's. <laughs> it could go long. Oh boy! Yeah. So uh, again, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. So two fifties. Uh, we'll talk more about this after Seely, and we go on later on. Um, Dylan Ferrandez, I think, is the favorite. Do you think he's his favorite? Is he as much of a favorite as Eli? Or more or less? I would think kind of the same, I guess. I, I don't know. Like, my expectations are with Eli are pretty high because I think, like, you are – I'm down on a lot of guys this year yep. in the 450 class. And Ferrandez, it just seems like the competition that he would have had is gone. Sexton moved up. Forkner got hurt. That would have been, like, I think the key guys I would have clued into is Ferrandez's competition. Yep. But – I, I don't know, maybe J-Mart could surprise us and he's ripping, getting ready for nationals, or I don't know, maybe you know Justin Cooper is feeling the flow. I have yeah. no idea. I, I'm much more up in the air with the 250s than I am. As usual, though, that is a 250 yeah, thing, yeah. for sure. Um, yeah, J-Mart, Justin Cooper, Hunter Lawrence, I think will be the guys to challenge yeah, Fernandez most, yeah. most weekends. I don't think I'm missing anybody. I think the Jet will be in there mm-hmm. here and there, right? Um, McElrath will be in there here and there. Mac- yeah, I, Whackers. Whackers will be up in there. In McElrath the was like, I, I don't feel like you saw much of him. And then just 1-1 at Bud's Creek was like the most random thing of it the was summer last year. Phenomenal, I like. yeah. yeah. Uh, Hampshire's coming back, but yeah. I, coming off a knee injury. Yeah. So where is he going to be right right away? I think you got to look at these veteran guys a lot in this class. Veterans on factory bikes is what, you know, to me, stand out in that class. I, they, I, I think the thing for, for, for Randis too, is he really doesn't have much to lose, I guess, because he's going to a 450 next year. This is his last year on the 250s. If he wants this national title, like it's, it's yep. here for the taking at yep. this point for him. I did hear, uh, we talked about this last show, Ferrandis and Gaskas potentially being together for I 2021. Heard that too. I heard this week, though, that it was a Yamaha deal. He was back on Yamaha. Mm. So uh, that something happened with that or didn't fall through or whatever. So, um, you know, um, so yeah, we, we, uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I think he might end up at Yamaha, and then that f- therefore um, that makes uh, Barsha out, I believe. Yeah. He's, he needs a deal. So GPs. I don't know. I mean, he <laughs> said it a hundred times. He wants to go. Yeah. So yeah. he'll go there at some point. The money's not really that good over there for the non-elite guys. No, but I, don't I know think if he'd Barsha be happy would, with I don't know if he'd step into one of those rides right away. Maybe. I mean, he could. I could see Barsha at like a Gebbin Yamaha, which Covington's at this year. Yep. And I, I think he would do totally fine on that bike. I don't think he's going to ride a Yamaha. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, he's not going to want to pick. Well, that a team up. like that, like, yeah, like yeah. A, you know, maybe he even ends up at Gas Gas alongside Koldenhoff. Who knows? Kind of like, like um, what? Uh, uh, who's uh, who's Febra and Sewer now? Febra and Sewer. Yeah, I mean, it's not not Febra. Uh, Paulin and Sewer now. That's a uh, factory Yamaha but, team. No, no, Wilvo. but Wilvo before Wilvo became right. Yeah, yeah. Like Wilvo was the secondary team behind Rinaldi forever for yep. a few years. So. Find one of those secondary teams mm-hmm. like Wilvo was or like uh, Gebbin is now or whatever, and I think you'll find a spot where Barsha could fit in. Yeah, I agree. You know? I so think he could like t- totally land there. Um, all right, let's get into our first guest of the night. We'll talk about more 250s and more 450s as we get going. But uh, brought to you by Vertex Pistons. Made in a small workshop in northern Italy, Vertex makes uh, pistons uh, that come stock in Husqvarna and KTM two-strokes. Now Gas Gas as well. Uh, they also make pistons for TMs and things like that from four-stroke to two-stroke pistons. They'll dial you in sales at pivotworks.com to get a deal from the folks at Vertex. They'll uh, they'll dial you in sales at pivotworks.com. You can get a whole kit 
uh, for your bike. You can also get the Wrench Rabbit kit that I, I'm building my CR500 with. It comes with cranks, bearings, top ends, everything you need. It's literally a bike in a box. Mark's had one once when he built his trusty. I still have one, too. Trusty <laughs> I used to have one also. Right, yeah. right. Uh, so thanks to the folks at Vertex Sales at PivotalWorks.com. They'll give you a deal. Uh, let's bring our first guest in the night. He's a freestyle legend now, uh, former Supercross winner, factory hunter rider, Cole Seeley. What's up, Cole? How are you, man? What's up, guys? I'm surprised I'm allowed on here still. I didn't know I was still relevant. <laughs> nah, you're you're all right. You're you're still relevant. Um, even though you're, I don't know anything about freestyle. Um, you know, outside of uh, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are you on your? First of all, you're on your way to Sturgis. Yeah, I'm on my way to Sturgis. We just rode, left LA at like five this morning. Got into Zion like. 10 hours later. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was a bit of a long day. Right, I yeah. bet. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on, though. I appreciate the time. I know you're, you're heading out there. Yeah, no so worries. Travel safely. Um, how was it for you? Uh, I saw Behrman won, but other than that, I don't know anything, Cole. I, I don't know anything about the Fight Club FMX Well, that, that's the thing is you got you to gotta buy the, the pay-per-view to, in order to see it. Yes. We're not, we're not releasing any details on anything, but it was, it was super fun. I had, I had an amazing time. It was such a good time. Did, um, and it was it was. It was a weird deal for me because it wasn't like I was like, oh, yeah, that stuff's easy. You know, I'm right. going to try and do that. It, it was it was literally I was at lunch with a couple of buddies, and, and Twitch actually texted me. And he's like, hey, do you want to do FMX Fight Club? It's the same thing as Moto Fight Club, but freestyle. And I'm like, dude, I don't know any tricks. Why would I do freestyle? <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 it's, it's step up, quarter pipe, and best whip. And I was like, well, I can whip, but I haven't hit a ramp in 10 years, and I've never done step up or quarter pipe. Yep. And he's like, just do it, dude. You can do it. I'm like, all right. And he's like, hop on this call. And before I knew it, like the next like hour, I was like trying to figure out how I'm going to get there and what bike I'm riding and all that. You were in. That was it. I saw your uh, yeah. your helmet cam of the of the half pipe. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Yeah, it's, that thing's terrifying. <laughs> Is it really? I don't. Really? It's so scary. It's 18 feet tall. Like, I know, but dude, you're such a good you're such good on a bike. Like you can whip it, and I, I wouldn't think it was terrifying for a guy like you. But I'll take your word for it. <laughs> no, it's terrifying. I was I, so I went out to to train for it at McNeil's with with Beerman and, and uh-huh. McNeil, and the first day I had already committed to it, and I hadn't even done any of those disciplines yet. <laughs> yeah. So I was just kind of full, you know, winging it. And um, so I went. You know, I've hit a ramp before, but it's been literally ten years uh-huh. since I've hit one. So. Got a little more comfortable on that, and then, um, like, after that, we went to step up, and I was like, ah, oh, this one looks fun. Like, I can't right. do this one. And right. then I saw Beerman hit it, and I was like, holy crap. Like, <laughs> in the back, like I had a moment where I was like, can't, like I can't back out. Like, I already <laughs> You're like, you're like what the hell have I committed to? <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I was like, I had a moment where I was like, can I, like, how can I get out of this? <laughs> Because it's so like step up was so scary looking. Wow, um, I, 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 dude, you're like a great technical rider. I'm very surprised how terrified <laughs> you were. That's not how I, how I, how I view it in my mind though. <laughs> when I'm looking at stuff, so it's right. it was so scary. And yep. then quarter pipe, same thing. Like I just like I'm the kind of guy where where like even when I'm when I was racing, like if I look at a rhythm section for too long, I mm-hmm. won't do it. Okay, yeah. So I just saw Beerman hit everything like twice and I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it. Yep. Um, and just kind of had to let my natural ability take over. But yeah, I, I was, I was act, like very scared of everything. Like I, I committed to it and then I didn't ride everything till like five days later because I was trying to get all my ducks in yeah. line for the competition. Right. 
and I was I was terrified when I got out there, but it was it was cool. It was it was really fun because Beerman and and McNeil and Parsons mm-hmm. they were like like holding my hand through everything, you know, yeah, like yeah. all right, this is what you got to do, you know, like don't freak out, like yeah. So that was it was fun. It was definitely like a like a bro competition you know like we were definitely like friends just competing against each other and sure for each other to even be out there uh fight.tv if you want to watch this thing uh check it out cole seeley like you said jerry mcneil Barrowman, kobe raha uh parsons um so okay the whip best whip you got that whatever your moto guy you got that so out of the quarter pipe and step up which one did you enjoy more by the end of the thing by the end of the deal um i really like doing step up yep Every, I was like really excited to like, you know, go higher and higher. Yep. But I I got kind of obsessed with quarter pipe, you know, because it's <laughs> like, I have kind of a BMX background, yep. and and then it's such a scary thing where like not many riders are even down to even jump it, and so once I kind of like, you know, built up the nerve to do it, I was like, man, it, like this is so fun. But it's such – there's so much technique involved. It's not just like a send it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you you have to go off the top of the ramp or else you're not going to rotate. So yeah, I guess. Right, that, sure. I was, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that psyched me out because I was like, oh, I can just go off the side and like kind of build up to it. And they're like, no, you'll, like your bike won't rotate. Right, so right. So you literally have to aim like at least for the corner <laughs> and going but, up. But we know, prefer if you just launch it. straight off the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was – that was like – that was my favorite. Like, I think that was my favorite by the end of the event. Like, yep. cause I was like, man, like I really want to go high. Cause Raha and, and Beerman just send it off that thing. And literally like besides Corey Creed, like those two guys are, are like the best in the world at it. So I'm like going up against these guys. I'm like, man, yeah. like it's right in front of my face. You know, like I can, I can do this, but I need time to, to figure it out. You know, it's crazy. But, you're yeah. one of the, you're one of the best motocross racers in the world or you were, and you know, your, your skills haven't faded or whatever. And you're looking at these guys that, you know, uh, they're freestyle guys, and you're just like, these guys are incredible. They're incredible riders. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, I didn't yep. – it wasn't like I, I was like – I heard this was going on, and I was like, guys, I want in on this because this <laughs> looks like an easy in for me. It was literally like I was at lunch, and they called me to do it. And I'm like, uh, I right. guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's definitely – it's not like I don't respect those guys. Yeah. They do. It's just something that, that kind of fell into my lap, and I was like, sure, like – you know, I like with quarter pipe, I just wanted to get to a respectable height, you know? Yep, yep. Like I, I told Tyler before we did, I was like, dude, like you can give me a year on this thing and I don't think I can go as high as you guys. Right, right. And I've only hit it for for three days. So Did, <laughs> did you have any close calls in practice or anything? Were you? Um, no, no, not really. No. Like I've, I'm, I've always kind of rode, you know, within my own zone where I'm not like pushing it too far, mm-hmm. uh, which I kind of wish I would have in practice, but like – no, I didn't. I didn't really have any close calls. I went a little like deep on the landing a couple times with with quarter pipe, but it's really like I said. There's a lot of technique involved, so I was yep. like slowly figuring it out. You know where to give it gas, and when to like turn my head, and where to aim, and all yep. that stuff. So there was just a lot of stuff that I needed to kind of experiment with before I, you know, went full send and, and had a sketchy moment. Right, right. Hey, Cole, I was curious, what was like more scary if you could rank it i guess hitting a, a big set of whoops the first time or like looking at the quarter pipe as you're rolling in the first time uh well, to me the quarter pipe because i hit whoops all the time well like, i mean like the very first first time you hit a set of whoops suzuki city yeah or no no Suzuki oh, fun fun bike fun yeah. bike cole Sealy. fun bike cole Sealy. 
Um, probably, I don't know. <laughs> whoops, whoops, because I know you have to go a certain speed, at least with a quarter pipe. I could like, you know, I could go like five feet high and, and kind of play it safe. Yeah. But watch, like watching Tyler do it, he goes so high and like is completely upside down. It's like the arch of his turn. And that that kind of that scared me. Um, but yeah, it, that's a hard call because yeah, whoops, they both you know are full commitment type things. Right. So, uh, Fight TV. Fight TV to watch it. Everybody sign up. Uh, it's still available. You can buy it. You can own it. You can watch it. Everything else. So please check it out. Yeah, and it, on there. it's cool too because like once you buy it, you own it forever. So like Villapoto was telling me like the Moto, you know the Moto Fight Club. Yeah. He'll like put it on for his kids when they're driving home, and they like love rewatching it, kind of thing. Right, so sure. It's 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 you, it's definitely like full of entertainment. You know, those guys are super fun group to be around. You're not old enough for the Fight Club Moto thing, I don't think, Sealy. That's why they didn't call you. You're too that's fresh. What I, that's you're what I too, said. The producers like, dude, you guys invite me to the FMX one and not the Moto one. Like, what the hell? Now nah, you were too good, but, too fresh out of retirement. They didn't want anybody like you. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting. I, I'm, I'm interested to see it, especially the step up. Like, the step up, like, you watch it on X Games, right, for years. It was on there and everything else. And you're like, okay, that's pretty good or whatever. And then you see the ramp. You go up close and you look at the ramp and you're like, holy crap. Like, it's it's gnarly, yeah. right? Like, it doesn't. I don't think TV does it really justice. Yeah, and also, to add to that, like, where we're starting from is literally, like, I don't even know if it's 15 feet. I think it's like 12 feet in front of the lip. So okay. you have like, you do it in first gear. So you just like slowly take off and then, you know, like just give it everything off the lip of this thing. So hmm. like the first time I hit it, I got to like, roll, you know, roll into it from as far in as I wanted or right. back as I wanted. Yep. So that kind of made it, that kind of made it feel like a wall in Supercross, you know, yep. like yep. they're not, they're not that tall, but they're straight up. Um, so like I got the feeling down from that, but then once they put the, two by four or whatever four by four in the back of your tire and you have to like start from there it's like a whole new game you're gonna tell us how you did in step up or no we gotta watch it we gotta buy it yeah you got you gotta watch it ah, i didn't yeah. get last i'll tell you that okay <laughs> good that's good uh fight.tv yeah. if you want to watch that um how's retirement life going man like i follow you on on social you're doing some bike builds you're doing the fmx thing you're going to sturgis you seem like you're doing all the things that you kind of wished you could do when you were racing yeah, I I dedicated my life, 10, 11 years of my life to discipline, and I didn't get to do much. So now I'm just catching up on, on yeah. living and being being a normal person. And how do you like that? But I love it. I'm having so much fun. Like, the last the last two years of my career were definitely, like, you know, no secrets were really tough on me. Right. Um, so just, just to be able to, like, kind of see what's on the other side of the, you know, on the other side of the grass, if it's a greener. And it, it, I mean, I, I love competing and I, I had, you know, the time of my life and those were definitely, you know, probably going to be the best days of my life of, of, you know, living out my dream. Um, but there's so much more to life, you know, other than being a, a dirt bike racer and, mm-hmm. and, uh, dedicating yourself to it for the year, literally year round, which is, yeah, uh, you know it's tough. You you miss a lot of a lot of birthdays, a lot of you know in parties or, or weddings or you know just yep. everything. All of, all the normal stuff in life just kind of passes you by. So it's it's been cool to catch up on and um, you know be a normal person for you know the last year. I don't think people realize like the especially like the guys in the Baker factory. Like I mean those guys. Like they, I don't think people understand it. 
Like, it's all in. It's your whole life. You're monitoring what you're eating. You're monitoring your sleep. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think people understand that. Yeah, it, 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 it comes with millions of dollars and success or whatever, but these guys, yeah, they're not having fun. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, you don't even have to be a race winner to have to call it success in the sport yeah, for sure. You right. know, you can definitely be an accomplished person in the sport, and, and that's definitely satisfying. Yep. But it's a huge sacrifice from everything else in life yeah. for sure. And every, everyone knows that going in for sure. But, you know, like like I said, you're living out your dream. You know, that's what you've chased for 20-plus years. And, and, you know, in my case, to finally – break out and you know have a have a ride like honda and, and be able mm-hmm. to work with with the people that i got to work with was amazing but yeah like like i said it's a huge sacrifice and yep. just to be able to like be there for you know some of my best friends weddings last year and 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 just be there for like all my friends are turning 30 right now so to be there for all that and, and yeah. stuff so it, it's just been it's been cool to to catch up on life and, yeah. and do stuff i've always wanted to go to sturges I, like my best friend lance he he runs a harley um parts you know company right. and, and i see him going every year i'm so jealous and, and to finally <laughs> be able to go this year has been it's been awesome so i, I told this story i told this story a couple times as a mechanic on a much smaller level on as a mechanic and and cole you know how hard mechanics work and i it was just oh, yeah. it was my total thing for 11 years or whatever right just grind nose to the grindstone all i want to do blah 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 red dog breaks his wrist and Yamaha just says, hey, you don't have to come to the races. Like, you're, you're going to stay home on the weekends. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, even before, whenever a rider got hurt, I'd still go to the races and help out and, you know, do all that. And this time, Yamaha was like, don't bother. Just stay home, you know, whatever. And, dude, it was like, honestly, my wife and I were going to movies. We were, like, going to – like, it, <laughs> I, I remember telling her, like, this is so weird, and I like this. I enjoy – I cannot – I finally got off the roller coaster and, like, stepped off of it. And I was like – Wow, this is what people do: go on the beach, go to the movies. Yeah, you know, like it was. Yeah. It, it blew me yeah. away. <laughs> for yeah, I mean, for a mechanic, it's like you said. It, they're the most. They're probably work harder than the riders in a lot of a lot of senses. But uh, yeah, like as a racer, though, you get hurt, and then you're like, shit. Like, what do I have to do to get better? How yeah. can I? Like, how yeah. am I not going to lose ground? So you never really like unplug from that mindset of like, how am I going to be the best racer? Or how am I going to better myself? You yep. know. That, yep. So, like, when you actually step away and retire, it's definitely a different feeling. Because, you know, I've had injuries over the years and taken of course, months, yeah. months off. Where, uh, but the whole time I'm, like, rehabbing and yep. and physical therapy and, and doing STEM or whatever I can to, you know, to better myself, to, for, to get back on the bike. Not necessarily sooner, but be stronger when I do. So, right. yeah, you don't, you don't really get to unplug from it like, like no. I have been. No, I really think that, that that time I spent off when Red Dog was hurt really – aim me towards because the next year Voss came on the team. Timmy got let go. They were bringing Heath Voss. They said, Hey, you're going to work for Voss. And I was like, no, I think I'm done. Like I, I, I don't have the passion to work for this guy. I liked them. I just didn't have the passion like I did for, for Ferry. Plus you add in the fact that I knew that there was other a real life out there. And I was, I was like, yeah, I'm done. You know? So in a way that kind of, kind of how I ended my mechanicing career. And then when I look at guys like goose or Berluti, went on and on and on and i'm just like or, or leroy now or whatever i'm just like god you guys are heroes just legends for doing this you know so uh anyways kelly yeah. you have a question yeah cole looking back on your career I, I i know that you had like hobbies outside of of riding that you displayed often like you did drifting and stuff like that was that 
like kind of your active way of getting away from everything when you felt like you were maybe a little bit overpressured or you were putting too much work in or were those hobbies that you just always had from growing up? Um, a little bit of both. They were, they were hobbies I've had since high school, you know, BMX, drifting, guitar, anything like I could get my hands on. I, I, cause I always kind of like, I, I was, you know, as, as cliche as it, as it is, is like life's so short, but there's only like a certain amount of years where you're really capable, you know, mm-hmm. like it's even shorter of when you're capable to do things. And I never wanted to like, you know, be 60 or 70 and be like, man, I really wish I would have done that when I was younger. So everything that kind of like got put in front of me, if it like sparked my interest, I always kind of chased it. Um, especially with like drifting and, and, and BMX. So they're so like adrenaline oriented, just like motocrosses. So are you still into um, the the drifting thing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still, I mean, with COVID going on right now, it's everything's on kind of pause, but yeah, I, I still, I own a company with two of my best friends that we run, um, kind of grassroots style drifting events, more, more catered towards like beginners and entering the sport and trying to teach them. Um, but yeah, I still, I'm still like heavily involved in that, in that side of things for sure. We've got a question for you from, uh, from Rick, uh, Rick, what's going on? Welcome to the public mix show. What's your question for Cole Seeley? Yeah. Hey Cole. I, uh, I really dig all the builds you do. And, uh, especially cause they, kind of promote uh more dirt bike racing than just um rick your phone you sound like pictures. rick rick you sound like you're in a submarine are you on a headset or something uh, for your phone or something no no i'm on a regular phone i don't okay. know I, I guess it's just a, a bad connection here. oh yeah go ahead okay it sounds a little better now speak up a little bit yeah. okay okay anyway uh I, I i like the fact that all your bills uh promote more to dirt biking than just uh motocross on a 250 and you know with the dual sport and the pit bike and the two-stroke and and all that stuff, and uh, I, I, I kind of have a proposal, kind of a deal that I hope that you would uh, you do, and that's uh, maybe collaborate with your buddies over at Thrashin and Rift Butcher, and uh, and do a, a build on Harley's new adventure bike that's coming out to Pan America. I think you're the right guy for that. Did you hear that, Cole? You want he wants to do a build on the Harley yeah. adventure bike? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know how much I'm allowed to say with that, but I. Oh. I've, partnered with harley so hopefully something comes oh breaking uh, news yeah yeah something should come out soon soon meaning in the next year harley being one of the biggest companies in the world they they have to take this you know covid19 thing very seriously so right um but yeah i i'm very um you know i I really me and lance both really want to get our hands on the pan america and um um the other the the Pan America and the adventure bike. And then they have another street version coming out. So we're trying to get our hands on those things too. And, and basically be a a brand ambassador for that company. Cause yeah, we're Lance is very involved with Harley and the guys over at Harley were like, saw me on one after I retired and they're like, man, what do we got to do to get Cole on a Harley? And I was like, Hey, well I actually already own two. I just haven't been able to (laughs) say that I have. (laughs) So, Oh, well stay tuned, Rick. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. All right. Well, that sounds cool, man. That's All great. Right. Thanks. Uh, yeah, the bike Thank build you. thing seems seems like you've been enjoying that. A little bit of a little bit of controversy with you, Sealy, with the Honda thing, the post on on uh, on Instagram and all that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I love the guys at, at Honda, the the race team. They're of course like yeah. family. I I still talk to Eric Kehoe, the team manager. I still talk to mm-hmm. many of the the mechanics on a you know daily or weekly basis. Um, it just, it's kind of known that they, after you retire, they don't 
take care of you. And I like, I didn't know that. <laughs> and once I heard that it's it like happened to like McGrath and all that stuff, it's like, well, if McGrath's yeah. not getting take care of, then obviously somebody yeah. like me is not going to. Yep. Um, but it, it, it is what it is. I mean, that's, I understand it. I get it. If right. they don't see value in it, then, then I completely understand. So my next best choice was, well, what kind of bike can I buy? You know, what, like right. I'm using my money to, to yeah. buy a bike, just like the other, other consumers. What can I get for cheapest and what are my options? Right. And having such a deep history with Charlie Designs, I was able to work out a deal and, and get a, my hands on a KTM. So cool. I've always been curious. So I was like, you know what? This is sounds good. I just want to be able to keep riding. And and um, and honestly, it, it, I was kind of like in a pickle with like, okay, I, I could buy a Honda, but it's going to cost me more money to buy one. And that people are still going to think that I'm supported by them. You yes, know? yes, like, absolutely, for sure. They're still going to – I mean, not everyone keeps up on the sport as heavily as, you know, the people involved in it. So yep. people are just going to assume that I'm still a Honda rider. And I was like, man, like, I I don't want that. <laughs> like, I love – like I said, I love the race team. Everyone over there is amazing. And I have – you know, I owe a lot to those guys and um, still love those guys. But, yeah, it was just a – it was a business decision what it came down to. Right. No, yeah, it made sense for sh- for sure. I had heard years ago, and it wasn't Jeremy, but there was one ex-Honda rider that got his old bikes – after all his championships and then sold them all and that's super pissed off Honda. And they were like, Oh, cool. Yeah. We don't really want to I, and, help these guys. But I don't to, know. To Who touch knows? back on that, I I didn't hear that from Jeremy himself. Yeah. I just heard that through the grapevine and I I don't know if that's even true, but yeah, it was like okay, if they're not taking care of my yeah. grass then they're they're not taking care of me. I didn't win them however many races and titles he won. No, for sure. Absolutely. Cole Seeley here brought to you by Vertex Pistons, two-stroke, four-strokes, sales at PivotWorks.com to save on uh, on anything that you want for a top end from those guys or the uh, the whole kit, the bike and the kit or whatever it is. Those guys will dial you in at the Vertex Pistons. So I was, uh, I was, I'm building a CR500, Seeley, and I was thinking of having you uh, ride it uh, for me, but now after hearing all this, maybe not. Maybe we'll have to put a KTM on I'll still ride it. I'll okay. Still, I don't care. I'll right. ride Hondas. I don't care. We'll make it work. Yeah, then. I'm down. I'm right. I might build a, I might build like an old air cooled, uh, I think it's a 550 or 600. I forget. I got my hand. My, oh, like one on of my a, best friends has on, one on the XR, like an XR 600. Yeah, I oh. think it's an XR. Jesus. Like XR 600. Or, yeah, 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 they made them. Yeah, they made the 600. Yeah. Cool. Uh, hey, by the way, how how did you like the the coffee? You never texted me back. Oh yeah, I I have that on my list to talk to you about. Bump start coffee is something else you're you're dealing with right now. Uh How'd you get involved in that? What, are you roasting beans, Seely, every day? <laughs> every day, I can see you there. <laughs> uh, no, it? we just we just picked them out. We just picked our, our favorite blend. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And it was it was something that like I've I've always loved coffee. Me and me and Brian Lopes, who's my old trainer, used yep. to talk about opening a coffee shop or starting a coffee brand, and nothing ever really like you know happened with it. So yep. Yep. when this, it kind of fell into my lap where I was like, oh, like. I can get involved in this and it's in its early stages and not just like attach my name to it basically. Right. Um, and be involved in the process of building the company and designing everything and picking out the beans and the taste and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I was like, yeah, count me in. This is amazing. So yeah, coffee is, I've, you know, been a huge yeah. fan of coffee for the past five, six years. So yeah, yeah I like it. If I- you haven't tried it, it's, it's pretty good stuff. I mean, people that, that are like, are like, Oh, you start a coffee business. Like, 
yeah, I love coffee. I, have to, I drink like two or three cups a day. I'm like, well, if you try this, drink one, and then <laughs> see how you feel because it is strong, like very, very strong beans. Uh, yeah, I liked it, and I have um, – I guess I'll break some news on the show too. I ordered uh, Dungy's Coffee. I got Bump Start. Yeah. There's another uh, Moto Coffee company out there, and I am doing a uh, coffee shootout. A coffee shootout. Oh boy! On Pulp MX oh, soon, so uh, <laughs> uh, stay tuned for that. Um, so yeah, I, I actually I texted you because I was just like, yeah, what, what was it again? And I went and bought some, and I liked it. I absolutely, I thought it like I'm I'm just not a strong. Uh, I like I love coffee. I don't like the strong coffee, like a Starbucks coffee, like the actual like the, the the taste that it leaves. I don't like any of that. I like my mild. I like coffee mild. Uh, and yeah, it doesn't have a strong taste, no. but the, the the feeling after is is strong. Where you're like, okay, I'm awake for sure. Yes, yeah, no, I, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I didn't. Uh, one of the coffees, and you'll you'll read this on Pulp MX. I did not enjoy the aftertaste of that. It was not the bump start stuff though. Um, and it's and it's kind of weird because I'm a creamer guy too. So I had to do it without creamer and with creamer because creamer robs it, the coffee of its flavor obviously but i i enjoy the yeah creamer, so i had to do both and ah oh, it's a whole deal see a whole <laughs> deal so uh but no that's cool so bump start coffee uh is it bumpstartcoffee.com is that what it is yeah yeah okay yep. so yeah yeah and yeah we're gonna be launching like some new merch i'm really i don't i wouldn't bring up like merch normally but i'm really excited about our new drop so yep like stay tuned for sure follow okay. us on instagram our, uh, me and my two business partners like kill it on the instagram i'm pretty proud of it um so yes it's it's a cool it's a fun little passion project and like i like when we started it like i didn't realize how like universal coffee is obviously it is like you know it's something sold around the world but like it's funny how many people bring it up to me like random people where i'm like oh yeah like stoked you like it (laughs) Uh, to, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're like, you're like, Hey, do you want to talk about Houston or factory Honda? No, no coffee. Yeah. You know, coffee. Yeah. Well, let's talk coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk coffee. Uh, Hey, so, uh, um, this would be a normally a, a, a dumb question for a, for an ex rider that just walked away from the sport, but for you, it might not be. Did you even watch Salt Lake city on TV? How many rounds were there? Seven, six. Seven. Okay, I watched six of the seven. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, See, I was thinking you would be maybe. Ah, no, I got busy. So, okay, you watched them. Um, yeah. yeah, I watched them. I like. I didn't watch a lot of them live. It was more like because I, I just recently stopped. Uh, like, I, I moved back to my hometown of Thousand Oaks, and yep. I didn't. I didn't buy cable, so I've been like, you know, doing the whole streaming thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of those things where I was like, oh yeah, Supercross last night, and then I didn't watch it because it was something to watch. Right, I, wasn't, right. I don't know. I, it's not like a, I'm bitter towards the sport or anything like that. It's just I've... Yeah, know, I can see you. That's why I asked that. <laughs> That's why I asked you because I, yeah. I can see you being like, ah, if I catch it, I catch it. If I don't, I don't. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? That's why I asked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of my close friends are, you know, we grew up racing together and they're diehard riders too, so they, they want to watch it too. So I get... Yeah. You know, like, right. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's on tonight. Let's watch it. Yeah, let's watch some Supercross. You're like, oh, I used to do that. I remember that. Um, and I still have a lot of friends in the sport, too. Like, of course. You know, that I talk to regularly, like Christian and Chase, Sexton and Brayton, all those guys I still, you know, yeah. like to talk to. So I like to see how they're doing. So you sold your place on the beach, huh? <laughs> yep. No more in Orange County guy. Did you Did you just kill it with, with money? Did you just make a ton of money on it? Because you've Dude, lived there for so years. I, I – no, I lived there for four years. That was uh, it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I lived there for four years. But, uh, dude, it was crazy. So I listed my house the week before stay-at-home order went in order. 
Oh. So I was like, I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be here for a little bit longer than I expected. But yeah. it, no, it was, I, I loved Orange County. I, it yep. was a great little hub for me to train in the hills of Laguna and go to the test tracks in Corona and right. not be fully engulfed in the motocross lifestyle. Um, and honestly, a great investment to, yeah. to buy a house out there and kind of watch the value go up over the years. But like home to me, every time I say home isn't just Southern California, it's Thousand Oaks. Right. I could not wait to get back there after I retired. And I took a little bit more time because I, I really did love the area. So I was like, the mountain biking is a huge part of my life. So yeah. the mountain biking there's amazing. And yeah, I just, it was, it was hard for me to let go of that area, but that home for me is, is TO being back home. Uh, yeah, no, Hey, listen, I'm a Camarillo resident at one time. So I understand this, you know, it's not TO, but 805 area code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's up there. Also, I went mountain biking. Uh, it's not thousand Oaks, but I went up in Pasadena like three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, up by this, where this old hotel was and stuff up in Pasadena. It was, it was amazing. It was really cool. So, um, yeah, not, I'm not, finding my trails out here. For yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a call for Laguna you. Laguna is like legendary. Oh, I know, right? Um, I went on some of those one time. I, the mountain lions really scare me back there, though, Sealy. Like whenever there's I think no about mountain lions in Laguna, there's not, but in those hills, no. You're thinking like you're thinking like uh, over by Oakley, Manchester Santa Margarita area. Yeah, that's not Laguna-ish. Okay, all right, my bad. No, I don't know. I'm from Canada. What do I know? I live in <laughs> Vegas. Uh, <laughs> We got Sea Dog on the line four. What's up, Sea Dog? How are you? Hey, baby, cold silly. This old Sea Dog. You know, yo, you, you, come on now. You know me. Come on, Sealy. You know Sea Dog. Oh, dude, oh, so let me tell you a great story about Cole. I'm gonna give all the folk listeners about what a. Uh, I'm gonna give you all a good story about how genuine to Moto this kid is. This kid is so genuine to Moto. Uh, hold on. So this is about 03, 04, maybe 05. I don't know. I'm old Sea Dog. He, he he got a memory lapse. Um, we bounce out of Mammoth. So I got his old man Jeff and Chance, his brother. He's super cool. We're we're they give me a ride out of Mammoth. These kids are like shit in the dog. Last chance to take a poo. What, where are we going with this Sea Dog? Where are we going with this Sea Dog? We got you know, we don't have a lot of time. So okay, okay, hold on. Here, here's I, actually, here's I, do, I do remember this. I do remember this. We gave him a ride yeah, yeah. home from Mammoth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back to I LA. Think I was like back to thirteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, here's, here's, yeah. We're listening. Okay, to, we're yeah, listening yeah. to Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. So Cole's dad is probably one of the most genuine dudes at Moto. Okay, so for pulp listeners, this kid is. Um, Dude, he's like he's the backbone of moto. I mean, it ain't all glass and glimmer. This kid earned his way to the top. As an amateur rider, nobody ever thought he would be anything, no. anything ever. No, no, no. no. And, he, and he ended his way. I mean, because he because he was, you know, he was a Suzuki rider as a kid against Dominic Izzy, and. What about that San Francisco? What about that San Francisco race for Cole as a no. Suzuki rider? Sea Dog. Sea Dog remembers that. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, I. Oh, hey, hey. Sea Dog's the dude that did the um, uh, race tech rant on, on, the, on the FIM. I just went nuts on the FIM. Oh, about, yeah. 
I remember that, Sea Dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that was me. That was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. Hey, Sea Dog, yeah, how yeah. cool is Jeff, though? Pops, Pop Sealy. He's, he's, oh, he's rad. God. Hold on. Stevie gave me a ride from Mammoth all the way to Newberry Park. Yeah, bro. Of course he did. He's a hell of a guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah, dude. And his brother's little skater. Like, yeah. Um, dude, uh, hold on. This kid's a rag-to-rich story. So everybody in Moto who doesn't think it's possible, this kid right here is the exact story. Baby Cole Sealy, come on. Ross. All right. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Sea Dog. Sea Dog is getting it. Sea Dog is, is yeah, stoked for you. Guy. I remember him. From um, back yeah, it's funny you bring up San Francisco. Literally, the two races that everyone remembers yep. that I didn't win are. 2009 San Francisco because I was like yep. a privateer and yeah, I totally. ran fourth for a long time. Yep. And like Daytona 2015, and I also got fourth because I like I was like could have almost won, you know. Oh, like you that. were yeah, you were on it, right? Yeah, I remember that. 15. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you have the yep. fastest lap of the main? I think that night too, or it was up there anyways. It was, yeah, I was I was trying to pass Dungey and then I clipped the tough block. Yep. Tipped over. So. Um. Well, good times. Uh, Fight.tv, check out how Cole Seeley did. Step up, quarter pipe, and, of course, best whip. I mean, you had that, right, Seeley? Tell us you just dominated that. You just crushed best whip. Uh, you have to find out. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what a salesman. Uh, and uh, and also Sea Dog. If anybody knows Sea Dog, tell him that Seeley's doing all right. He's doing fine. He's back in TL. Everything's good. Um, thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for calling in, uh, and uh, we'll talk soon, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And we'll, no problem. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Cole. Yeah. That's Cole Seeley, everybody. Uh, always got time for him. Good dude. Dad's His dad's awesome. Dude, he has got his hands in a lot of things. I didn't realize how many things he was he was doing with the coffee. I, I knew the coffee and stuff like that, but yeah. still with the drifting league and stuff yeah. like that and then doing yeah. the bike builds on YouTube. Yeah. And he's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's keeping busy, right? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like it seems like it's, seems like it's legit and everything else. I was surprised to see him in the FMX thing, too. I was like, Cole Seeley? Yeah, buddy. right? Yeah, that was cool. Uh Sea Dog. Oh, oh, it's over. Oh, Sea Dog was calling back in. Uh, Benny Bloss <laughs> coming up here shortly. Uh, also, hey, I want to f- f- fill you folks in on the Motorsport Best Ride Sweepstakes. It runs through October 12th. Uh, they're giving away a Yamaha YZ250 each week. They're giving away 21. 2021 YZ250. Each week they got prizes uh, from some of the industry people that we're involved with, like FMF and Fly Racing and, and uh, Vertex and these guys. So, at Motorsport Inc., at Yamaha Motor USA to, to tag those guys. You get a uh, weekly chance to win a $100 Motorsport gift card as well. So please check them out. Go to motorsport.com forward slash win to uh, learn more information from those guys on the sweepstakes. And like I said, they're teamed up with the folks at Blue Crew. So it's uh, fantastic to have those guys on board with us. And, uh, again, thanks to the folks at uh, at Get. Uh, for coming on board as well. Anything from Athena and Get, their sister companies, uh, email us on, on the show and we'll dial you in. Of course, Get, used by MXGP teams. Oh, Kellen, a lot I of MXGP know. teams. They're are all using about the it. Stuff. Uh, so please check that out. PulpMX20, the code to save at worksconnection.com. Uh, also, Pulp, Pulp 20 code to save at profilter.com. There's a real option for riders to avoid cleaning an air filter ever again. Imagine an alternative way that eliminates the time and chemicals retired to clean and oil your filters, Kellen. Profilter. Great. They're pre-oiled. You drop them in, and you take them out, and you throw them away. Perfect. Fantastic. Uh, so That's my kind of right exactly. there. Exactly. Top quality air and oil filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side-by-sides, and everything in between. Uh, sold through Power Sports dealers nationwide. Pick up a pre-oiled, ready-to-use premium air filter or oil filter for your next service. They have the premium ones that you don't that aren't oiled and you can rewash as well. On there, profilter.com, pulp20, code to save 
at uh, at checkout. I also want to thank the folks at Vortex Racing. Dylan Ferrandez winning a title with Vortex Sprockets. Uh, James Stewart, Chad Reed, all winning titles with Vortex Sprockets as well. Uh, Vortex Racing, Kyle at VortexRacing.com to, to uh, get a deal on Vortex Racing. Whether it's the uh, bars, the V3 bar, 29% stronger than the competition. They got oversized bars as well, 7 8 bar. Uh, or the Sprockets, like I said, the Star Yamaha and Barsha and AP and now Tickle. I want to talk to you, Kellen, about the Tickle thing too as well. Coming up here, Kyle at VortexRacing.com, uh, and uh, they've got a lot of products over there at Vortex, so please check them out. Mention to Kyle that you listen to Pulp, and you can save. Let's bring in our, our next guest of the night. This rider, when we were in Salt Lake City for the Supercrosses, told me that he was staying on the Rocky Mountain KTM team for the summer. It was going to be him and Bogle and Baggett, or just him and Baggett if Justin Bogle wasn't able to come back from injury. And so that uh, kind of was out of my mind, and I thought that Benny Boss was set and dialed in well. He wasn't. He's on a privateer Husqvarna for the summer. Let's talk to him about that and more. Benji, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Privateer Benny Bloss. It's not a, something you want to hear, Benji. <laughs> no, it isn't. One of the last things I want to hear, actually, but uh, well, it's what it is. The cool thing is, is you're a really good rider outdoors. You're a really good rider anyways, but outdoors, you've ki- killed it before, um, so you got to be stoked on that. Were you at all upset with the uh, with the team as far as letting you go or, or leaving it late or anything like that on your end of things? No, I mean, I get it. It's... Uh... It is what it is. I don't. I don't think that they were really expecting Bogle to be back mm-hmm. that soon. I guess I don't really know. I think that they weren't expecting him to come back at all right. for the outdoors. But yep. um, he decided he wanted to come back, and he had the contract, and I didn't. So it's crazy though, Kellen. Because remember, Bogle filled in for Benny. Benny filled in for yeah, Bogle. Keeps watching swap places. I, it's it's insane, Benny, in our sport. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. So now you're out again, and Bogle's back in, but you were in, and Bogle was out. And Safe to say, though, Benji, if we didn't have this pandemic and sponsor stuff and everything else, they might they might have been able to keep three guys on, do you think? I would say so. Yeah. I think the, the whole pandemic thing kind of ruined everything with sponsors and money and kind of everything. So Right. And I, I do think that if they could keep me, they would. Right, right. So I'm not trying to, you know – be upset about it or anything it is what it is and i can't control that so why a husqvarna uh because it's close to the ktm mm-hmm. and one of my best friends his dad owns a husky dealership in missouri from where i'm from okay and basically we just wanted to keep it as close to what i had been riding as we could okay and yeah so the husky seemed um to be the best best well, option we were really looking forward to seeing you back on blue crew you know, we we really enjoyed that time, the Benny Bloss Blue Crew era. I, I tried, I tried. Yeah, really, right? Um, oh well. Um, you know, shit happens. How's it going? How's the program going? Uh, really, really good, actually. Um, I feel really fast and really fit. Oh, stop like never... it! Don't don't just give us the. the I'm the serious. BS, you know? Like you know, <laughs> I've never. I've ne- I don't think I've ever been to the spot that I'm at right now. Good, good. Like, okay. Usually it's like you're doing motos, and they're not crazy hard, but I mean they're still hard. Yeah. But now I'm to the point where like the first time in my life, like my motos, obviously it's not during the race, so it's going to be a little more intense. 
but I'm going as hard as I possibly can for my motos at home, and I'm not tired at the end. So, well, that's good. I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested to go racing. I've never. We're on our last week of hard training, and mm-hmm. I am so excited for that because it means we're it's time to go racing, and um, yeah. I'm just really excited to get behind the gate. Robbie Renard, you're still working with him, obviously. Was he upset at your purchase of an e-bike? <laughs> uh, it's funny because I sent him a picture, and all he all he responded with was "lol." Oh. And then when I first when I first got back from Salt Lake, I had a mountain bike ride, and he said he made sure to put on my on like my calendar thing, "Don't bring your e-bike." <laughs> and, then when I saw him that day, he was like, if you do bring your e-bike, you have to do double the ride. But you sold your other bike, or did you have one? I mean, I, I sold, so I had a stump jumper, and oh, I okay. sold that. Oh, okay, so you still had a trail it. bike. Okay. I have an XC bike for okay. years. All right, okay. I didn't realize Robbie was a grinder like that. I didn't know that he, he worked you guys that hard. Yeah, no, he, does, he wants no part of the e-bike life. <laughs> he wants to ride the e-bike. Uh, yeah, he, listen, he needs to come on and embrace e-bike life. It's fantastic. It's great. I'm, I would imagine that if he rode one, he would actually do it. Like he would ride more right, often. Right. And he even said, he was like, you should bring it and let me ride it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Cause then I'm not going to get it back. Yeah. Really? Right. <laughs> but I actually haven't rode it since I've been back from Salt Lake. So that's a little disappointing, but. Ah, uh, Kellen, the best part of Salt Lake City was Jeff Bloss, Benny's dad, buying me Ruth Chris. Oh, That was the best yeah. part of the Salt Lake City experience for me. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I mean, mean Ruth the, e-bike, Chris? the e-bike was good, but Ruth Chris, getting, and, and that's getting, pretty good. And getting it paid for? That's that's expensive, too. That is not a oh, cheap dinner dude, whatsoever. Jeff Bloss, just a hero. <laughs> just just a hero. Um, he was headed, headed out of town until Ruth Chris. He was, wasn't he? Tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if any people know this, but your old buddy Derek, Derek Rankin, your old mechanic from the Rocky Mountain team, he quit the team, and he's your mechanic. Is that a fi- can we let that out? Or I guess we just did. But yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's out. Yeah, dude, the guy quits a factory team. He believes in Benny so much, or Benny pays him so much money, either one, that he quits a factory team to be Benny's mechanic in a van. That's friendship, bro. Dude, that's Benji. That's that's <laughs> that's gnarly. That's real commitment. I can't thank him enough. He has been working his ass off these last couple weeks trying to get us ready. So I can't thank that dude enough. I I, uh, I can't believe he did I that. I know you think he does too much, but well, no. Uh, when you're a privateer guy, you got to kind of do that much. I'm okay with the, with the workload now, but when you're a factory team, yes, he was doing too much. Yes, hundred percent. But yeah. now, but yeah, now no, he's a greasy work, privateer guy. Added. So he's driving. His workload is is larger what's your what's your race vehicle situation what do we got what are we working with okay so a friend of mine good family friend of ours said so they're big motocross fans and they were like we will drive our fifth wheel to the races so what they said they even they would even do wash Eagle. wow oh jesus so really saving us there from having to go in the van derek was not a big fan of like the yeah let's drive to Washougal from Tennessee and then back to Indiana. No, no, that's insane. I also was not a big fan of that idea. Well, you weren't going to do it. No, right? No, no. But, um, okay, so 
and Thor gear because you already had to deal with them through Moose from your uh, Rock River yeah. stuff, right? So that's why you went that. I thought yeah. you, I thought you were going to stay with the Fly Racing guys, but okay. So Thor gear. Yep. Uh, helmet is undecided. Helmet is undecided. Alpine Star boots. Okay. I've been wearing the Alpine Star helmet. I really like it. Um, it's too Darth Vaderish for me. It's a very Darth Vaderish front. Oh come on, Kellen. <sighs> Kellen, right? Am I <laughs> Kellen, are you with me? It does that? look it it's got like a, a thicker yes, like it's, front it's, to yeah, it yeah, than most of yeah, the modern yeah, helmets. Yeah, yeah. I'm out on that thing. Um uh also too WUSA as well on board? Yes. Yes. All right. Did, did did we know from Ride Engineering guys? Did we did we reach out to them yet? Uh I am not aware. I'm letting Derek handle like the on the bike. Okay, all right. Maxima Oil. Are we on board with Maxima? Maxima Oil. Thanks to Steve Mathis. For, oh, okay. Uh, all right. Just checking on if I was going to get any sort of thanks at all. Yep. I was just going to wonder if I got any sort of thanks on that. Well, listen here. I'll thank you when I get on the podium. How about that? Yeah, we got a sticker deal in place, Steve. Come on. Got to help Benny out. Get a sticker on. You sound the podium like you sound like him on te- you, you sound like him on text the other night. <laughs> Our our sticker deals don't I always work. Say, I did say sticker deal would be appreciated. I know, I know. Uh, I we're still talking about that, but Benji, you got to understand the Pulpamex sticker deals. We have a history of failures. I'm not, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Uh, who who who's ran it that failed? Uh, a Ray failed. McAdoo okay. at a straight rhythm, not not that well. Um, Blows. At Hangtown, didn't qualify for the motos. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Bowers. else? Oh, Bowers. Bowers. Bowers had his worst national of the year. Um, yeah, so I'm just letting you know that it, we seem to be cursing people. So maybe we won't do a sticker deal. Maybe you can do a <laughs> sticker deal with uh, with Jericho for the uh, toolbox or something. For the for the yeah for something so, something else other than a rider. I don't know if it's pulp that does it for people I don't, I don't really know but it, it, it wasn't working out so well um what's your expectations benji what are we thinking mm. <laughs> i've been asked this a lot in the past week especially from my father okay um i mean i really 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 want to get on the podium i really want to be battling for top fives every week and so that's the goal. That's what I'm going for. And I honestly, the way I feel right now, I don't see that being far. Like, that's very reachable, I feel like. I was debating on our Zoom preview on Racer X that you or Craig were going to be my sleepers. I went with Craig, but you okay. were, I just flipped a coin. I just think that either one of you guys could really be somebody that nobody thinks about this summer, you know, and then ends up. I would agree Doing with really that. Doing really well? Yeah. What do you think, Kellen? I think he gets, oh. he gets slept on a lot, I would say. Right, right. Especially outdoors 450. Yeah, exactly. I, I would put Benny at the top privateer, as so as, as you call it. I think he's going to beat a lot of factory bikes this year. Right, right. He's going to be the Freddy? Yeah. The Freddy of, like, he's, I mean, Freddy would just show up for years Yeah. and run that pace, right? Uh, speaking of Freddy, Jericho, you're on the you're on the <laughs> Pulp Mech show. What's up, Derek? Yo, what's up? So, I just want to get this straight. You quit a factory-supported team to live out of a van with Benny. <laughs> just, I mean, not quite, no. I mean, I'm still flying and stuff. 
my my situation hasn't changed too much. Just, okay, hold on. But you weren't going to until this fifth wheeler showed up. You were going to drive a van, probably. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was debatable, but so. Okay, and so listen. As much as the the fam- they can't be paying you what what you were making. No, they are. We're good. Wow. Okay, so didn't even lose salary. Still flying. Oh, it's got to be like WWE tickets in yeah, there mixing, right? Are the wrestling tickets anywhere involved in this? Uh, I mean, oh. maybe once wrestling like actually goes public again, hopefully, you know, a bonus program maybe. Right, right, something like that. Well, you know, Bogle did go with you to wrestling where Benny has refused. Just for the record, so yeah, he did. He I offered, did. I offered to buy Derek WrestleMania tickets and a flight and a hotel. I feel like that's better than going with. Really? Wow. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, but when's WrestleMania ever going to happen again? So, well, we don't know. So, <laughs> do you do you see this as a Freddy situation here, Derek? Do you see a Freddy potential happening? Uh. I mean, I would say better than Fred for sure. <laughs> oh, Freddie's! I'm I'm telling oh, Fred. Man. I'm telling Fred you said that. Uh, yeah. Well, Benny, we've seen you run top five a bunch, get on a podium. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 be sleeping on me, man. No, I know. I just you know. I, I hopefully Derek can keep things. Derek, where are you gonna? Do you have water to wash the bike in this thing? Do we have a water tank? Are we all hooked up for that? Uh, I've I've been. Putting that all together this week. So. Okay, all right. No stone yeah, has like been left unturned, Steve. We're gonna be okay. All right. I just I want to make sure you guys are all right because I've done the privateer thing at the nationals and it's terrible, just terrible. Yeah. No, it is. I've done it too. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. And any yeah. ch- any so okay, Benny, if you kill it and crush it, and a fill-in ride comes in, you can take it and ditch Derek. Correct. I mean, yeah, but I would. Derek. Of course, to get, of course, you would try, yeah. but that won't happen. I've, I've, trust me, that won't happen. So, Derek, we need a commitment, Benny, that Derek will be paid no matter where you are riding all summer. We at least need that commitment. I do, I do think my dad has said Derek will be paid. Okay, he he may be selling trucks, but he'll be paid. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'd really like to see that. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, hey, they'd be, God be like, hey, tell me about this rig. Derek would be like, it sells itself. I mean, it sells itself. Right? <laughs> um, any chance of A-Ray coming on board, Derek? Uh, you know, I just I don't think we have the budget for A-Ray and his parts. Okay. All right. That's fair <laughs> enough. Parts. Right. How much stuff did you make off with from the other team? Because every mechanic does this. I know this, Derek. How much stuff did you make off from the other team and we'll slide it onto Benny's Husky and hope nobody notices? Um, zero. No comment. I'm not commenting. <laughs> oh, he goes, no comment. He started with the zero listen, and went to no comment. Listen, I've been there. I know how this works. You have parts. They'll find their way onto Benny's body. I got it. I got it. It's fantastic. Trust me. Every mechanic out there has done that. Um, I'm excited for the super team this summer, Benny. I'm I'm really excited for this super team. I may I may come. Well, we can't really interview you guys, but I'm gonna come within six feet and just holler questions at both of you if that's okay. <laughs> hey, bring them on. Uh, we got Derek on the, the line actually. For the we got Derek on the line. Uh, another Derek. Derek, what's going on, man? Hey guys, how's it going? What's Derek, happening? Benny, what's up? Everybody's second favorite Derek. 
<laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Yep. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, all right, I got some true, false, or I plead the fifth because I'm still looking for a factory ride questions okay. for Benny. And, Derek, you can chime in on these two, actually, because you probably have a more honest answer than Benny would. Yep. All right, first one, not counting your boots, you have a more expensive shoe collection than Haley. 100%. True or false? That's true. More than your chick. Uh, wow. Jesus. <laughs> he's afraid to answer. <laughs> no, he said right, true. He said no, no, yeah. he said true. Oh, did he? Okay. All right. And that's the truth, too, for sure, 100%. All right. You know how to drive a semi-truck. True or false? I've never driven a semi-truck. Oh, <laughs> Jeff is depressed. Uh, let's um, see. You like the name Big Rig better than Baby Giraffe. Oh. Be honest, Benny. Be honest. True. True. <laughs> uh, we've eaten Cold Stone in at least eight states across the United States. Easily true. <laughs> Cold Stone. <laughs> I don't like Cold Stone. I'm not a Why? Cold Stone guy. I'm not. What? I don't know. Dude, you are all over the place with it's, what you like and don't like. It's too yogurty. Oh, come on. It's too yogurt. Come on, I don't, I don't Steve. like Froyo. I don't like any of that. And I don't like... Oh, my I don't, God. Yeah, no, it's too... Where are you at on... on where are you at, Marks, on... Uh, uh, I like Froyo. Cold, cold Stone? Yeah, Cold Stone's good. Talent? I love Cold what Stone. What do you like? Sorry, right. go I'm fuck, not your guy you for guys that. go fuck yourself. What do you like? What? Dairy, Dairy Queen. Canadians. Are you serious? That's yeah. like the same thing. It's the same, like, texture not, and everything. It's not. It's not. And oh, I my God. I don't want to hear another word from you. You are something else. All right, Derek. Derek, you got to get on this one. Due to Benny's size, you can put... Everybody's second favorite, Derek, in a figure four leg lock. True or false? <laughs> Dude, he wishes. Uh-huh. So he wishes for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, you do not run high bars or low pegs. True. No. Nope. Perfect. You've eaten approximately 6,425 lineal feet of breadsticks at Texas Roadhouse in your career. True. <laughs> That's another place that blows too. Texas Roadhouse blows. That place, I mean, just go to Outback. Just what? go to, no. just go to oh, Outback. Come on, Steve. Sorry. What is no. the difference between Texas Roadhouse and Lone Star? Which place has the peanuts everywhere? Ben, both. Benny, I'll let you answer this, Benny. They're they're both terrible. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude. Texas Roadhouse has the Texas butter. Roadhouse is great. Has the butter. Okay, so I'm gonna go there for the butter, Jericho. Like that's where there I'm gonna go. go. Yeah. Yes, that's the only reason you go there. All right. Jeff Bloss had long, beautiful hair and a beard at one time. True or false? True. Yeah, that's true. true. I think I saw a photo of Jeff back in the day. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it. Photo, it's amazing. It's true. Yeah. Jeff Bloss can do the splits. True or false? Only when he's drunk. <laughs> in in jeans on carpet. <laughs> he he, uh, he tried to he, he tried to do karate kid kick me in uh, Salt Lake City. Oh, he can't after or before they, the wrist, Chris. Uh, before, <laughs> before. Yeah. Steve, Steve, did you ever see him do the split? No, I haven't. I, that was just a word on the street. So we we had but him on the he we, wasn't drunk enough. We had him on the podcast a couple times, and he was just talking about how you were taking guys out in Salt Lake City. <laughs> that's all. He, that's all he could talk about. And then, and then we were getting on him. And then, because one of the guys you took out was Cunningham, who we, you know, we had picked them in the 
fantasy, and obviously Austin was probably very upset about that, by the way, Jericho. <laughs> and uh, and he just said, listen, I don't, I'm not riding the bike. He just started yelling, I'm not riding the bike. We're like, yeah, Jeff, we know. Calm down. <laughs> he said to me after I took out Cunningham, when I got back to the trailer, he goes, that was a bonehead move, Benny. Not sure what you were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, 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 Derek, we got to go. We got to run. Yep. So, Sounds good, guys. Right, I'll see thank you guys you. at Washougal. Have a good one. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Derek had some hype going. Dude, he took over your show. Between Derek and uh, Sea C- <laughs> Dog. I know, C- man. <laughs> your yeah. your hey, callers are hammered today. Uh, Derek, how did Austin take the news? that you left him like I you guys are so you know I mean you guys worked well together it was a real super yeah. team over there how'd that go uh I think he's still kind of pouting a little bit you know he doesn't know who he's gonna share a hotel room with on the weekends but right I think he'll be okay right. he's gonna, he'll bounce back I can't believe you left a factory job for 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 Benny in a van god would you have done oh. it for Timmy would you have left factory to go with Timmy um no no probably not I wow. did the privateer thing though I did it. It's terrible. Wow, Steve. <laughs> it is. It's pretty terrible. See? <laughs> See? Even he admits it. What you got to do, Derek, is you got to get Jeff's credit card, okay? And just be like, look, Jeff, I got your card, and I'm going to live life the way I live life and the way the certain standards that I hold myself to. And then you just uh, rack that thing up, Derek. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I try, but I don't think that's going to work too good. Yeah, well, okay, I don't know. <laughs> Derek, where where are we at with Benny? He's talking about how he doesn't get tired. He's feeling great. I mean, seriously, with, pretend he's not on the phone here, Jericho. How's he riding? How are we feeling? Honestly, dude, he's riding the best I've ever seen him. I wouldn't have quit my job. You know what I mean? Wow. That's true. That, yeah. That's a bold. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah, no, this is like, I told him multiple times, he's either going to make me look like a genius or he's going to make me look like a total dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about that, Benny? How do you feel about that, Benny? I'm fine with it. I don't really care, but he he did say, he said, don't make me look like a dumbass, though. (laughs) I'm not going to make him look like a dumbass. Uh, Derek, do you have a... a Radio? You're gonna use a radio for anybody, or just gonna no, just be able to like, like. Uh, I thought about it, but then I was thinking like the only person that could probably spot for me would be Jeff. Yep. And I just I don't know if I need Jeff in my you ear during the race. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, just uh, just you know, he gets a, right. he gets a little excited. So. Just text me if you uh, if you need it, and I'll, I'll can spot for you from the tower or something. Oh, uh, perfect. Yeah, you'll be on your mechanics area with your phone. Dude, it's hey, we can probably get you in the team manager tower, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Can we do that? Can I be a team manager? Yeah, maybe. Oh. I think you, you have to talk to Don about that. Oh, Don's the Don's the uh, the crew chief. She she runs a tight ship too. I don't know if I can get by. <laughs> um, hey, Jericho, where are we at with ride engineering? Are, are, they, are we doing this deal or firepower? Like, where are uh, we at with these guys? Yeah, no, I talked to him. He, uh, no, they wouldn't be able to make the clamps in time. Okay, all right. Well, we're trying. Yeah, we're trying here. Yeah, because we're still running the 52 mil fork, so yep. he need he need a little bit more of a heads up. But Okay, well, we're trying to do some B2B with Pulp MX Show and Benny Boss's program here. So Yeah. Even though he's not no. in fly racing, which we thought we'd be in fly racing, we're still going to help you. So. Yeah, no. I mean, we got Maxima and Renthal, you know, talk to Paul. Yep. 
Yeah, okay. And, uh, yeah, you know. All right. Hold. You came through, Steve. What about firepower? You need a battery? Get the firepower guys on board. Uh, Kenny's got... Yeah, uh, Benny. Well, I figured I could just talk to Dalton, maybe, but... There you go. All right. What else do you need in your program? W's on board. What else? Money. <laughs> money. <laughs> Marks, do you have any money for Benny? I'm unemployed. Oh, you are. That's right. Yeah, good point. Sorry, Sorry, Benny. Yeah. If we we could find somewhere between like $100,000 to $1,000,000 to $1 million, you'd be on green light. (laughs) We need how much for Pulpamex graphics for the weekend? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to be a bud for that. You know what I would do? If I bought the, if I sponsored you for a weekend, Pulpamex, I would put A Ray's face on one side and Norin's face on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then Derrico would just be all spun up. Just he wouldn't know what to do. He wouldn't know what to do. Honestly, I would. Do, yeah, we'll do that for sure. I'd probably. I could sneak. Just give me the stickers. I'll sneak them on there. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll, we can make that work. All right. Uh, all right, boys. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, both of you. And uh, Benny, I think uh, honestly, I, I think you're going to do well. I really do. You won't have any, you know, sort of adaption to a new bike. Uh, you know, you're familiar with the thing. Uh, you're a great outdoor guy already. You're hungry, you know, to, 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 to do some, get some results. So I, I like it, man. And, and so I think you're going to do well. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for letting us come on the show and, and talk a little bit. Derrico, it's not too late to change your mind. Oh, uh, no, it's too late. Burner's uh, mad at me. Oh, Burner's <laughs> mad at you? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Uh, all right, boys. Well, hey, good luck this summer. I'm sure we'll get you both on at some point. And uh, if you need anything, you got my number. So thanks, guys. All right. Sounds good. good thank man. you. All right. Thanks, boys. That's Benny Blossom, Derrico. I can't believe Derrico. Dream team. Dream team. Left a factory I, job. I mean, that's a good point, though, about leaving the team because he believes in him that much. Like, he's so on board the program that he's he's all in at this point. Right, right. I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not leaving like flights and, and you know, like. If uh, there, is there any rider ever that you would have done that for? I mean, I guess if you look at Derrico's still flying, right? There's going to be a rig driven for him. He's getting the same salary, he said. But it's still a lot of work, dude. You're, uh, just a, you're one man. If it's a mud race, you're just there grinding by yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, skip, yeah. like you just, it's so much work. It's not even for Timmy. Yeah, I kind of can't believe you wouldn't do that for Timmy. Unbelievable. Would you do it for Rollerball? Like if you were, if you lived in that know. generation, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Timmy's gonna delete your number when he hears this. <laughs> um, he won't. He's in Loretta's. And, you and can't hear it because I'm gonna send it to him. I, I mean, I did it. I lived out of a box fan art. I did it with him. But you know? going back, once you've lived the factory life, going back, you just couldn't ever do. That's it. That's what I think it is. Yeah, I think that's what it is. You've done it. You lived it once, right? It's just tough to go back. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, before we uh, go to commercial break, let's take uh, this call here. He's been on hold for a while. It's Nick. Nick, what's going on, man? Hey, Steve. Hey, man, I called you uh, it was like two, three weeks ago, last episode, when you had Davey Coombs on. Oh, yeah, and, okay. Uh, I asked yep. you and uh, Justin about a track we were building. Oh, and, yeah, uh, that's right. Took, yeah, yeah. We took a little bit of your advice, man, and uh, we made this thing real friendly. For everybody, we had kids on 85s out there doing a little triple out there, and they were stoked. Nice. Uh, yeah, like I, I was. like I said, give give guys some options, right? Give vet guys an option and pro guys an option and all that stuff. That's how you build a track, in my eyes, anyways. It, it had a, uh, I think we had 40 some odd bikes for a grand opening ride day. It, it turned out pretty well. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Glad to hear. And you watered it and prepped it and everything and all that? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. We're working on a, 
underground system next. So that way all you got to do is hook up to a spigot, spray where you want to go, and you're done. Nice. Instead Good to hear, man. Like 600 feet of hose around. Right. Well, I'm glad but, uh, uh, I'm glad it worked out. Uh, I wanted to ask you and your co-host there your opinion on this. Since uh, I've seen a lot of flack on it online, you know, Loretta's you usually qualify for, but they're doing the amateur day after the pro race. What do you think about that? They're amateur day after the pro race. What are you talking about? Yeah, so oh. I, I saw this too. Like, people were upset because, like, the prestige of Loretta's and qualifying for it and going to race there. Well, the National is doing an amateur day, I think it's before it, that you could just sign up and go race Loretta's anyway. I mean, it's not the actual oh, Loretta okay. Lynch Championship, yeah, but you yeah, actually yeah. get to go race the That's track. That's a way that, they're kind of getting some fans in there, right? Yeah, right. so. I mean, what's the big deal? What, what? So what? That's what I thought about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going for a national championship. I'm going yeah. just to oh, ride there. I, I got the right to ride Loretta's, and and, and you're going to ride it the next week. Ah, oh, fuck you. Yeah, like, I, 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 I took it as like people were like misunderstanding that it was a different weekend. I thought some oh, people were referring well, like they, they looked at it. If as it like, was oh, the same weekend, the... I get the upset, yeah. but of course it's not. No, right, right. No. Of course it's not. So you know what though? It's really tough these days to to be find coherent people online. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that that probably was the uh, yeah. part of the problem. So if it's the same weekend, I understand the people that paid the money to get there would be upset. But it's not. So beat it. Who cares? Exactly. So, exactly. I, right. I just signed up for two classes that are over my head just to get to do it. Oh, nice. Cool. All right, Nick. Well, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Glad we could help hey. out. Thanks for listening. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Jason Wygan is coming up. Uh, Jason Thomas is coming up as well. Chris Betts later on. Kellen Brower here. We're going to talk some more national previews as well. We're going to go for first, blah, 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 blah. first commercial break of the night. Uh, thanks to Benny Bloss, Derrico, and uh, Cole Seeley for already coming on. First commercial break coming up now. We'll be right back after this, everybody. Poon what the fuck? <laughs> Those who love motocross know Motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on Motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Race Tech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Race Tech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work or steven says on the show sometimes get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt bushings in your, your fork and shock get it rebuilt it helps 15 to 20 hours head over to racetech.com check out they even got a cool little simulator 
You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, you guys have some of that on your bike. It's fantastic. Zombie Blows uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Verandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Hey, Pulp listeners, this is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts Riders out there. Go get some this year. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround? 
Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp MX swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp MX stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Hi, it's Tomax Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring Tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 Tire and the Michelin Power GP Tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com, visit your local dealer or online retailer, and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then. While the competition has been trying to catch up, grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys and wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. Over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, they're winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro-launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams and rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. 
to see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts. Just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. It's been a while since I played Halen coming out of commercial. Oh, but it's so good, Steve. It's just so good. God, you're going to be the weekly co host. You keep that up. <laughs> I like what? classic rock, man. I just, I'm all about it. It's not even classic rock. Okay, well. Classic rock's like from the 70s. The 70s and 80s era of rock I like really, really this well. 1993. 
Nobody knows Hardly who this classic is. rock. Oh, give me a break. Uh, Kellen Brower in studio from Racerx Online. Jason Wygant calling in. We got uh, Jason Thomas as well coming up. Uh, and uh, and much more talk here uh, about the uh, Luke Soil Pro Motocross Championships kicking off. We'll t- when we uh, get JT on the line, we'll bench raise a little bit about the two classes. It'll be interesting to see what he says. Also, 2021 fly gear is dropped. And Kellen did the fucking greatest thing. <laughs> Kellen's fly stuff, which is so good. You're just taking JT's word at this point. Like, y- y- you you could make your own opinion about whether or not my Instagram posts are good or bad, but you are just taking JT's for status quo. Well, I I put the damn stuff on a road in my street. Uh, and I, that's awesome. You know, I mean, I but I didn't get any credit for that. <laughs> no one was like, oh, hey, Mathis, awesome job. No one said that. Uh, 702-586-7857. Sea Dog, stop calling in, right, Talon? We're good on Sea Dog. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, okay. Sea Dog, your stories about Sealies were incredible, so deep and meaningful. Uh, we're good though. Yeah, genuine, genuine love of Sealies. Yeah, yeah, I get it for sure. Uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. The job of the week this week is from our folks at WPS. Speaking of fly racing, a videographer in Boise, Idaho, full time job. So that's something that you may want to do. I'm pretty happy where I'm at. Right you now. do the videography for Racer X now. You yeah. do a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, you're based in Southern California. But if you want to go to Boise, WPS is looking for a talented, while well, you're out there, detail-focused videographer to join the creative and power sports-focused marketing team. They need a talented, again, not Callen, not Callen Brower, professional. Oh, you're not there either. No, definitely not. Who can capture the vision and energy in beautifully crafted visual journalism. Oh, that's deep. Gorgeous. Uh, this is a diverse role encompassing creative and ide- ideation. Ideation? I don't know. Design, animation, and project leadership. All things that you do. Yeah. What's been your favorite video to shoot for Racer X? Do you have one yet? Have you had one? I really like working with Kiefer, honestly. Like going out. Well, I mean, because those are the days that I get to go to the track and actually be in the scene, enjoy the dirt bikes and stuff like that. The stuff that I do just sitting at my computer and talking into a microphone, it's it's fun for sure. I've done it for years, but... Going out and actually filming dirt bikes is can't beat it. Yeah, absolutely. I really like that Kiefer guy. <laughs> uh, so WPS, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, upload your resume for free. Looking for a full-time videographer. You got to move to Boise, which, hey, Boise's not bad. I got offered a job at Fly one time, and oh, I did? very deeply debated it. Really? Yeah. Because you're a SoCal dude, born and raised, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so for you, that's yeah, that's a tough that's a tough deal. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Check it out. Uh, WPS, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Upload your resume for free today. Thanks to those guys for coming on board. My race tech rant of the night is coming up uh, right away. Blake, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great, Steve. How are y'all doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for calling in. What's going on? Hey, um, I'm just want to say I'm a big fan of the show and um, fan of your weight loss, man. You know, uh, coming from someone who uh, lost 80 pounds himself riding dirt bikes, so just great to see someone. You know, nice. Uh, good to hear. As big as you in this, yeah. It's just dirt bikes. You know, help save. You know. Not my so life, you but like, you, you lost know. eighty pounds, but you had to have changed your diet up, right? Yeah, no, no, right. I definitely changed my diet, but you know the thing was, you know, I rode when I was a kid, and I tried to get back into it, but I was a two hundred fifty pound, you know, kid on a one twenty five. Oh yeah, jeez. I I raced at the beginner class and got lapped, so I I went home after that and started running. So uh, <laughs> so okay, wait, wait, you came back at two fifty on a one twenty five and you got lapped. Yeah, I got lapped in okay. the beginner class. All right, so then you were like, fuck this, and then you started running. <laughs> yeah, I started running at home, and Dude. I ended up getting down to, I'm, I'm around 175 right now. 
Nice work. So, yeah. uh, Good job. So yeah. were, were you riding a lot of motos too? Like what were you doing for, for, for weight loss? Running and motos? and Yeah, just just running. And then I do run motos as well. And, uh, you know, bicycle, join the gym, that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I changed. You know, I got faster bikes as well. But now since I'm down to 175, I got back on a KTM 150. And I, it's just, you know, being lighter, it's just so much more fun riding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? Uh, no, it's good, man. Good job. Uh, glad to hear that. I'm glad, uh, you know, it worked out for you and everything else. Um, you know, I like an e-bike myself, so, <laughs> you know. But yeah. uh, it, it's it's cool to lose weight, for sure. I've lost a bunch, and you feel better. Uh, you sleep better. You're healthier. All of that, you know? So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's always, a big deal. Yeah, I always hear the guys giving you crap, saying, oh, you know, you, you've lost enough. You know, you lost enough. You know, if, if you feel better doing it, keep doing it, man. No, dude, you I want to get down to, like, 150. <laughs> just, just, oh. just down to one fifty, a bobblehead. You know, maybe people have some, maybe have people worried about my health. You know, like, oh, is he anorexic? Like, I want to want people worried. Yeah, I about want your health. I want people to be like, hey, does he throw up after he eats? That's what I'd love to get to that point. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> that's that's what my parents were doing. You know, I'd I'd cut down to half a piece instead of a whole one, and they were worried. You know, if I was yeah. depressed or anything. <laughs> Well, that's the thing I was telling people, too. Like, So there's all these diets, right? I mean, everyone's got a diet. Why? It works for uh, South Beach, keto, fucking Atkins. Wait, like, everyone's got a fucking thing, right? Like, yeah. I'm with DV on that, by the way. Uh, just here's, here's my diet. You eat fucking less. <laughs> just eat less. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the diet you can stick to. You can't stick to none of the other shit, in my opinion. It takes too much work, too much effort. You got to buy shit or stick to shit or be unhappy. How about you eat the same as you did before, as long as you weren't a total pig, and eat less. Skip some meals. What was like the biggest change? Though? Are you portion controlling everything or just snacks or meals in general? Or, or like- Yeah, just meals in general. But, dude, if I feel like it, I'll fucking pig out. Yeah. And I'll be like, ah, that sucked. But you know what? That's okay. Get back on the on the treadmill the next day life's treadmill not literally a, fi- a treadmill you know what i mean like yeah. you just you just be like oh, i screwed up whatever i don't care i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying this great meal from outback or wherever and then you just worry about it the next day but i i just i don't believe in all these diets as far as like sticking like you know like oh i gotta do this like you can drop fast weight on keto mm-hmm. i've seen it you can really do it but Dude, I'm not doing that. That's too much work. And dropping weight that fast is kind of unhealthy as well. Like, you, yeah. your body goes there, through significant changes to do that. There is some of that, too. So, for me, just eat a lot less. Yeah. You burn more calories than you take in. It's a crazy fucking weight loss program. <laughs> it's crazy. But that's that's fucking weight loss program. That's it. Yeah. The funny thing is, what really clicked for me is I'm a pretty financial guy. You know, my dad owns a business. So, growing up, I've always kind of looked at that. And I just looked at looked at losing weight as saving money. You just spend less than you earn. Is this Jason Wygant? So like, is this Wygant? Is this Wygant on the line? No. Okay, never mind. Sorry, it was a joke. Ah, uh, no, you there? Oh, he's gone. Wow, man, kicked him right off the phone. I didn't. He's still the line is still there. Oh, oh Blake. Oh, Blake, are you still talking to me? Yeah, I was Blake. I was talking to you. Oh, um, okay, yeah, no, I, yeah, I was saying just. You know, like saving money, you know, you spend right. less than you earn. And so losing weight to me was just eat less than you burn or, you know, burn more than, you know, yeah. eat less. And it, it was just, I was using a little, I that. was using a calorie counter for a while, like a little app on my phone. And I was like taking picture of the, uh, the barcode on food. And I was mm-hmm. logging my exercises on Strava for, for calories and stuff. And that really helped me for a while. Cause that's a simple math thing. That's just like, mm-hmm. here's what I burned. Mm-hmm. Here's what I need to stay under. 
You know what I mean? So that was working for a while. I don't use it too much now. Well, you got into a routine as well where you, you knew how much you took in and how much yeah. you're going to work out. So yeah. you don't even need to like track it at that point. No, now I'm just like, okay, this is going to be this many calories. Yeah. And, but uh, skipping meals, you don't need to eat three meals a day. So I skip breakfast a lot. Uh, and then, uh, you know, so that's about it. Yeah, burn more than you than you uh, take in. It's fucking amazing. I'm going to write a weight loss <laughs> book. So, Anyways, Blake, good job, buddy. Keep it up, man. I appreciate it. All good right. luck, man. See ya. That's Blake. Jason Wygant's going to call in in a few from the ranch in Tennessee. So uh, that'll be interesting to uh, to talk to him. I commend you for the weight loss as well, though. Like that, it's it's pretty cool to see how far you've come along. Yeah, I mean, I got more to go. That's what I keep yeah. telling people. People are like, oh, you know, I don't even know how much I've lost total because I didn't weigh myself at the heaviest. I never did. I never really wanted mm-hmm. to. I just literally was like, okay, I'm going to start doing it now. And then you start slowly and you just keep working away at yeah. it. And I've been enjoying the mountain biking. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not always been enjoying, but for the most part, I'm up there and I got my headphones in and I think about work. Or what what I could do better or whatever, and the the ride is fun, and I challenge myself on it, and so that is fun, right? But also, like, dude, I work for myself, so I can do whatever I want, you know, during the week. I got to get my work done for Racer X mm-hmm. and for Pulp and stuff, and all my other clients. But I'm very fortunate to be able to go mountain biking every fucking day. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's tough to do for people. Like I get. Yeah, that. yeah. If you work an eight to five job and you just got the weekends off and you got kids. Good luck. Yeah. Right? You know, so I'm I'm really fortunate that oh, and then intense giving me bicycles. <laughs> that helps a little bit. Numerous bicycles. <laughs> yeah. You know. So yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Uh racetech.com, pulp code to save with the folks at Racetech. Get your motor work done, get suspension work done. Get be like Chris Betts and, and, and take it to Racetech and get your bike completely serviced and then never ever ride it. Uh Pulp twenty is the code to save with racetech.com. Great guys there. And uh, my racetech ran of the night. I'm going to piss people off here, but I don't care. I don't care. Stop fucking taking Loretta's so seriously. I mentioned this off the top of the show. You could suck balls at Loretta's, and it doesn't mean anything. It's three motos in Tennessee in one week of your life. And it's going to fucking rain, too. And in 85% chance, one of your motos will be a complete shit show. So, yes... It is a gauge, and good luck to everybody there. But if shit goes sideways, it don't fucking mean anything. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Uh, it's same thing if you do really well. If you kill it and crush it, congratulations. Guess what? It doesn't mean anything because Benny Boss in a fucking van will work you the next weekend. And my whole point about Loretta's is it's, it's, it's awesome to have this competition and it's a good way to measure yourself, but please stop making it your fucking self-worth in life. I see this on social, and I got buddies, and I got vet racers, not Kiefer, but I got vet race buddies that are like just fucking geared up to this. Like, oh, God, this, you get a fucking bib, and then you got to go to work on Monday. That's it. That's all you got to do. And however you do, you do on the vet class. And if you do well, great. And if you don't do well, great. It doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. It just, God, these people, how do you do Loretta's? How do Loretta's go? Loretta's. You know, it's just like, fuck, man. After a while, you're just like, guys, it's one race. It's just one race, one week of your life. We all have shitty days. We wake up in the morning and you feel shitty. You're not going to perform on a dirt bike that day. And then you're just going to be crushed by it? Like, why? Why would you? I think, I agree with you for sure. But I think a lot of it comes from, 
it it's been built up that way over the years. Like if you, I know, and, and, it totally has. Right, and it's, it's like, been built up like a fucking Avengers movie. Yeah, and then you go watch Avengers movie, and you're like, oh, I've seen this 18 times. A bunch of bad guys, thousands and thousands of bad guys attack the the good guys. But I think it's changed because I think back in the day it really was like the the meeting of everybody like you had the west people coming in you had the people from the northeast coming in you had people from south coming in and they're finally all going to race each other like yes there was Ponca city the minios blah 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 that all has changed now where there's like five main nationals that everybody goes to every year you always have the big guys there but now Loretta's is just kind of another one of those nationals that all the big guys are there back then it wasn't that way it was this was a big meetup of everybody and that's still, how it got I built feel, up i still feel like it's overhyped i really do i feel like it's overhyped everyone needs to back it fucking down <laughs> and just do your best and it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things michael rocco wasn't fucking some amazing national guy uh, jeff stanton wasn't some amazing fucking amateur guy and they've had great careers nico izzy and austin stroop were fucking amazing riders and they blew they blew it all it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things it's an indicator it's a it's a it's a point but just Back it down, industry people. Back it down. I think Fuck. it's just, it really is just the pressure of, of all the industry people that are there. Like, there's literally factory rigs oh, there watching it happen. And the so. vet guys, like, oh, Mike Brown's yeah, racing. That's, Mike uh, Brown's racing. Oh, what, what? Your fucking job at the plumber <laughs> is going to be affected by Mike Brown beating you by one spot at <laughs> yeah. plus 35? Like, your plumbing, your boss at the plumber shop's going to come in and yell at you? Like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah. God, the vets are the worst. Uh, but I have no idea. Like, what is there to gain in the vet class? Uh, a I, bib. A bib, yeah. A bib. And you, oh, congratulations. You get a bib and you spent $15,000 to be here. Great, I, I, great work. I don't know logistically, but how many people try to qualify for the vet oh. class? Is it comparable to yeah, how many people? Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot. But well, it's I just, guess there's the prestige of that. Then, I like, just, it does. it's a great race and I get it, but just back it down. It doesn't mean anything. In the vet classes, it means nothing. Nothing. And in the other classes, it doesn't mean you're going to be a great pro or not. Yeah, I think – so I, I spent uh, – I went to Loretta's in 2014. I spent, like, basically a whole week with a good buddy of mine. And I'd tell him this straight up. I think he overthought it all week long and rode terrible because of it. Like, he had an opportunity to do very well there, and he was a good rider and stuff like that. But he, he put too much pressure on himself. right. right. And just rode bad, yeah, I thought. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of kids that do that. I just, I, I, if people are listening to this ranch, just take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. All right. Let's get to our first guest, or our next guest, I should say. Speaking of Loretta Lynn's, this man is on Loretta Lynn's grounds right now. It's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? Hey, yeah, everybody take it super seriously. This is all that matters. Just put it all <laughs> on the line. Push the chips to the center of the table and vet riders. It's the place to be. <laughs> I just. Weege, one of, one of my vet buddies told me it's the world's fastest vet riders, and I'm like, no, it's the ones that can't get a week can get a week off of work and want to spend fifteen grand to be there. It doesn't mean it's not the world's fastest vet riders. Like I don't get it. I just these guys have been hyping this thing up. Why again? I, I you know, I mean, look, look, why again? Yeah. How many kids? You've been to this fucking thing for twenty years. Yep. How many kids? Have you been like, there's no chance that guy's ever going to blow it. There's no chance. And then he blows it. Yeah. I, look, what happens is people remember those stories, the ones that weren't supposed to be good that turned out to be good, and the ones that were supposed to be good that turned out to be bad. But that's like 
for the most part, it actually works out exactly as you would expect it to after you watch them ride here. I, I know you're not going to believe that, but no, I do believe. I don't. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I think your percent's a little low, but I. Yeah, it's a. It's an indicator. 100. Yeah, percent you're right a, about it's that. It's a pretty solid indicator, and unfortunately, still probably the most accurate indicator. Now you're right. You should take it less seriously, but the problem is, it's like when people try to figure out a way to make racing cost less in Formula One, and they're like, yeah, it's competitive. We're going to find a way to spend that money because we will do anything to win. I mean, you get a competitive environment, there is no backing down. There is no chilling out. Like, it is true you could probably tell some parent of a Fast 65 kid, hey, listen, it doesn't really matter that much right now. They cannot internalize that message. They cannot do it. They are being competitive. Their heart and soul, their pride, everything's on the line. You, what you're saying makes logical sense, but there is nothing about racing that is purely logic. This is competitive, and they cannot help themselves. Well, just take it easy, everybody. One of your motors is going to be a shit show mud, muddy race, and it doesn't really mean anything. So just calm down. Um, how is it there? How's it going? Well, I mean, the big topic was, like, first of all, is this race even going to happen, yep. and how is it going to happen? So uh, we had practice today, so it appears it's going to happen. Yep. Everything's a little – well, I shouldn't even say a little. Everything's a lot more chill. We didn't even have a Monday night big opening ceremony show. The opening ceremonies where they read the rule book has become actually like an event where they have videos and yep. concerts and all this. They, they backed that way down. They did have some concerts yesterday, but they had it on the starting line so people could be way, way back for social distancing. There's not nearly as many off-the-track uh, activities. Normally they're trying to entertain people. They're trying to publicize it. They're trying to build it up. Um, they're... I was walking around here at 8 o'clock, and I've never seen it so dead. I don't know if that's going to last or right. people are going to fall back into their old habits. Right. Um, but right now it's like, just be happy we're here and we're racing. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. Just chill, everybody. Yeah. Like, we don't need to be partying. Right. No, yeah. I agree. That's good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. We, the last thing you want to do is, you know, cause an issue or have some or something where, you know, everyone's going to be like, hey, wait a minute. What are you guys doing there? You know. Yeah, there's a legit concern, and I think it's overrated. Steve, when we were going to Utah, didn't you hear people say, like, I don't know, man, I don't want Supercross to end up on CNN. And I'm like, it's not happening. It's just, we yeah, wish. Yeah, we no, wish I, they I, care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I, uh, I don't think there's really a threat, but I understand um, a lot of people, as you just said, spend a lot of money and time to be here. Don't ruin it now. We're probably fine. But don't draw any extra attention. Like, just to r just race. Right. We're good. Just race. How many jobs have you done today? You know, I normally don't even announce practice. I try to be the last one to arrive. But I, I announced today um, we got MX Sports Center coming back because stupid Verb Moto's back. Did you hear this? Ah, oh, those guys are idiots. Yeah, I heard they're, I heard <laughs> yeah. they're back. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, stupid Verb's back. Kellen at one point tried to break in with Verb. Like, oh, you did? Everybody tried this. Yes. Oh, I didn't know this, Kellen. You didn't know I worked nope. at Verb? Oh, I think I did. I did okay. know that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I You're right. I did. I do remember that now. Yeah, verb. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's actually where I hung out with uh, Dub Dub and uh, Brent Stallo, our, our buddy Chase's brother. And any, they, they kind of, yep. Any PC shop video talk at all? Yes. Yes. Quite really? a bit, actually. Oh, oh, it's coming back. Steve, I spoke to a gentleman who has seen the footage. Stop Whoa. it. Whoa. Stop yes. it. Yes. Spoke to someone who is crashing at Jason Crane's house for the month of January and also February, 
and he has seen the footage. It does oh, exi- at least yeah. it existed then. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. The eighty-five percent done has been verified again. <laughs> I don't get it. What is yeah, I don't happening? You saw my tweet. Yeah, but yeah, like. Yeah. I was there was know. there something that preceded that tweet? Did he send you an email that said no, like it's no, all no, getting done? No, or? I finally just I just finally yeah, just, I, I was literally I was exercising, and I got upset. <laughs> I was probably <laughs> upset because I was up. exercising, and then that was it. Yeah. So. What the hell happened? Um. Okay. So what else? You announced practice today? Yeah, the big classes to watch. I feel this year are. 250B and Schoolboy because there's like six factory dudes and honestly the way the things have worked the last actually I should say last couple years it's been like the last 10 years where honestly if you're really fast in B sometimes the teams are like you're wasting your time you don't need to race A another year so we've got Jet Reynolds You've got Nate Thrasher. Jet Reynolds was the dominator, like mm-hmm. was winning everything, and then he's missed this race the last two years. And now other guys have risen up in his absence. So we got this real are they that good, or were they just winning while he was out, or did he lose a step while he was hurt? So you got two star racing guys with Matt LeBlanc and Nick Romano in there and Nate Thrasher on KTM and Jet Reynolds is back. A couple other fast guys in that class, too. So that's I think the action is really going to be in B this year, not – I mean, A is good. Yep. But A, last year you had Swole, Shimoda, Mumford, uh, Jet Lawrence. It, it's not going to be quite that level. When you lose four guys at one time, you got to almost have a rebuild year, right. I think, in the A class. Right. So so yeah. B is the one – 250B. And then what, what about Schoolboy? Who's in that? Schoolboy 2. It's the same guy. Oh, same guys. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Yep. Um, and you have is there so Jet Reynolds? What about this? Where's, where's Ryder? Where's Ryder at? Ryder is a super mini level now. So Ryder is faring against okay one Evan Ferry. Oh boy, because I really like Ryder. He's a good dude. He's actually an amateur kid that I like. Wait a minute, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He follows me. I met him. He, he seems okay. He seems okay. He was the poster child of what you complained about. I know, I know, but he was nice to me and stuff, so I, you know. So Steve flip-flopped immediately as yeah, soon as someone yeah, yeah. nice so, to him. Mumford played the same thing. He oh, he did, yeah. One time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, amateur kids, if you're listening in your motorhomes right now, tell Steve Mathis you listen to Pulp and suddenly you're golden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, just, just be normal. Meet me and be normal. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I like normal. that kid. I like that kid. So... So Mumford, I didn't even know this, Steve. Did you know that Mumford's not racing here and is just going straight to pro, like now? Well, he raced pro last year. Well, a little bit, but they, they opened the door for any of those guys to come back thanks yeah. to this new rule. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this new rule. Oh, don't, get him, don't get him going on another race tech. <laughs> oh, that, don't get him started. I forgot about that rule. I forgot all about that rule until oh, right it, now. Weege. Oh, my God. What a fucking joke. Yeah. Yeah, what a what – a, oh. I forgot about that. Um, yes. No, no, Mumford. I knew Mumford was just going pro. Yes, because I, I rode his bike a few weeks ago. We were broken oh, down. True. Yeah, that's we were broken That's true. <laughs> you test rider for the team. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Evan Ferry, that was on my list of questions. So super mini for him, and then and then one twenty fives. I don't remember. Okay, I think uh, Max Volan is in there. Yeah. Yeah, Max Volan, right. Gage Linville, Talon Hawkins. Okay. All right. Yep. Max yep. Volan is what six foot five. How how tall is Max Mullen now? Getting tall, okay, <laughs> that's right, for sure. Right, yeah, checking he on was that. a little bit. Super mini last year, and he was my height, and I'm like the exact 50 percentile male, and he was my height. I mean, the mini. dude raced. Yeah, he raced EMX, EMX 125, yeah. right? And uh, he kind of looked big on a 125 there right, too. Right, so. right, Yeah. Um, is yeah. Evan Ferry? Is, is is Evan one of the favorites? Uh, is, is like is he that is he that good? Well, 
I know he had struggled at Loretta's in previous years, yeah. and yeah. I know Timmy was happy that um, you know the Rockstar team looked at his results from other events. I don't want to give you more ammo to say like don't stress one event too much. Um, but it kind of reminds me of um, Tim Ferry on a Moto Triple X Honda. Uh, being hired as a test rider, I think, uh, for KT, for Kawasaki, yeah, for Cali, right? Yeah, who could, who could forget those days, right, yeah. Yes, where he's like, thank God Cowie looked outside the top five in the Nationals. So, yeah, I mean, Evan Ferry, who all of a sudden dominated at Monster Cup, he looked right in the mix, like definitely one of the dudes in Super Mini, which is traditionally, here's the thing, Super Mini was like a decent class through the years, but now that you have to go from a Super Mini to a 250F instead of a 125, yeah. if you're on a brand that doesn't have a 125, yeah. I think the kids stay there an extra year or two because they're scared to move to a 250F. So Super Mini's become like this logjam of talent. Oh, yeah, okay. And, All right. and Evan looked just as fast as anybody else in there, which I don't feel like he's... I've seen that level from him at Loretta's before, so well, that's pretty good, at least for practice. I had a long talk with him maybe like a month ago. Oh. Yep, yep, and I told him, I'm like, look... We do 30s. We don't just do whips and scrubs. We do 30s. That's what we need to see. And okay. uh, he started sending me photos of him and videos of him doing 30s and doing nice. in the mud and in the rain. Like, I'm like, look, we're not Supercross only. Like, you know, you, you got to, you know, I, I feel like that's been a rap on Evan is he's been a Supercross kid, right? Good like jumper. Yeah, like, like his dad. dad. Right, like yeah. his dad. Yeah, his dad, <laughs> his dad was well known for that. And, uh, but, but I feel like he's focusing more on moto. You know, so hopefully it works out. Hopefully it pays off for him. So you and Evan are com- communicating directly. No, through Dad. Through Dad. Oh, through, okay. Uh, on the phone through Dad. Yeah, and then D- okay. and then DMs on on Instagram. When do we get to the point where you're officially talking to Evan without Tim even being in the picture? When does that happen? Probably next month. Oh, that's scary. It is. It, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> it, I don't even want to talk about it. It's it's depressing. <laughs> I, You're just throwing down with Timmy's kid. I remember me laughing at Dean Baker at JGR. I'm like, Dean, ah, you worked for Christian and Mike Craig. Ah, you're fucking old. You fucking suck. <laughs> like, you, you're fucking, you know, and here I am. Here I am, everybody. So when are you walking into Rockstar Husky in Marietta? I don't know, And, and just, handing in a resume saying, me. I would like to, just shoot I'd me, like to be Evan Berry's mechanic. Just shoot me. Oh, that'd be great. Oh Bring it all God. the way back. All the way. Um, have you seen our buddy Chris Kiefer? No, I did not see Kiefer today. Okay. Did not see Kiefer today. Uh, I was only here about half the day. Like I said, last to last to arrive. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, hey, is Kiefer okay? Kiefer was here a couple of years ago, and he had some podiums. But I feel like he was just doing the Loretta's thing. Yeah. Is Kiefer in a now I'm here to win mode, or where are we at? Well, I think he was there to win the last time, and he got third the oh. first moto, and it was all looking okay, and then he absolutely collapsed. Oh. Here's the th- listen, I hope he doesn't listen to this, and I hope he's not listening right now. But we got a problem with Kiefer oh. in that he's a very good rider. He's awesome. Okay, He's mm-hmm. very fast. He's very skilled. Mm-hmm. But whether it was the Pro National thing last year, the World Vets, Loretta's, like at the races – yeah. We may have a bit of a mind game going on in the, oh. at the races because oh. he can't seem to get it done when the gate drops. Look, I know that you're going off on this rant about uh, you're putting too much pressure on everybody for one race. Yeah. But that is somewhat of the point of it because 
how many times do you hear these team guys tell you, oh, if you just saw this guy on a Tuesday, I swear to God on Thursday he's faster than this guy. Yeah. Oh, he can run the yeah. – if he could just mentally put it together when it matters. Yeah. So the dumbness of having your entire career decided on one race a year is partially based on, yes, we are purposely putting this unrealistic pressure on you to see how you perform under that pressure because that's what pro racing is like. Well, why why is Monster Cup not that same level of pressure? At least it doesn't seem that same level of pressure. They're literally in the main lights on TV. Like, it's, it should be big pressure, but it doesn't seem that way for them. That's a great point. And to take it further, um, the Arena Cross Series was around for, like, what, 100 years, right? Yeah. And they, like, had amateur racing there. And no one ever thought of, like, oh, I'm going to go to Arena Cross as an amateur because it's like, you know, the same people that run Supercross and like, so obviously there's some similarities. It was just never decided that that was like a route. So yes, for some reason, this is it. And that brings pressure. And yeah, Monster Cup, I guess because if you did badly there, I guess you could say, well, I'm out of my element. That's not what I normally do. I I guess it's like you had a built-in excuse, but yes, it felt like you go to Monster Cup, and if you do well, that's great. And if you do badly, it's also not a big deal. Yeah, like, I just, struggling like, sucks. I, yeah, I'm putting you on the spot here. I should have texted you these questions, but so off top of your head, Weege, again putting you on the spot. But you're you're good mm. at this stuff. Mm. What's one rider that missed that you would have bet your brand new Ridgeline on that he would not have missed? And what's one rider that has hit as a pro that you would have bet your Ridgeline that the kid would not have hit? Oh, I'm glad you asked this question. Okay. I've thought of this a million times. All right. The guy who I thought was unbelievable here that I thought would dominate as a pro was Josh Hill. Okay. Hill at Loretta's was so good, like as good as anyone had ever seen. And that's not saying that Josh Hill wasn't good as a pro, but if you had told me that Ryan Dungey could even compete right. with Josh Hill, <laughs> let alone have the better career, I'd have been like, there's no chance. Like Josh Hill was so good. So, so, so good at this race. Not just the results, but, like, his demeanor, his attitude. He seems serious, but, like, not too, like, dealing with the pressure. His skills, I don't, I don't understand. Right. I don't understand. He's, like, a different guy. Like, good, but as good as anyone I've ever seen. Do we say from the pro ranks that Josh Hill's as good as anyone ever? No, no, it's tough. He's he's won a Supercross, which is awesome, but, yeah. Yeah, he's not terrible. Yep. Yeah, um... Yeah, the other side, I'm trying to think of a guy. So you're saying, like, a guy who, like, wasn't as impressive here. Yeah, and, and then all of a sudden, like, so Dunge, maybe Dunge, right? Yeah, but Dunge did it. Yeah, I mean, that was more of a full thing, not just a Loretta's thing. Like, I, I literally do remember the day. See, living in Morgantown, West Virginia, Brock Hepler was, like, our hero, our guy. Right, right. Like, he was right. a local guy. Uh, when I was covering the local races for Cycle News in the regional events section, he would win all the races. So Hepler was like, oh, he's going to be the next Carmichael. He's on Suzuki. Yep. He's going to dominate. He's going to be awesome. And I remember talking to Roger DeCoster, and I'm like, what is up with Hepler? Why is it not working? And DeCoster was like, he has a bad attitude. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like Hepler has a bad attitude. He's like a nose-to-the-grindstone worker. And he's like, I do not like him. We're going to start over with Ryan Dungey. I'm like, <laughs> Ryan Dungey? <laughs> He's like, do not tell anyone, but we are, we, we, if we have someone young, we can groom them. Maybe they have better attitude. And I'm like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, there's no way. You're a moron, DeCosta. You're a moron. Like, Hepler is where it's at. Like, Hill and Hepler are going to dominate this sport for years. Who is this Dungey guy? Right, right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's one of the ones. Yeah, Dungey is a perfect example. 
Talk about something else, and I'm sure an answer will come to mind, but Hill is definitely the... Right. See, Izzy and Stroop you brought up, but we know what happened. Like, they ended up having, like, major off-the-track issues. Yep. Like, that can catch anybody, right? But, like, the magic riding that I saw from Hill, I just never saw that on a Supercross track like I thought I would. Right. Yeah. Have you run into or seen Barry Karsten at all? No, I just had that one glorious photo right, from right. Kiefer, shirtless in the creek. Shirtless, Barry, shirtless in the creek. <laughs> we each had to uh, excuse so, himself from our text. Yeah. 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 I, did, I needed some time. I needed some time alone. Uh, yeah. uh, hey, the motorsport.com tweet at Talon segment. We're going to do it later with myself and Kellen, but I also asked for questions for you from the uh, from the audience here. So, Talon, what do we got for Weege? The first one is from the voice of the drunken people. As Steve's boss at Racer X, have you ever had to cover for him or make amends with someone he pissed off behalf of the, on behalf of the company? <laughs> no, never quite on behalf of the company. Like, for some reason, Mathis is, like, he, he has his own orbit. Like, um, every truck you go into, they immediately want to talk shit on Mathis. Like, instantly, first topic, they never reflected directly on Racer X. So I'm not doing it to defend the company, but what I have realized is... If I distance myself from Steve and say that I'm different from him, I look so good. <laughs> so good. Like, Mathis does this, Mathis does that. Oh, I would never do that. Oh, you're cool then. Right. You're cool. Yeah. You don't do it like Steve? We love you. So the good cop, bad cop game, oh, it's great. It's and fantastic, yep. It could be three different trucks in one day, me completely disagreeing with each other each time. Like, yeah, Steve is totally wrong, and then going to the other truck and saying the exact opposite thing. As long as I disagree with Steve, yeah, just play the, goes up. play the other cop, and you're fine. You're in. Oh yeah, every yeah. time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what else we got? Uh, next one from retired Bubba. What's up with Baggett selling the El Chupacabra Ranch? Well, Baggett's not one to um, speak to anyone ever, uh, but he can't hide for long. He's going to have to race here at Loretta's in about ten days. And, yeah, I'm going to ask, because remember, I named the place. Remember. Yeah. Yep. That's my name. Yep. So we're, we'll get to the bottom of it. You know what's really funny? Like five days before that, I got a random text from his dad saying, if Davey really needs a place to hold the national, we're ready. I'll check with Blake to see if he wants to do it. I'm like, for real? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, man, race here. And then, like, five days later, it was for sale. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly think I talked to somebody close to Blake, and they think it was kind of a joke. Oh. Yeah, there wasn't any pricing or yeah, like a list or nothing. They, they it think just... it was kind of a joke. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. It definitely stirred it up. Right. Yeah. All right, next one from Tanner Hall. If you had to choose one sport for your kids to make it, if you had to choose one sport for your kids to make it in, what sport would that be? Oh, it's baseball all the way. Baseball is the – I told my kid this the other day. Like the amount of money to injury risk, like catastrophic injury risk, um, there's no doubt about it. Like, the amount of money they make, the chance that you're going to end up uh, diabolically crippled and hurting for the rest of your life. Yeah, baseball's where it's at. Kellen, you're a big baseball guy. What about Do golf? What about golf? Look, golf, certainly the injury risk is low, but the amount of baseball players being paid absolutely atrocious level money, I don't think even golf can match that. Yeah, probably right. Yeah. What do you think, Kellen? You're 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 a baseball guy through and through. Do you think you can match the life of a baseball player? It's pretty tough because you. I, I mean, I still it, go golf. Baseball guys play a lot. 
Yeah, but it, it's not that strenuous. It's like, not, but they're gone from home. They're working at their craft. They're playing fall league yeah, a lot of times. Yeah, but if you are, like, a legit golfer, you're probably doing a tournament once a weekend, most likely. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right, we got one more for you, Weege, from Devin Burrell. Since the new fly pants don't have a zipper, will you wear them backwards to match your jersey? No. Oh. <laughs> First of all, I want to know, how do you pee in these pants? I'm very confused. <laughs> you pull them all down. That's it, yeah. For real? I mean, you have to, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so Can without you just a zipper like to guide pants? you. Yeah, that's right, just pull them down. Um, I do notice this is something interesting, right? So I had the jersey on backwards in February. Um, somehow between February and July, now August, people seem to have forgotten it was the jersey, and I do get a lot of pants-on backwards comments now. <laughs> because we had the Supercross guy with the pants-on backwards. Yes. You remember? They're missing the, <laughs> yes. I feel like they're mixing so the that two up. Stories yeah. emerged. The two stories have merged. Right. Now I'm the guy with the pants-on backwards. Uh, all right, anything else? No, that's that was all it. we got. Okay, thank you, everybody, for the motorsport.com tweet at Talon for those uh, for those weeds questions. Uh, how is the apprenticeship working along, Weege? Right now, if you look around, are there people following you everywhere? Yeah, so that was our joke. Uh, Kevin Kelly and I, we share a cabin here, and uh, we were asking if the apprentices, to really learn what we do, have to stay with us all week. Like, do they get to all six days, 24-7? Yeah. If we go party, they have to come party with us. Um, yeah, so I don't know. We might. I, I. I hope we don't have children staying in our cabin. That would be. <laughs> that would be really bad. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Probably not the greatest, um, right? Yeah, uh, we're gonna have. Yeah, so we're gonna have. Um, I think they said thirty-five different people over a variety of positions, shadowing camera people and people in staging and probably sponsor marketing people. Um, but announcers, yes. But they said at first you don't. They can just hang out. They don't need to announce immediately. You can decide if they can even handle the announcing. Like, don't throw them in if they're absolutely horrible and have them announce the event and ruin the whole thing. So oh boy, we will judge them throughout pressure. the week to decide if they can, yeah, if they can yeah. actually um, handle it. I can tell you we, we tried this to a small degree in Daytona at the Ricky Carmichael Amateur, your buddy RC, and um, it didn't always go smoothly, so we'll see. Right, right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, yeah. not easy for sure. Hey, people wouldn't believe this. People would not believe this. Steve, I don't know if you remember this, but way back, what year would this have been? We first threw a microphone at you at, like, High Point and I think Freestone. Like, way early. This would have been, like, I don't know, 06 or something. When did you first get out? As a Yeah, 06 was my first year not being a mechanic. Yes. And this is legendary. I don't know if Steve remembers his story. He said, Weimer is from Idaho where they're used to getting used to things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. They're used to getting used to things. That's yes. what I said. Like, It'll be no problem for Weimer. He's from Idaho. They're used to getting used to things. And we're like, what the hell is that? You're like, I don't know. He just stuck a microphone <laughs> in my face. I didn't know what to say. Yeah. No, yeah. Who knew? I mean, it, it ain't easy. I'll, I'll say it. It ain't easy. It's, it's, it's easy for me now because I got so many reps just like it is for you, Weege. But at first, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's not easy. Now you're hosting five hours of radio every Monday. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yep. Is there any talk, Weege, about what is going to be done for the national track? Well, uh, I guess a little bit. Um, they have to make it a longer lap time. The, nowadays, Loretta's, I think the fastest time today was, I think, either, I think 148, like low, like high 140s, low 150s. They want to have a two-minute lap. That's kind of the general rule for nationals. Mm -hmm. So I think Storyland, which is just where they keep going into the back, I've heard they're going to have to add to that just to get the lap time. Right. But that's it. I mean, that's just lap time. I don't think you're going to have a fundamental 
change? Is the track small, tight, and flat? Yes. Is it going to be? Yes. They're not going to change the start even because that's a pretty short start for a national. Yeah, you know, this is the thing that confuses me on that, though. Like, I watched the 450A class ride here, and I'm not like, dude, this is a joke. This doesn't work. So, I mean, what's the level difference? Like, we're talking like a – like, what's the difference in the 450 Pro Sport here and, and the Eli Tomac level? Are, are we like 8%? 10%? Like, it's not 50% faster. No, no, yeah. Yeah, somewhere so, somewhere between 8 and 50. <laughs> so I don't, like, if I feel like I'm watching the 450A class here ride the track fine, and it doesn't look like a joke, I don't know. It, it is jarring to me. Like, me picturing Tomac and Roxing battling on this track, Tomac and Roxing battling on this track seems nuts. But I'm like, isn't the difference in this level and that level, like, if the average person who's ever watched a dirt bike race in their life probably wouldn't even know which person is which. Like, I don't think it's visually like they're going 30% faster in every section. Well, are they... I would have to imagine, too, they're, they're going to, like, build some stuff up, right? Like, it's, they're not going to leave these small, short little tables everywhere. Like, they're, they're going to make some bigger jumps and stuff, too, right? Yeah, I think you can steepen everything up and, and you can lengthen uh, the landings. But I know that here, one of the things they've really done is they keep bringing in more sand to make the track rougher, and that's essentially to slow it down. Mm. Like, I don't think this is practically a sand track now, and it definitely wasn't in, like, the 80s. So I think they can, with the steepening it and roughening it, they can slow it down enough to where the track being smaller isn't so bad because yeah you if you made it smooth they could probably do a one minute 20 lap time and it'd be a joke are we gonna see but, some four four two in the ten commandments and some crazy stuff or i've always wanted to see this the ten <laughs> commandments doesn't make sense to me kellen it's like this i don't understand what this obstacle is it's not whoops it's not jumps it's not a rhythm lane it's none of the above like does it just look weird because it's amateurs doing it would the pros make it look easy um, we're, we're finally going to find out. It is jarring to think of those guys racing here, but it's not going to change a, a ton. Um, a little bit longer, change the angles of the jumps, but it's not like they're going to add like a whole half a section um, it, that's going to be different. Are any of these jerky amateur kids turning pro the next week? Yeah, I think so. Um, you got to give me a week to figure this all out, but I, I think there's going to be guys that you don't, that aren't, like factory kids on the radar that's really going to do that i think seth hammaker would have but he's out right uh with epstein bar oh i like him uh, too he's apparently i've never talked to him but apparently he's no. super cool okay i like hammaker's story only because he was kind of like from pennsylvania and stayed in pennsylvania and didn't do the homeschool um full-time riding training thing yep i think up until recently so i was really hoping that he'd be like this diamond in the rough guy but the last couple years um, have been tough on him, so I'm not sure that's going to come to fruition now. What is uh, what yeah. is Styles Robertson doing? Is he because he's got to be the next guy up for Rockstar, right? Yeah, so that's right. He might be the next guy, okay. and I think everybody's looking at him as one of the main guys in the A classes here. I'm a little curious how it's going to go for Styles. Like Styles won a ton when he was super young and immediately put himself on the radar. And honestly, man, there was a long spell, like four or five years, of him being like good but not great mm. um but the way this kind of works and i don't want to cue another steve rant is <laughs> once you establish yourself as one of the guys that ever somebody's got to get you're just there you're just at that yeah, level yeah because you get a factory bike when you're 11 and they never take it away and you always have a better bike and you always get starts on it because you're always on a factory bike 
yeah, I'm with you. And and if you don't perform, like if you're even getting thirds and fourths, if you're the third or fourth place guy, I'm always like, really? Like you should just be dominating at that level. Um, last year, he kind of got it back together. He did pretty well. He didn't dominate, but he won a title. It was the first year I'd seen him really look outstanding in a while. But I'm not – I'm not fully sold. Like, I feel like he's going to have to take a leap. Some guys do. When they turn pro, they get better. But from what I've seen at the amateur level, I'm not sold as him being, like, the next guy. And, look, that team just had Moseman, who barely hung on. But I think we all agree now Moseman's solid. Moseman's good. Good pick. He's got potential, right? But uh, the Jordan Bailey thing didn't work out for them. Like, I'm not – I'm, I'm going to put it this way. I'm not saying, oh, watch out. Styles is coming. Look out. I'm more like, eh, we'll see what he's got. Uh, Kellen wants to say that if anybody turns pro for Loretta's, we should protest them because you cannot ride a national track seven days before <laughs> or something, which is not a bad point. So It's true. You know they're going to have an amateur day Sunday after the pro race? Yeah, we were uh, – Kellen said people are upset about this. Yeah. That's it. The one day ever, one one time in the history of this event, that just any rando can ride here. Yeah, but happen. I mean, there there was legit people I, I saw like on Facebook that were like, "This is the dumbest thing ever to have this prestigious event suddenly have just an event that you can go race." I'm like, what? Well, no, I that point makes sense. In any other year but 2020. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's what I said. That's what I said. It's 2020. Yeah. Shit's going sideways. But he, I, yeah. I don't know. If, uh, to me, I don't think it makes sense otherwise. Like, it's a, it's a track. Does it really have that much prestige? Well, they did protect it. I mean, look, there's never been a open race where people can race here without qualifying ever. So when you, when you set up that legacy, you pretty much have said that that's the way it is. Like, the only way you can ever ride here is to earn it. So when you spend 40 years building that, I get it. But, like, dude, we're lucky this race is happening. We're lucky if you get nine nationals in. We were lucky that Supercross finished. At this point, like, do you really want to argue over, like, the 4% weird part of some of this? I'm with you. I'm with you on that. We're friggin' racing. Like, these people need to get back to work, and myself included. But, look, I guarantee you that these factory 450 guys aren't like, yes, I can't wait to rip up Loretta's. But at the same time, I don't think they're going to complain because they're like, oh, thank God I'm getting my paycheck. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Jason Wygant brought to you by RoostMX.net. Use the code uh, PulpNation to save at RoostMX.net. They're there at Loretta's handing out custom uh, graphics and gear for people as well as uh, the Cobra merch. They make all the Cobra merch. They do all the graphics. You can get PulpMX graphics, which when I see people DM me their bikes and they have PulpMX on their shrouds, it's the weirdest thing ever, but that's awesome. Keep it up, everybody. Yeah. I mean, why not? RoostMX does it for you. Uh, RoostMX.net. Please check them out. Uh, use the code Pulp Nation again to save. T-shirts, hats, backpacks, sticker kits, trailer graphics, and more. So, uh, Weege, how – you're a couple weeks in now, maybe longer. How's the Ridgeline? It's freaking great, man. Oh, it's I, need, great. I need some time alone now. Yeah, It's, it's so good. Uh, it's so good that two days ago I took a Pulpomex sticker printed by the fine folks at Roostamex Graphics and I put one on the back window. Really? Wow. I had to I had to christen it. Wow. That's, that's Here's the thing about the Ridgeline that you would say about no other pickup. It's an amazing, awesome, like legitimately like fun and comfortable to drive vehicle. And it has a pickup bed in the back. Like if you never mm-hmm. ever needed a pickup, mm-hmm. it would still be fine. 
Mm-hmm. I yep. don't think you could say that about any other pickup. No, nope. Marks is over here with his fucking Raptor getting up <laughs> seven miles to the gallon. And uh, and having a stepladder to climb in and out of it. Easy. But, yeah. we each yeah. have, have you shed any tears, though, from not dr- driving the Jeep around anymore? No, I get asked that a lot. Um, I don't know when this is going to kick back in. I had, I had 13 years. I had uh, two yeah. different Jeeps. And so far, uh, dude, at this time of year, I see people driving around in Jeeps and convertibles. And I'm like, why did I... Why did I drive the top down? It's 98 degrees. Why did I do this? No one loved Jeeps yeah. more than you, and you just turned your back I on them. I, I did. I it's, it's amazing. I'm not joking. Look, my dad's getting older. My dad's been through some rough times, and he's getting – I think the first sign that he's starting to go is he's getting incredibly emotional. So I told him about the Jeep to Ridgeline swap, and then a week later he called me to, like – I think just to make sure what I had said really happened. <laughs> and then he started to cry. So I'm just oh, saying. Man. I'm just saying this is what we've done. I've broken my dad's heart. I've broken his heart. Look, dude, the Ridge Line's fantastic. It's everything you need. Obviously, if you drive if you pull a massive trailer, it's not the truck for you. Yeah. But that's that that's that's about the only person that can't use one. I mean, they're so just... I came to Loretta's, and my wife is going to visit her parents, which hasn't been done in six months for obvious reasons. And uh, we put bicycles in the bed and, and Stasics and locked it down with some tie-downs. And I'm like, have that. She loves it. Now, I know. I've seen comments. People saying, the whole problem with the Ridgeline is if your wife loves it, that proves your truck sucks. Cause this is, <laughs> yeah. That, means, it, that yeah. means it's a women's truck. Right. Hey, what happened to happy wife, happy life? I just spent... $38,000 on a truck, and my wife is like, thank you. This is great. I'm so glad you bought this. And, that is priceless. And also, <laughs> you're very happy with your cock size. The people that want the trucks aren't happy with their cock size, so they want the big truck so they feel good. Like, you're just like, hey, here's what I got for my cock. I'm totally happy with it. I'm totally happy. So you swing know, your cock. And, you know, yes. like, that's, that's what it is, is the people that want the big trucks that don't yep. need them have the tiny cocks. I used to, I had a tweet I was going to send out the other day. I used to really care what people thought, but then I graduated high school. Thank you. Thank you. I'm good. Yep. I don't need to impress people when I drive. I'm good. And I, I believe in myself. And it's the mid-sized truck of the year. Okay. In yeah. that category, it's the best truck out there. <laughs> better than Colorado, better than Tacoma, better than all those. So. I cannot believe how nice and honestly quick, like the... The thing handles awesome. Like, it's fun to drive. And, by the way, there's a pickup bed on the back. It's not like I'm carrying this pickup bed and the whole thing sucks just so I can carry this pickup bed around. And I could probably just buy an $800 trailer and put it in the garage and not put up with all of this other stuff. Although I will say for Marks, if you lived in Vegas, I don't know, does he take it over some whoops and some jumps? Like, no. they're probably available. No, he does not. Marks. Oh. You don't know what I do. Do you? Okay, yes, do I you? Do. Go look at it right now. You really do? Yeah. Mob. Talon. M-O-B. Mob. What does Mob got to do with that? Are you I think you got to take... Uh, now you got to go take the Ridgie over some whoops and see if it can no, handle the Ridgie. Let's Ridgie. Let's race. <laughs> Ridgie's not, not going to perform that well in that kind of aspect. No. No, Ridgie's not a so whoop eater. So you're bombing to Reno and shit like that. Not, I mean, not like that. Like Hey, Vegas to Reno's next weekend if you want to take the Raptor out. Yeah. But there I do. You go. I, I use it. Really? For real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, that would change, <laughs> the, change the game. Yeah. If... Yeah, if I was going off-road all the time, I, I would still have a Jeep. But I just realized after a while, I'm like, um, I'm trying to, between the dirt bikes and the mountain bikes and the 30 weekends a year not at home, that's not happening. Yep. L.A. Honda World, anybody, 30 minutes anywhere in L.A. They uh, gave Weege a hell of a deal on his, but he, he was not able to do the transportation 
part of the deal from Charlotte to uh, to L.A.? But otherwise, yeah, they were going to ship one, but the shipping kind of erases the savings. But, hey, call it, give it the old college try. I appreciate the offer. Yep, there we go. Yep. Uh, Justin Brayton has one. Justin Brayton has one. Freeze has one. Kiefer has one. Seven Deuce Deuce has one. Yep. They're fucking taking over. Ridgeline Nation. Um, have you seen FMIP at all, our buddy down there? Is he here? He's coming on the way, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got a long way to go. I, I cannot explain enough, like, Monday doesn't even count. This is Allen Iverson style, okay? We're talking about practice. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, this is, I got it. And for people, like, I'm in about uh, six different group texts with Wygant, and he will go silent now for the week. And we Dude, ma- there oh. is no service. We may get a hour. shot of Barry by, like, Thursday <laughs> just evening. Just load in all grainy yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Thursday evening, we'll get a shot of Barry from the cell phone that he tried to send on Tuesday, yeah. and then we won't hear from him again. No. So that'll be it. Yeah, sorry, guys. I'm, yeah, I'm going in the hole. Right. Gone until Sunday. Yep. Uh, all right, anything else for Weege, Kellen? Oh, I'm good. That's it? I already talked to Weege today. He's your hey, boss. He is my right. boss. Yeah, true, your, we did. He's your boss. Hey, hey, Mathis, how about Kellen pumping out all three of those preview shows in three days' time? How about that? Yeah, that was quick. That was a quick turnaround. Good job yep, on that, better, Kellen. Better than PC. I'd rather, not, <laughs> yeah. I'd rather not get a wrath tweet eight months from now. Oh, yeah, 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 because yeah, I'm known for that. <laughs> I finally just you had are. it. I just had you it. Are. I had it. I couldn't. I, I, felt, I felt like if I did that earlier, it was never coming out. And so I better not do that. And finally, I reached my limit. That was it. I reached my limit. How come you don't want to go, like, redo it on some level? No. Why not? No. No. See? It, it, was, it was just two in the moment at I the had time. a Fox. Was Marty there? No, but I had a jer- Marty jersey on okay. from Fox. All right. I had his jersey on. It was everything. It was beautiful. I'll drive up to Crane's house. I'll try to get the footage. Good luck with that. We, <laughs> we, we just tried to get it and been like, hey, man, we'll build it. Like, don't worry about it. We'll build it. The verb even- guys here told me that they owe him an obscene amount of money and all he's got to do is invoice them and they can't even get him to do that to pay him. <laughs> God. Yep. So, uh, RoostMX bringing you Jason Wygant tonight. Thanks, Weege, for the call in. I didn't, wasn't sure if it was going to happen, so I really appreciate you taking the time there. It's, uh, it's almost 10 o'clock, so yeah, have a good night, man. Thanks for calling in. All right, boys. Have fun. All See right, you, yep. See ya. Yep. That's Jason Wygant from, uh, from Tennessee, so... Uh, RoostMX.net bringing you uh, the Weege. Living the ranch life. He is. He's, he's just announcing his voice is all going to be cracked up and everything else. Oh, I know. Uh, Colin's on four. What's up, Colin? You've been on hold for a while. Thank you. What's going on? What's up, guys? How are y'all doing tonight? Okay, um, so I just wanted to – I didn't mean to backtrack too much, but y'all were talking about uh, some fitness and weight loss earlier, and I know we don't really like that Daniel Blair guy. No, we don't like him at all. A, uh, oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> He did a show, it's called, a, an episode called Baby Man, and he has a guy on there named Rob Beams. You should listen to it. It's very informative about uh, weight loss and fitness and just not necessarily eating less, but just eating the right things, but not eating shit food, like actually eating stuff that tastes good. And uh, it's just it's a really good show. I just thought you should give that a listen to if you uh, ever had some time on your hands. But don't you feel like, and Rob's, Rob's a good dude and all that, but don't you feel like... If you line up five trainers, you'll get four different answers on what works and what doesn't, right? No, 100%. So, I mean, I'm not saying his is, he's right or wrong. I'm not saying either way. I just, honestly, on this whole sort of exercise program, it is such a give and take. I'm finding what works. I'm finding what doesn't. You know, this whole thing about a fat-burning zone, right? I tried that for a while where I was like, hey, I'm just going to go on a nice ride, look at my heart rate, you know what I mean? And that wasn't working for me. 
I find what works is yeah, fucking, no, every, you know, everybody's different and yes. everything's going to work different for every person. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so you. that's, that's where I'm at where I'm kind of like, well, that's good that you have some advice, but I'm going to just try different shit and see what works for me. Cause I really do believe hey, everybody's different. So do, do what you do and, uh, Hey, it's working. So keep it up, man. You've Thank been you. doing a good job with it all. Thanks Colin. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Yep. All right. You'll... All right. He's been on hold for a while. So thanks Kellen. Uh, motorsport.com fly racing, vortex racing, Race Tech, Suspension and Engines, Roost MX, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, Maxima USA, Skosh, Pro Filter, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Vertex Pistons, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection, OGO Power Sports. If you want a backpack, you want a roller bag, you want the new rig bag, uh, anything from the folks at OGO, email us using the contact form on pulpmex.com. We will pass that on to the folks at OGO, and they'll give you a hell of a deal. Art of Sport, Get Data, Guts Racing, WUSA, WUSA World Vets coming up in November. Kellen's going to race, apparently. L.A. Honda World, Ride Engineering, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Intense Cycles, Works Chassis Lab, all on board with us tonight. Uh, Motorsport.com and Fly Racing, of course, as well. Speaking of the folks at Fly Racing, big week for them last week. Kellen did a fantastic job previewing the 2021 gear, apparently, and uh, big things from those guys, and obviously we're partnered up with them in so many ways. It feels good to, uh, to talk to them about the latest and greatest gear. JT, what's up, man? How are you? Not too much. Hey, can we talk about uh? Can you can you try keto? I just caught the very end of uh, that gentleman's phone call there. No, nope, not gonna do it. Come on, just try. It's it. way too much sacrifice. I cannot believe the shit you got to do on keto. You really don't. I don't. I you don't, really do I, don't. Do I do I look like I'm suffering? Keto? Yes. Yes. <laughs> really. Yes, because every time I go to eat dinner with you, it is the biggest deal ever. And also, I, I feel like nobody you make it a big deal. It's not a big deal, though. Nobody on earth loved ketchup more than you. Nobody. You put ketchup on everything, JT. I and haven't had ketchup in two years. I know everything, dude. This guy, Jason Thomas, and ketchup. I mean, if he, <laughs> if J, if you told JT that he had to die tomorrow. But his way of death was drowning in ketchup. He'd be okay. <laughs> I once got two bottles of ketchup for a birthday present. Thank you. Thank what? you. What? So anyways, yeah. so my point is, JT cannot eat ketchup now because of keto. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do that. What like, about chicken quesadillas? Are those on the program? Off. So? Off. Off. Flour. Flour. Man, JT, Carb, that's tough. of any kind. Yeah. So I, honestly, it just becomes a way of life and you really don't. I don't feel like I'm making this big sacrifice. And I know that's how you would feel at first and your personality. You would text me 17 hours a day complaining and whining about the things that you're missing. Yes. I, I just yes. know that's what you would Oh, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would. But uh, I don't feel like it's that big of a deal. And, and the weight loss that goes along with it, I don't think there's anything out there like it. Now, whether you can make the argument that it's not sustainable for most people, and that's probably true, um, but – if you want to lose weight, I've never seen a method as effective as that. Yeah, That's just, my rant. Yeah, no, I know. I know, and it, it does seem to work for people, but you can't stay on it. You can't stay well, on it. I, you can. You, there just are different ways to do it. If You can't eat, in my opinion, you can't eat red meat every day and just continue on that way, which is the way that most people go about it. See, I find my way to get fat out of avocado and these other ways that aren't that unhealthy. Right. And for me, it's just cutting out carbs and sugar, and that's really made the difference for me. You know, most people, they do it for a month, and they go all in and just eat, like, sausage and hamburgers and bacon in every meal. 
that's one way to do it. But yes, that is very unsustainable. Um, but yeah, right. I, I think you should give it a shot just to try it. But God, it would be miserable dealing with you for those thirty <laughs> Marks, days. Marks, Marks, would you want to? If you love ketchup as much as JT, would you ever want to cut ketchup out? Do no. I, do I look like I cut anything out? No, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> whatever, but, whatever you love the most for eating, you'd have to cut it out. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so JT, did you you start a keto just like as a as a means of? Like eating healthier because I don't remember you ever being like out of no, shape. Hundred percent, it was a hookup with chicks. He did it. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, I was. 100%. I was in a relationship when I started it. That's, um, that's no. It, it was uh, the person I was dating at the time was a. Uh, she was a cook, and she was doing keto meals for people, and I was noticing the literal physical changes that I was seeing in these people just going through keto. Like a month later, they would go. They would be on keto, and a month later, I'd be like, that's not the same person. They would lose 20, 30, 40 pounds. And I was like, all right, I got I to gotta try this because I've never seen anything work this drastically. And it really it worked for me, but I wanted to find a way where I could make it a lifestyle change versus just some temporary fix where you're going to gain the weight back. Um, so then I had to do my research and find ways that were healthy to maintain it. So. Do, you, do you feel like your energy levels are higher and things like that as well? Like that changed yeah, so, as well. And that was a, a unexpected benefit was I've always felt like I was, uh, and I haven't ever been tested, but I always felt like I was hypoglycemic. I was just really sensitive to sugar. And if I, like if I'd have coffee and then eat, you know, very soon after I'd get really jittery. And I was just always, always had that where I was very sensitive to uh, blood sugar spikes all the time. Mm. And keto completely removed that because I don't, I don't really eat anything that affects my glycemic index. So I don't release insulin the same way that people would after, you know, a really carb laden meal or a lot of eating a lot of sugar. Um, so my glycemic index stays really stable. Um, and that's, that's also a big part of the weight loss too, but I feel way better. Like I could have a gallon of coffee and not eat until 2 PM and feel totally fine, which has never been the case for me in my whole life. So I just, there were some again, other chicken quesadillas well. and ketchup. I mean, the man, the man loved them like no other. Now he just has to look <laughs> you gotta at them. Want it? You got to want it. Yeah, I don't want it. It's all about how I, yeah. I can tell. Yeah, I, I want a do. chicken quesadilla. <laughs> Listen, nobody, nobody <laughs> mountain bikes the way you've been mountain biking without wanting to make yourself better. I just, and, and I applaud that out of you. I, if you don't want to go down that road, I understand. But I think you'd be shocked how much weight you well, lose in a very could, short amount. Could of time. I go if I went keto for a month? Drop. 15, 20, you would whatever. You lose 25 to 30 pounds, no problem. Okay, but then if I went off keto, would I gain it back? If you went back to your old, your normal diet, sure. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I don't want to keep. Uh, I would. No, use, I, I could use it as a boost, I, I but then, you know. But but I don't want to. I don't want to do it as a that, boost. That's for me. It was a lifestyle yeah. change. Right. right. Yeah. No, that, I'm not doing that. The difference. No, nah, no yeah. chance. And then when we go to restaurants, JT's like, ah, uh, ma'am, um, what comes on the salad? And uh, <laughs> and she tells him, and he's like, okay, can I get this and not that? But I need this, and I need some of this, and I'll get this on the side. Inevitably, the order gets fucked up, and JT's like, ah, fuck. Like he's got to dig it out or not eat it or send it back. I've seen it over and over. Like I don't want to do. I don't want to live my life like that. He's he's really making this. I am not much much more dramatic. I am not. You should see when he orders food. It's like Jesus. <laughs> like J- really have not. you done marks? Have you been out with this? Have you seen witnesses with JT? Uh, not with JT, but I have with tits. I only oh tits is keto. T- yeah yeah. So what? A- like he goes to Chipotle. He's got to get some weird thing and like yeah. And I can imagine Dude. tits being a real pain in the ass about yeah. it. There's <laughs> not a weird thing. You just get a salad. I've it's only not that weird. I've only had dinner once with JT, and I feel like I would have noticed what you're talking about, and I didn't. He probably. 
just ordered a steak or something. And then no, it was, was like it. tacos. He can't even drink normally, like booze. He's got to get different booze. It's just like, you know? <laughs> what, vodka? Just, you got to, yeah, it's whatever it is you're getting. You're just, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a procedure. It's, it's not a procedure. Listen, there are, and let's, let's talk about the motocross stuff before we get yelled at. Yeah, but, Steve, listen to the shirt. <laughs> but it does work. It just. Oh, it, it it's works. One of those things. No, no. Yeah, it, it yeah, does I'm work. not going to deny my, that. The, yeah. per, the person that hired me, our, the VP of WPS, he's lost like 50 pounds. It, it's pretty crazy that the result. But yeah, it's just like anything else. You go back to your normal deal, you're going to gain it back. So, yeah. All right. Are you done yet? Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, we're done. All we're right. done. Uh, I just want to hit a motocross. Stuff. Okay. Uh, new formula from you guys, uh, CC. You got yep. uh, the light pant is totally redone. Um, it was. What else, or not? Not what else, but and insert something else if I'm missing it. But what are you most stoked about for the 21 line? And don't say well, all of it and all this stupid no, stuff. No, no, no. Just, the, the most exciting thing for me was the white pant. Okay. Because I think it's the most forward-thinking pant in the game, and I, I'm pretty confident in that. Um, we took some pretty big chances. You know, to completely remove a zipper from a pant is a pretty big step. No one else has really done that, or at least taken it to market that way. Um, and, and for us, it's risk-taking because we have to make sure that we tell the story and we have people try it on because there will be some people that are like, oh, I don't, I, that's not going to work. you know. But if you really think about how you put on like gym shorts, it's no different than that. And actually, it's better than that because you have a boa closure system that will loosen and tighten. Um, but once you get the pant on, it, seriously, there's never been a pant created that allows freedom of movement the way that pant does. JT, is, um, yeah. I was going to say, is the idea with this, though, to expand it to other lines eventually? Like, this is just a starting point, or is this really just only going to be on the light hydrogen? Well, I think it becomes problematic for different body types. You know, if you get into, you know, okay, Steve's the perfect example, and Steve's getting slimmer by the day. But for him, you know, he's right on the cusp of being able to wear a white pant versus wanting to wear a kinetic pant. Mm -hmm. And I think you're battling a few things there. I think when you get into the plus sizes, you're going to battle guys that are a little self-conscious about their, you know, their sizing. So that's going to be, that's going to turn them off a little bit. Um, and then I just think some people are going to prefer having a zipper. They're going to prefer that style. No matter what you show them or what they try on, they're going to resist change. So... Are we going to offer it across the board? No. But luckily, our, our line is wide enough to where we can have kinetic line that goes all the way up to, um, you know, really plus sizes. So you can get up into even, a, you know, 42, 44, 46, 48. We can really steer that white line towards the high-performance, athletic cut, very minimalist-type design for our Supercross guys and guys that all they care about is performance. And then we have the Evo line that is kind of a hybrid between a lot of things. It has stretch materials. It's really durable, so it gets that vet rider mentality in there. But then it has a little bit wider of a size range. So a guy like Steve, who's, you know, his weight is fluctuating, he's now getting into some of these stretch material items. I think it can attract him into something that, you know, because for a guy like Steve, he's never worn a pant like a lighter Evo. He just never got into that range yet. And I know Kiefer has talked about, to him about a, a million times, is like, you don't even know what you're about to step into because the performance difference and the weight difference is, is pretty stark once you get into it.
is the taking the zipper out and and putting the boa closure on it. What what does that do? Like from a flexibility slash like movement well, you, point, you mentioned that, but like well, I'm I'm, I'm trying yeah. to struggle. Like, what is the how does it work? What what what, what is what is the benefit of that? So you think about a zipper and that ratcheting buckle and all those things. Those are those are very binding, uh, structurally sound pieces, right? They're not right. going to float at all. They won't stretch. They won't move. True. They're going yep. to be they're, they're going to keep you in place and keep that pant from moving and tie everything together, which yep. can be a good thing, but yeah. it's also a bad thing when you're talking about being able to stretch and move and, and being free. Um, so instead of having all that stitching and all that hard plastic and all those things going on, you just have four-way stretch material in all those areas now. Okay. So everything's moving around much more freely. And then on top of that, you're removing just excess weight on top of it. And that pant now is under a pound. So you're talking about an entire pant, and that's a liner inside and, and leather heat shield panels and Kevlar stitching and a boa closure system and all these things going on. And that pant is still under a pound. Uh, so it was. It really was a, a revolutionary shift as far as just rethinking a pant completely. Have you had any complaints about people trying to go pee in them? Well, and, and that's going to be you know where we have to educate people and they have to give it a shot because yeah, of course we that's what we thought about. But it's no different than wearing gym shorts or basketball shorts. Yep. yep. You pop that boa closure system open. You you loosen the pant and they pull right down. It's it's really no big deal. Okay. You're, and maybe you're gonna. You know, you're going to pull them down a little bit differently than you would with a zipper. Yeah. But you have a lot of flexion and a lot of freedom of movement because of that boa closure system it allows right, for that. Right. Huh. Okay. So that's what you're most excited about is that light pant, like for you. Yeah. For, yep. for me personally, that's the most exciting because I really think it showed what we're capable of innovation-wise. And that's always been something I felt like we've lacked in the past. Right. Um, we've always been reactionary instead of being the leader. And that's been something that's taken time. Like, it, it's very easy to say, yeah, you know what? We need to be the ones that are setting the trends, and we need to be doing that. But actually right. doing putting it, yeah. that into motion yeah. and coming up with the ideas and then taking those ideas to market, that's a completely different process. And it requires teamwork and really smart people with the ideas. Uh, and then, honestly, just the, the confidence to actually do it because it, it is a risk. Make no mistake, it is a risk because if you you don't get it right and it's not well received, yeah, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt the bottom line. Um, yeah. But we we're pretty confident that we got it right. Do you feel like the formula? I feel like the formula is all that stuff that you just said. It is. It is, and, and this this pant is kind of the next step, right? Right, the, right. The formula was kind of the coming out party, right? And and we have more things that are in the pipeline right now. And that formula really was kind of the shot across the bow to the industry. It was like, hey, we are ready to kind of step out and, and shed our skin a little bit. And now this pant is coming out and we have more things. Um, but, you know, speaking to that formula, I, I'm most excited for the consumer on that formula CC because I talk to a lot of people and parents especially that they believe in the formula technology. They believe in the protection aspect of the formula, but reaching to that 600 to $650 price point, you know, whether it's a, a youth helmet or an adult helmet was, was difficult. And, and I get it. it. It is difficult. It's a, it's a premium level price point. And for us to bring that helmet and, and that technology and safety down, and now you're talking about 399 for the youth helmet and 450 for the adult, 
I really feel like that's taking a big step forward and we're going to open that technology up to a completely new range of customers. And in the end, that's what we're trying to accomplish. You know, especially mm-hmm. with a helmet, our number one goal is to keep people safer, bar none, period. End of the day, yes, it's a business, but if we can keep people safer, that then we've accomplished our goal. And if you're doing that, the money's going to come. The business will come and that's all great. But any helmet designer's number one goal is going to be to protect people. Yeah, Formula is a great helmet for sure. And so what's the CC retail? Yeah, so your youth is three ninety nine and your adults uh four forty nine. So, yeah, so it's uh basically two hundred dollars cheaper than yeah. the full carbon formula. And right. really when it comes down to it, the price difference is is between a carbon composite and a twelve K carbon. And same tech, that's, that's same safety tech for everybody. Everything else right. is the same. Yep. yep. Has Rion technology, has Conehead EPS, has all the great features, and it's only fifty grams heavier. And for most Americans, you don't really know what grams are, or you don't know the, the transformation of pounds to grams, but you're talking about the difference between 2.79 pounds and 2.9 pounds. It's literally Oh, insane. God. Yeah, no, so you're, yeah, it's you're saving 200 bucks, and, there, and there's really no you know weight, weight difference at all. So That's pretty awesome. Can you, how's that deal looking for Fly next year with, with the pro guy, pro guys? Is that, are we good? Are we exciting things? Um, Do we have some exciting things to, to talk about we, at some point? We are in negotiation. Um, oh. I'm, I'm confident. I'm okay. very, very confident. Oh, I hope it until, happens. I can you say what it yeah, rhymes with, Steve? He can't. Oh, no, man. He can't. Oh, man. If I said what it rhymes with, what he rhymes with, it'll be a giveaway. Like, you, you can't. You'll... Yeah, I can't. Um, I, I promise you that we will uh, we will discuss it as soon as we are possibly able to, but it's just not tonight. Right. Um, so Kellen did a great job on his Instagram, huh? Debuting the gear, great, great work. He Kellen. did, yeah, it was great awesome. Work. And, yep. and it was kind of a it was a bummer for me, but well, it was an hey, amazing Kellen. factor for Kellen because Kellen had a baby right when I was in California, kind of doing this stuff. And uh, so I had, and this is all in the the time of Corona, right? There's going to be books written that are one of them going to be you know love in the time of Corona. Um, but so I had to go drop Kellen's gear off to him, all of this 2021 stuff and leave it at the door and kind of, he's all masked up and I'm masked up and he's got a pregnant wife in there ready to deliver a baby. And, and yeah, so we got, I kind of missed out on the opportunity to go through all the line with Kellen, but I was really pumped that without any prodding or asking, he did these awesome, uh, Instagram yeah, videos. Great, and, great uh, work, Kellen. Great job. He did. It yeah. was, I was, I was very sincere. With, uh, Meanwhile, I put my gear on my in a blazing hot garage and went on a street and rode my bike around. But no, I get nothing. I expected out of you, though. I expected I, out of you. So take that for whatever it's worth. I guess that's a compliment, but I expect that stuff out of you. Well, I'm, I'm out there with my neighbors looking at the windows, and I'm like, brap, brap, Pookie, did you get it? Pookie, did you get this one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aside from that, like, I've been a big proponent of fly gear for a long time. I was actually like a, a fly-sponsored athlete. I don't know what you would call me, but uh, fly-sponsored me gaming yeah at, at one point too oh. so nice um i like it i i've been a fly proponent for a long time is the gaming thing going for, well for you still is it still all yeah. good yeah, yeah. I'm, <laughs> i actually skipped the broadcast tonight to come here so really they're gonna be all mad at me oh they're, they're gonna like, just why are we not sponsoring your gaming right now i, I that's, don't that's i don't know question i don't know let's make it happen i'll email you yeah we'll yeah. we'll discuss hey buddy flies in bmxing they're in mountain biking they're in moto obviously now they're gonna get in the video game world perfect yeah why not um are the panels on the pants, JT? Obviously, there's like a, a size 30 panel to a, to a 40 panel, right? Like the side panel? Uh, are, you, sorry, are you saying like is each panel a different size based on the waist size? Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're all proportionate to... 
Is every, and, and you're, is every you're single massive differences, but, right. but a little bit bigger, yes. Is it every single size there's a jump? Or is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Incrementally. Yeah. Ah, okay. Um, it's yep. not a lot. Right. It's not a lot, but yes. Um, like a 32, a 32 pant, the thigh and knee are going to be a little bit uh, ah. smaller than the 34. Right. Okay. All right. Makes sense. Because I'm in 38 yeah. now, right? And mm-hmm. and uh, going for 36, hopefully soon. But uh, I'm in a 38 now, and I do notice the panels are smaller on my legs. So I'm like, okay. So. Yeah, which it, right. you know, it makes sense. Smaller waist, smaller yes. size, right. all that stuff. Right, and and right. We, the last thing anybody wants in this market anymore is excess material. I feel like that's a, with all the cuts out there and, and the way this market is trending, everything is skin tight and, you know, it's right. crazy how it's changed. Um, it really stands out if you have a baggy set of gear anymore. You just get, you kind of get crucified in the market. Jason Thomas on the um, Pulp Mech Show, presented by Motorsport.com and the folks at Fly Racing. Fly Racing 2021 stuff is out now. FlyRacing.com for more information on that. Uh, please check it out. Uh, completely revamped colors and, like we said, the new Formula CC, as well as the light pant. You dropped the hydrogen name, which I didn't really realize till the other day. No more hydrogen on that line, just light. Yeah, just yeah. It, it, there wasn't, it wasn't really accomplishing anything, and the light name really notates what the pant's about anyway. Um, yeah, so it, pretty it much. just was easier. Yeah. It, it'll, you know, even for myself, I call it hydrogen probably five times a day. Right. But moving forward, I think white just makes more sense. Uh, also too, uh, we're going to do the uh, X-Brand goggle tear offs with Jason Thomas real quick. Uh, JT, can we talk about Kellen's hot take on the uh, preview shows for let's, the 450 class? Let's do this. I mean, I got to remember what it was, but I'm all in. Go ahead, Kellen. Tell everybody what your what your what your hot take was. I think Justin Bogle is a sleeper for me. Look, I know the the concussion problems are prevalent, and I understand that. And I understand that he wasn't fully going to be prepared for outdoors, and this getting pushed back might have helped his case a little bit. But I think that a lot of people were just like, as soon as Benny got pushed out of a ride, it was just crap all over Bogle. Like Bogle sucks. Why does he still have a ride? Blah 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 blah. And I think people are sleeping on him a little bit because he was really good last but, year. But Benny is a better outdoor guy than Justin Bogle right now. I would agree with that, but right. I do think that Bogle has a little more upside. And I think that given the right opportunity, given a good start, given a track he's feeling the flow on, I definitely think he could he could run up front on occasion. JT? I tell you the biggest difference between the two, and uh, keep in mind, that, and Steve, you know this, um, I'm very good friends with the Bloss family. Uh, Jeff Bloss and I have become pretty close. Like, we talk all the time. And uh, the biggest difference between the two of those is the starts. Justin Bogle puts himself up front on the start damn near every time. And I, I really feel like, Going back to last offseason, that was one of the biggest factors in why Justin got that deal and Benny didn't. Benny's starts have just not been very good. And when you're look, when you're a team and you're looking for sponsor value, Justin Bogle is a former 250 Supercross champion. He has won Lucas Oil Pro Motocross races in the premier class, and he hole shots all the time. And that's a really tough thing to overlook. Now, what, do I think that Benny would have been very, very good this summer? I do. And do I, I have no idea how Justin Bogle is going to do, but I can almost promise you he's going to be in the top five of the start 75% of the time, and that gets you on TV. That, that's a big deal for teams and sponsors. So I'm not, I don't know that I've completely bought into Kellen's approach here because I think it's very difficult to come off the bench and compete with those guys. 
they just have so much momentum from racing. Um, but he's going to get good starts, so anything's possible past that. I just – I don't – Kellen's calling him to win a moto. I no, said he could. I'm not, no, I'm out on that. Yeah. I said could. I, I like Justin. I, I've actually got to know him much better oh, he's in the a last good dude. year than yeah. ever before. Great dude. But but thinking he's going to come off the couch and win a moto is uh, – I, yeah, I don't think – I'm out on that. I, if, I, if he's going to win a moto, I would say that – if he's healthy still, I would put it at Thunder Valley. I'm not saying he's going straight from the couch to no, winning a moto yeah, at Loretta's or something. I'm yeah. saying get a, get him deep in the season. Sorry. Maybe Eli doesn't care that much about it because the title's already wrapped up early. Whatever. Whatever the circumstances may be, I could see him getting a start, pulling away for a little bit. Maybe he doesn't win the moto, but runs up front for a long time. He's going to run up front several times. I'm with you on that. Yeah. He's going to put himself up there. That bike is so incredibly good on the starts. And his talent for getting starts is up there with the best guys I've ever seen. And that's, that's a lethal combo. He, and he was hole-shotting races on a Suzuki. So to think he's not going to be up there on a bike that hole-shots every time, uh, I think is, would be silly. I wonder if we're sleeping a bit, 250 class, if we're sleeping a bit, Kellen, we didn't bring this up in the beginning of the show, is Colt Nichols. Hasn't been able to stay healthy. So you got to think he won't be able to stay healthy for this either. But maybe. And maybe we're sleeping on him a little bit. Because when he's yeah, ready and good to go, he's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, you know? he he's another guy like Bogle a little bit. I mean, I know they're kind of buddies, but like similar good starts and runs that pace from the beginning. Like as soon as he gets up front and he starts with Dylan or Jeremy Martin or, or whatever, I think he is one of those guys that can raise his game to run that pace. Not like easily, but I think that he can do it with consistency as long as he starts out front. And that's how I feel about Bogle. I feel like he could do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I I I love Bogle. He's a good dude. He's honest. Good interview. All that stuff. But he's missed so much time, and he's got you know concussion issues. And I just I wish the best for him. But man, it's going to be a rough road for him. And I'll take Benny Bloss ten times out of ten. In well, outdoors. I'm not saying I'm not picking. I, yeah. I still think Bloss is going to do great. I, like I said, I right, think he'll right, be the right. top privateer bike yeah. most motos this year. But I just think that. I did feel like almost a little bit bad how much Bogle got like crapped on for getting the ride back. Like it was just a bombardment. Right. Um, JT, what about, so I think, and I said this in our racer X zoom video preview. I really think that Zacco and Webb will take the place of Marvin Kenny as Eli's toughest guys. Yeah. There's a, there's a very good chance of it. Um, I'm not, I haven't given up on Marv, though. I, I, I think Marv is going to surprise people. Uh, I just have a feeling that he's had plenty of time to maybe not ride as early as we thought, but, but train and get himself in shape. And I think he's going to come in rejuvenated and pretty motivated after such a long break. And I think he's going to be better than, than maybe you're giving him credit for. Okay. Now, yeah, maybe. do I think that Cooper and Zach are going to be great? Absolutely, I do. But I am not throwing in the towel on uh, on Marv. Kenny, I think, is going to have a rough go because I think it's going to be blazing hot right out of the gate. Yeah. And I think that's really going to kind of ruin his morale a little bit early in the series. And I think maybe he loses interest early, which would be – we, we've seen that how that goes, right? He just right, right. He, he suffers. Um, but I don't know. I think Marv's going to be right in there. Um yeah, AC9, very fast at times, crashes at other times, and then uh, up and down. That's how I see it. I like, I like AC's chances. Yes, he, w- he will have a couple bad motos in there, and maybe that's just too much to overcome for any sort of championship contention. 
But I think he could be a breakout. For him to come out and win the first moto at Loretta Lynn would not shock me 1%. It, it really wouldn't. Um, but for him to win the championship would definitely yeah, shock me. Just because no, I think I, it's going to be a learning experience. I don't think but on yeah, a, we can't say on a track he knows really well, um, like Loretta's, I just think you're going to see some weird results on a weird racetrack because Loretta's is so small and the track is so tight and there's no elevation. And guys like Sexton and guys like Cincerillo, these guys have raced this track not that long ago. And, and I think that you're going to see some strange results. I don't think it's just going to be the the Tomac Marv show like it always is. I think there's going to be some some different results just because the track's going to be so much weirder than a a big normal outdoor national type track. Yeah, I said that at the beginning to Kellen. I said we're going to see something with Loretta's is going to be just just fucking shocking. Yeah. I don't know what series something. doesn't start until Washu. Yeah, something <laughs> on this tiny track. It'll be very start dependent. Bogle will get that start. Yeah, and just let's take go. Off, take off with it, Kellen. <laughs> uh, you think about a guy like Sexton. He raced and won this race just a few years ago. Wasn't very long, right? That he was at Loretta's. Um, so yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I think Loretta's is going to be the outlier as far as just a weird result because the start's going to be everything. That track is really difficult to pass on. I've raced there a lot, and all the lines funnel back into one. Like all the lines come back to the inside. And for pro guys that are on really fast bikes, it's going to be it's going to be hard to work up from the back. So if you're, I don't want to say you like Tomac because he's kind of capable of anything. But as a championship contender that maybe gets a bad start, I think he's going to have a really difficult time getting uh, getting solid points out of the day. So we could see some strange results for sure. Uh, I want to thank Alex Efforts and YZMXer608 for the Super Chat donations. What the hell is that, Marks? Uh, it's basically on YouTube. You can donate a little money to somebody streaming, and it will highlight their oh, comment. Do, do I get the money? Yes, that money How much do you. they donate? That's why you're thanking them. Ah, oh, nice. Thanks, yes. boys. Yeah. I get some money from YouTube. Who knew? I, so. I know both of those. Oh, you do? They're you're gamer very... guys? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've gamed with A-Efforts before. Right. They're very good people. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Um, all right, JT, you and Kellen can discuss Latvia if you want now. Now is the time. Yeah. Let's do it. What do you What do you got here? I'm, I, I know what the answer is for MX1. Like, no. if you're not on board with Jeffrey Hurley. He lost. He just lost in the sand. He crashed in the first turn. <laughs> he crashed in the he first the turn first at uh, fucking uh, Redbud well, and won that won, thing. Let me put it this way. He won the first moto easily. Let me, let me ask this question then, JT. I'm do out. You, I'm out. Do you think this time at all almost, like, hurt Jeffrey's, uh, like, advantage that he had, if you will? Because, yeah, Geyser was right there with him, but – well, Prado did have an injury, but Cairoli's coming back. He's going to be fully healthy. Prado will be at least somewhat healthy. Like, these guys that were nursing injuries at the beginning, they're not doing that anymore. They are ready to go, and it's not just going to be run-of-the-mill, only hurlings and maybe Geyser occasionally, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know if it hurts Jeffrey, but it definitely helps those guys, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't know how to put that in practical terms because I, I think Jeffrey will be still be Jeffrey, and I still think he's the best guy but the gap could come down a little bit. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you there. Um, he had this huge edge just by default from injury default, uh, and, and that's gone now. So I think it's, it's way good for the series being more competitive. But if I have to choose a winner, especially three rounds in a row in the sand, uh, yeah, I'm going to go hurlings pretty easily. Well, I was kind of um, – I was going to say, I was more thinking along the lines of when Hurlings has had, like, close competition throughout the years, he does 
tend to get injured a little bit faster. And that's mm -hmm. what I'm like worried about for him is that those guys, those guys are going to be closer, as you said. And if they can put the pressure on him early, he may have to ride over his head a little bit more than he wants to to get to that danger zone, you know? The only guy that I really think right now that has the speed to put him under pressure and make him nervous is Geiser. And Geiser will send himself into some alternate dimension to try to win. And it usually bites him. He usually crashes his brains out. And the fact that he's healthy is pretty unbelievable from the crash he's had over the years. But I think, and we'll see what Tony's got, right? Tony was really, really good last year. Uh, but I, I just see Geiser as the, the one that can really step the pace up and, and is willing to keep stepping the pace up to go with Jeffrey. And, and I don't know that he can maintain it. I think he'll probably end up with his bike leaning against uh, the fence. <laughs> yeah. But uh, those two are going to be really fun to watch because I don't think either of them have any fear whatsoever, and they're just going to keep ramping it up and ramping it up until one of them either wins or, or stacks it up. Well, I just spent a, quite a bit of money at the racer store. In Italy, Pookie ordered a bunch of shit. So yeah, go. That's a good cause though. Those, those go are Tony. good people, and you know that. Go Tony. That's all I gotta say. Go yeah, Tony. Tony's awesome. They're classy people. Right, yeah. right. Um, yeah, uh, MX2. What, what, what are we? Yeah, getting? I think that's where the yeah. real story yeah. is, and that's where I'm more interested because I think we know what to expect a little bit in the next one. Doesn't mean it's not going to be incredibly interesting, but I think MX2 is the unknown. We really don't know what to expect. There are a lot of guys that could win. Fial, you know, I think his starts really kind of put him at the front, uh, for me anyway, as far as what I expect. But I think Thomas Kerr Olsen has the experience factor. It's just going to be, can he, can he find a way to – he's a huge guy on a 250S, and that seems to hurt him on the starts more times than not. Uh, and then you have the unknown with Gears. Can Geertz finally put it together? And he looks really good in the preseason. So I, I, as crazy as it sounds, these kind of unknown MX2 guys for most of the world, I'm more interested to see how that shapes up than I am the, the uh, MXGP class. Yeah, I, I actually, I think Olsen's going to start, like he's already so far out of the championship in a sense that he's going to be playing spoiler at the beginning. But um, I, I do agree with you that his starts are going to be a bit of a problem, but He's on basically the same bike, and a couple of years ago when it was him and Covington and, and uh, uh, Prado and Vial on the gate, it, they were one, two, three, four off the start for like eight GPs in a row or something like that. So I think that at the worst, you can expect Olsen to start inside of the top ten, and it, coming back completely healthy, I think he's going to be a big factor for those guys to deal with. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see because uh, midway through last year or towards the end of the year, actually, um, Yago Geertz, they switched to more of a star racing, the Monster Yamaha star team here, their engine package. And I know they were pretty happy about that. So I actually haven't heard if that's the same program. I can't imagine that they went away from that. Uh, but I, I want to see how that affects his, his starts and his racing because he would just ruin himself on the start mm -hmm. most of the year last year and just put himself in a spot where he had no chance. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna beat Vial, I believe in 2020, you have to start with him. Yeah. Uh, I just think his confidence is growing by leaps and bounds. He should have won Matterly, in my opinion. He was absolutely gone. Um, and in that class, man, the start is just so critical because if you get in the back, it's just chaos back there. Those guys are doing and making the worst decisions possible <laughs> in traffic. And uh, and then on top of all that, you have Renee Hofer who 
we don't know what to expect from him. He could absolutely jump in there and be a factor kind of out of nowhere. And Steve probably doesn't even know who that is. What about Ferrato? out there winning. What oh, Ferrato's good in the sand, man. Dude, he's good. They're going to Kegums. He's good in the sand. He's going to be lo- loving it up. I don't call Kegums a sand track, though. I think a Loma how can is, you, sa- how, is a sand track. How, when I, I mean, up, when I brought up Anstey and being good in sand, you said he could maybe podium a moto at WW Ranch, and you're you're saying Kegums is not a sand track. WW Ranch is more of a sand track than Kegums. JT. They're about the same. I, I would mean, say Kegums they're about is, the same, Kegums too. Kegums is sand. You don't remember Paul Ann just killing everybody and how sandy it was there? Nah. <laughs> nah. You know you want you know you to concede No, that no, no. I just, yeah. No, I don't know. Um. If it was anybody else making that point, you'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, X-Brand Goggle tear-offs uh, with Jason Thomas. Let's do this. X-Brand Goggles. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid fire. Fear. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Kyle Chisholm, Alex Ray, you name them, they wear X-Brand. If you don't wear X-Brand, you will not win. Pulp Show 20 is the code to save. Or... At motorsport.com, X20, EKS20 is the code to save at motorsport.com. they got a great deal run with X Brands as well. So please check them out from the folks uh, over there. Great questions uh, tonight, hopefully from our buddy Moser. Do you know who that is? Uh, I really don't. No. Unfamiliar. Unfamiliar. Um, here we go. Let's do this. Steve. Yep. What existing national track is the most similar to Loretta's? Oh, I would say, wow. Muddy Creek, but it's gone. Yeah, um, there you go. Ah, uh, there isn't. There isn't one. No, I can't think of one. No. JT, with all these new fly products dropping, what's a line or design that you wish was still available? A line or design I wish was still available. Um, there, I really miss. We had a, a set of gear in 2018 that was all black. It was just black out everything. Um, I really like that look just because you could have an all black helmet, all black goggle, all black gloves, all black gear, an all black booth, and just be completely murdered out. I thought that was a really cool look. Does, um, doesn't the limited edition, does, I mean, it's got like some silver or something on it, but it's pretty much yeah, the same, right? It's as close. Yeah, the special edition stuff yeah. is as close you're going to get. It has that reflective graphic on it, um, but that's about as close as you're going to get. All right. Kellen. There it is. <laughs> now that you are a moto moto industry insider, what's something that surprised you after getting to look under the skirt, so to speak? Uh, I guess maybe how chill everything is uh, at at the race. Like from the outside, you feel like it. It looks like it's like a complete melee rush. Like, got to get the bike ready. Got to. But I feel like walking around the pits during the day, during practice and stuff like that, it seems pretty laid back sometimes. More the, more so than I expected. All right. Twenty four seconds. Good job. Keep it up, Kellen. Steve, who gets a better moto finish at Loretta's, Kiefer or Aiden? Kiefer. JT. Who's the hottest amateur prospect right now? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would have said probably Hammaker, but he's out. Um, I don't know. You know what? I think there's a lot of talent in the B class. I, th- I think that there there are some really fast A riders, kids that, and they're going to move up. But the B riders, I think, is where 
all eyes are going to be because you have guys like Jet Reynolds and these kids that teams have they have budgets already wrapped up and they're they're waiting on these kids to make it to the pro class. So kids like Jet Reynolds and Chance Hymas and some of these kids, um, I, I, I'm more interested in watching the B classes even than I am pro sport. Forty three seconds, please tighten it up a little bit. I don't care about your time. <laughs> Kellen, which current pro rider has the best moto gaming skills? He's already asked this, I think, of you. Oh, man. Um, so he's not many people know who he is probably, but Jeremy Smith for sure. Yeah. I've picked him in fantasy before, so he, I know he, him. He has won more races in MX Simulator than anybody ever. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Steve, will Heather make it to the beer tent at Loretta's? And if she does, chanceability, she climbs the pole. I don't know anything about that stuff. I don't. I don't know what that is. I don't. Know <laughs> I what can't the pole imagine is. that they're going to have it. I wouldn't think so. I, I don't, maybe, but I, I don't know. They've got to be careful with what they. They're they're lucky to be having this event, in my opinion. I would be surprised if they really step out and do stuff like that. All right, JT, uh, we asked this earlier, but you weren't on. Where does Dylan Ferrandis end up next year? I believe that Dylan Ferrandis will end up on a factory Yamaha, whether it's in the Monster uh, Energy Yamaha team or the Star Yamaha team, but he will be on a factory Yamaha. Good job. Ten seconds. You saw how I warned him and he tightened his game yep. up, Kellen? You saw that? <laughs> fear. Yep. Pure fear. Yep. All right, Kellen, last one. Joe Rogan says playing video games is a waste of time. What says you? So where I stand on video games is that I, I think that it is a good way to pass the time every now and then, but I am not like a hardcore gamer or anything along those lines. I don't, I don't, I used to, but I don't sit in my office and play video games for five straight hours or anything crazy like that. And I try through my videos to preach to kids that like, Hey, on the weekends and stuff like that, when you're not just hanging out at home, you should go out and ride your bicycle or ride your motorcycle or something. So I, I guess I'm the wrong person to ask that because other people would think video games are amazing, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, they're a good way to pass the time from now and, now and then. All right. Is that it? Yes. X-Brand goggles. Choice of champions everywhere. Please check them out. We'd love it if you guys uh, use the code EKS20 at motorsport.com for, uh, for all the information. All right, JT, man. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for the time. Kellen? Fantastic job you did on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, good job, Kellen. Soaking Real in. Soaking good. it in. Real good. So, yeah, we're super stoked on that. Um, flyracing.com. Oh, uh, from A Efforts, who has donated some money to us for YouTube. Who's the unanimous number two in MX2, assuming Dylan is number one? He would say J-Mart. I don't think there is a unanimous number two, right? No, because... Like, without J-Mart, I'd put Cooper there unanimously. Like, if J-Mart was still hurt like he was last year. And but I think I think Hunter. I think yeah, Hunter, Hun yeah, Hunter, Hunter won two too. motos last year, right? Do you think over-under he wins five motos this year, Hunter? Ooh, that would be, I think, right there, like four or five. Five out of 18? That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say three to four. and. Well, that's what I'm saying is, like, if he's going to make that next step, he's got to be at least – double as good as he was the first year with winning motos i mean he, he probably he probably could have won a moto at paula he was right there yeah things like that like he just has to have one step higher does jet beat hunter no no 
No. Okay. Right. Just checking. I mean, he will at some point. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I mean overall, point. like overall, uh, at the end of the year. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not as psyched on J-Mart as other people are. Like, Justin Cooper, I feel like, doesn't get it talked about enough. He, he doesn't close the deal. He doesn't have a ton of wins, but damn, that dude is always right He's there. He's going to be good. He's do, always on the podium. Yeah. Do you think the, the way the last couple of rounds of Supercross went for him, negative no. impact at all? I don't. No. JT? I think I think his outdoor prep is what hurt him in Supercross, to be honest. I think they were hammering motos. Just I, I know kind of know where Will Hahn was at with him because they're super tight. And I think they were all in on this going outdoor racing, you know, in June when the, the original plan was. And I think they, they basically went all in on that plan and were coming in hot for outdoors. And then they had to flip the script to go race Supercross. Also, and, uh, uh, altitude got to him too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But he just never looked good. No. He never looked good in practice. He never looked good in the heat race. Um, I just don't think he was – I think he was ready to go outdoor racing when he was supposed to go supercross racing. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Before we go, uh, Dark Side. What's up? How would you think of the 2021 fly stuff? Oh, so good. So good. And so, JT, you did an exclusive podcast with Dark Side about this. This is well, the level that Dark Side has climbed I did to. I about 30 of them, I think. I think, I, I think yeah. my face and voice is splattered across – this industry right now in a way it's never been, which I'm sorry to everybody. <laughs> Nobody should be exposed to that. Dark side. Do you feel yeah. like you've reached a certain new level when JT gives you time to promote fly? Because ah. in, the, in the past, JT has not given you a lot of time. That's, that's a little exaggerated, but sure. Yeah. I, I didn't get to do this last year, but right. I'm not at the level of you and Kellen where I get, I didn't get any gear to try out first. So, you know, I'm not quite there, but we're working oh, on it. No gear for well, Darkside, JT. Hold on, no hold gear. On. The only people that got gear were people that I visited in person. So, like, Daniel Blair didn't get gear. Weege didn't get gear. I mean, there, there was a very, like, Kellen got gear, but Weege didn't get gear. So, but let that Okay. Yeah, my location helped out a lot there. Darkside, <laughs> maybe you got to re- I'm not, realize I'm that. good, man. I'm good, man. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm fine. I'm stoked. I, uh, I've been literally tonight on Racer or on Facebook here watching you guys answering people's questions and, uh, a lot of social media stuff the last couple of days. People asking questions. I've been messaging a guy about the difference in the CC helmet and the, 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 for, the, the regular for, formula, you know, so trying to push this stuff. But I, yeah, I was stoked to do it. It's cool. I, I can't, can't wait to place my order. So you don't will will he get twenty twenty one gear, JT? Or no? Is yeah, of course, it, absolutely. Yeah, he's he has been on the program for a couple of years now. Oh, I thought he was at a discount purchase program issue or level. Uh, he has an allotment, and then he gets a discount past that. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. An allotment. Okay. So, yeah. well, dark side, you're really moving up in the world. Well, hey, man, I'm, I'm working. I'm working hard, dude. It's been a lot. We have a, <laughs> I work my ass off. It's been a work in progress, and, and Steve, you know how I operate. I, if you put in the time and the effort and I see you're committed to something, I have all the time in the world for you. And so that was always the thing with Darkside. I was like, hey, you stick around and you put your time in, then you, I'll, I'll give you whatever you want, like uh, uh, my time, whatever you need. Um, but, yeah, that's, I, I've always been that. If you, if you show me effort, then I'll bend over backwards for you. So, yeah, I think that's indicative of what – I'm willing to do for dark side is uh, I've seen that effort constantly. So you're, it makes a difference. You're moving up dark side. Hey, uh, man, it take time and effort, man. I'm putting it in and uh, hopefully it continues to grow and we'll and be right Steve there on your, you know, your, your doorstep. If Steve, 
Steve would ever stop yelling at you about the wrap-up show, <laughs> things would get a little easier. I didn't listen this past week. It was uh, it, good. It was uh, who was it again? It was you, Mark. Uh, so I had Brian Fullerton from Acherbys, Connor Olson from Alpine Stars, and Justin oh. Jennings from yeah from WPS. Yeah, that was the uh, oh, the wrap-up. They did the wrap-up of the classic. Wrap-up. The classic, right. yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Yeah, hey, how Kiefer, we had Kiefer on, and uh, okay. you know, that was back when you had the cold call, and we got Kiefer on. I didn't listen to that call. one, and I didn't listen to the one with Starling and Marks. I forgot about that one, too. But I need to. So I don't have any any uh, you know advice for you, Darkside. Yeah, well, there's still, uh, we got, what, two days left till the next one, which is Wednesday, and uh, there's, so there's still time for the guys that haven't listened. We're doing a little giveaway with Guts Racing, Andy Gregg. Give us a little uh, little hookup to give away. So if you guys want to listen to it, last week's wrap up, there's a chance to get you a seat cover at a really good discounted price. Wow. What's your favorite thing about the 2021 stuff, Darkside? So honestly, it's the fly pant. But you guys have talked about that so much. I'm gonna go. You know, I'm an X brand guy. I uh, I rep for Rich, but I think they have really stepped up. Fly really stepped up their their goggle game. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's sort of subjective. No, 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 no. I'm cool. No, 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 no. They have, but this is a couple of years now. Nothing's. I was. Tr- I was trying to think, JT. Well, you didn't step it up for this year outside of colors. Yeah, we made a pretty big change. Uh, we went to a thermoform foam, which is uh, oh, okay. a pretty expensive upgrade. My bad. And then. yeah, so the the foam's actually actually tapered to uh, mesh with your face better, and it's. It's really expensive for the small change it is. It's very noticeable, but it's really expensive. And it was just something we felt like if we wanted to be taken seriously in the goggles game, we had to kind of throw everything at it. So we're uh, you're going to see a, a big difference in our goggle presentation, advertisements and riders and all kinds of stuff here very soon. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get some guys roaring the goggles. So now you need a goggle service guy at the races. <laughs> yeah, and, and we're we're working through those kinks. But I think for you know 2021 Supercross would kind of be the coming out party on that end. I'm available. Um, Let's talk. I did goggle service already. I can. Yeah, but no, you hated that. So you're gonna be wait. Was, you're gonna be Bloss's team manager. Yeah. You're gonna be their <laughs> goggle guy as well. Yes, yep. Any more hats There's you want to no put way. on? Steve is not going to be our goggle. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Uh, I guess Kellen will get it because he did the fucking presentation. No, that was so I, awesome. You've never heard someone complain more about Steve complaining about doing goggles. It's the, <laughs> it was the fucking riders, JT. It wasn't me. I, I understand. I'm not saying that there, there's a reason to blame you, but it was a fact. It was, and you know how much you hated it. You hated every aspect. I hated the fucking riders. <laughs> you, you and Brock Tickle almost met at dawn to see who was going to die the well, next day. No, he wasn't. You guys were so pissed off at each other at Washougal. No, I, I was very upset, yes. But, For so. a fucking tickle? <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, dark side. So who, the wrap-up show is Kellen and, and Talon. No, I'm out. Oh. Yeah, Kellen's got a scheduling conflict, so I've yeah. got Talon and Checkers for West Tech. Okay, well, Checkers. Oh, that's a better fill-in. That's a better fill-in. Yeah, yeah, Checkers. Yeah, it's Chris what? from West Who? Chris Riesenberg. Oh, my bad. Okay. I didn't know his nickname was Checkers. Yeah, that's his gaming name. Dude, I guess everybody oh, calls it. him Checkers. I didn't know this either, oh, but okay. everyone well, calls him. So he, he used to be a uh, level designer at Rainbow Studios. Yes. And that oh, okay. was the name he went by, Checkers. Okay. Uh, he was, Got it. Yeah. You know you know what the coolest name in Moto now is is uh, Wackers. What the Lawrence brothers call McAdoo? Wackers. Wackers, yeah. Wackers. 
Whack is. Yeah. Whack is. I wonder. If, I wonder if he knows that. I wonder if McAdoo knows that he's called Whack. Fits him so D- well. Does he like it better than Ramit? <laughs> is that gonna be better? Than I Ram- don't know, dude. He still says he gets Ramit all the yeah. time. All the yeah. time. So that's that's. I think that like if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, one there'd be a lot of people happy in the pits. <laughs> Two, my legacy would be the nicknames, like Filthy, yeah. and Ramit, and Fast Freddy. Troll train. Come on, give yourself a little credit. The legacy is how much money you've given to privateers, too. No, a no one will remember that. No Come one will remember on. They'll remember the Nets. The Nets. The, the Nets. Nets, too. This, but then they could really be the Steve they, Mathis Memorial they Nets. They could. <laughs> they could. Yes, I agree. So, um, All right, JT. Hey. Anything else, JT, for Dark Side before we let you go? Uh, nope. You are doing a great job, and keep uh, keep it up. It's it's noticed by a lot of people. Oh, so. here we go. Well, I, right, yeah. I appreciate Everybody that. Hey, JT, I got a, I got a question for you real quick. Here, so here the question I keep getting asked the most, and for those who maybe haven't listened to the gear pods yet, what exactly is the difference between the the Formula Axum, that's what you guys are calling it this year, correct? The, the, yes. the $650 price point and the CC, the $450 price point. Yeah, so we kind of covered that earlier, but um, the only difference is in the carbon construction shell. So it's 12K carbon shell yeah. versus the carbon composite shell. So there's no big, you know, it's a 50 gram difference, but um, yeah, of course, pure 12K carbon is, is a nicer construction, but same technology, same protection, same all that stuff. So that's what I thought. I just wanted to verify that. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate the time. And uh, Alan, I'll talk to you Wednesday night. Pulp Mix wrap-up show uh, Wednesday. Take a look, please. It's the it's the number one wrap-up show in the industry. Absolutely, it <laughs> is. True story. Yep, true story. Uh, thanks, JT. Thanks, thanks, Dark Side. Okay, All right, yeah, see you. All right, see you. That's uh, that's Dark Side. That's JT. Let's go right into Ratcliffe. At Ratcliffe, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how's it going? What's happening? Uh, well, I figure let's bring this uh, conversation full circle back to uh, the diet thing for a second. I'm uh, actually 24 hours into a 36-hour fast. Oh, Why are you doing that? Oh. Uh, just trying it out. I don't know. I ate a bunch of food the day before, and I was not hungry this morning. I was like, hey, I'll try it. But okay. it has interesting benefits where it like kind of cleans your body of old cells by burning them off, and it also... Uh, it uh, promotes stem cell. You do. Uh, you cool. have to drink, though, right? You're allowed to drink water or whatever. Yeah, yeah. water, some plain coffee, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if I wanted to eat, I'd eat. If I feel hungry, whatever. Right. But uh, get alive. Yeah. Hey, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is, uh, do you ever play around with that YouTube app on your e-bike and adjust the power settings? Uh, I have a little bit. Yeah, I kind of just leave them stock where they are. Well, I updated. I think they were updated with the app a little while ago. So I put those, yeah. those which they were slightly different than the original stock. Uh, but I've never – I played with them a little bit. I didn't – I made it so that the uh, jump from eco to trail was big. Um, so trail was closer to boost, you know. Um, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like it. I, honestly, I, I, I just, it's not that I didn't like it. I just was used to the other one, right? I just was used to the normal settings. So maybe if I gave it more time. But I have, I have done it a yeah. little bit, yeah. I see where you're coming from. I played with it recently, and then I'll, I changed it, and then my phone wouldn't work with it. So all of a sudden, I was stuck with weird settings. Until oh, I no. You know what you got to do? Uh, hey, no, no, no. You know what you got to do? So go into what? your – because I, I figured it out the same way. Go into your Bluetooth. Uh, find the Shimano, uh, you know, Shimano thing. Then 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 delete it. Every okay. t- Every time you connect to your bike, you got to have a fresh, like, uh, find it. It's got to find it fresh, you know, uh, for, the, okay. for, for the first time. 
and then it'll work again. I had the same issue, and let me know if it doesn't work for you that way. But yeah, you got to delete it from your phone, and every time you use it, and find it again. Yeah, it's interesting. And so, do you ever ride in any other power modes, or do you really just stick with eco? Now nah, I'm in eco ninety percent of the time. Uh, if I'm, you know, late in a ride and I got a big climb, I'll go to trail. Um, but yeah, not really ever, ever out of eco. Never in boost. The only thing I'm in boost is if I'm like. Like I went out the other day with Cody Cam, uh, the snowcross guy. He's never ridden an e-bike. I'm like, hey, let's go. To, let's put it in boost and climb this hill. And then we did that, and he was like, ah, you know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, that was it, just to show people that kind of stuff. But no, I never ride in it. So I thought it was interesting to see that all the racers race in boost 100 percent of the time. Yeah, everybody I rides did. in boost. No, you have to, right? Because how else? You know, how else are you going to monitor it, right? Uh, but I find it interesting. They don't check the bikes for being jailbroken or anything. So you know, like ah. to me. I bet you there's a bunch of cheaters that you can jailbreak the the e-bikes. Kellen's looking at me. And, and like, at 25 miles per hour, they shut off the assist yeah. to keep your speed oh, low. So you can say like go to 30 or 35. Yeah, you just maybe. change you change the wheel dimension in the apps. Wow. To have a smaller wheel, so it thinks it's smaller wheel, and then it goes to 50. So wow. Yeah, you or can, you can move the location of the magnet so yep. that it does like reading off your crank arm instead of your wheel, right. things like that. Uh, Tits did that on his, and it, it, it fucked it up. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have any desire to do that, but I'm sure those guys in the GNCCs are riding jailbroken bikes. So, you, uh, you have a taser? I don't. Remember last weekend I called in and I tried to get a taser, didn't have the right oh, size. Oh, that's right. Me, that's so. right. I remember that. Yep. So, cool, man. All right. Awesome. All right. All right thank you. Peace. Appreciate it. Thank you. That's Ratcliffe. Michelin, the folks at Michelin, motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer. Uh, the Starcross 5 tire range is now available for, for all bikes 50ccs and up, which is a big deal for those guys. The Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire, which won the Erzberg Rodeo, features an extremely pliable tread rubber compound derived from legendary Michelin Trials tires. The Power 5 as well is a, a great choice for wet and dry conditions of the sport bike rider. And uh, yeah, Michelin, uh, please check them out, whether it's uh, mountain bike stuff, E-Wilds is what I got on, and I got some DH34s as well, uh, whether Starcross 5s, uh, which I've used in the past, uh, they've got it all for you, and uh, they got great line of tires, all sorts of motorcycles, all sizes of motorcycle, thanks to motorcycle.michelinman.com for that, Maxima USA, Eli Tomac, Adam C. Cirillo, Mitch Payton, all using Maxima USA out there in their bikes, Pulp 20 is the code to save with Maxima USA, uh, please check them out, and uh, the best part is you can save, use that code and save, so... And uh, also, before we get our next guest on, he is brought to you by Art of Sport. He was going for an Art of Sport kit uh, in a trivia contest with Skip Norfolk and failed miserably at it. Whether it's deodorant or the activated charcoal body wash, I've used them both. I love them. Uh, even better, they leave out the bad stuff like parabens and sulfates. So uh, they're a really good uh, product and they are really good for you as well. Artofsport.com. You can get them at Target. Everything's under $10. So please check it out. Do you have any of this stuff? The Art of Sports stuff? Yeah. Yeah, from the last time. Oh, I it, yeah. And I what's your review of it? It's awesome. You like it? Yeah, I, uh, I okay. think I'm going to buy some more All after right. I run out. Uh, under $10 at Target. Please check them out. Artofsport.com. Bringing you our next guest of the night. He is friend of the show, an in-studio regular. He's a Tampa Bay Rays prospect. Chris Betts. What's up, Betts? Fuck you. I got screwed. I no, got shafted. You got literally every question wrong. Yeah. <laughs> every, every single one. one. I got absolutely shafted. How? You had a 50% chance of getting uh, 9 or 12 questions or whatever was right. So on my drive home, I was thinking about it, and I just came to the conclusion that 
those questions you asked me, there's there's nowhere on the internet where they're proven right or wrong. So I think you and Skip, <laughs> I think you and Skip just put a pack of white claws in front of me, right? And I changed mean, the answers on the fly, and you set me up for failure. So I think, I mean, you know, I'm the re- target today, and I saw the art of sport display, and just out of principle, I didn't buy one because of you. So I just want oh, to know that. Wow, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm actually hurting art of sport right now by having you on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, hey, I get it. Uh, there, I didn't think you would think that Skip had a brother named Chip. <laughs> it, just, it made so much sense, dude. Like, the parents would have been in the Hall of Fame for something if they named their kids Skip and Chip. <laughs> Betts, where are you on the uh, Tampa Bay Rays prospect report? Like, you've had some injuries. We know that. Uh, where are you? Are you ranked? Like, are you top 50? Yeah, I'm top 50, I okay. think. I don't know. I try I think... not to read those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine it's like motocross was reading, like, you know, us ranking them or whatever, right? Yeah, like, imagine after imagine after a race or a bad year, I just kind of sat there in front of Adam. I was like, oh, bro, Racer X is saying this about you. What do you think? Like, <laughs> I don't think it'd go well. In terms of catcher depth chart, like, how many people are ahead of you? Well, statistically, you know, probably up to seven or eight, just out of the bodies from double yep. A AA to triple A. But in terms of prospects, I got one guy in front of me that is really, really good. Um, and I think him and I share a lot of the same traits and values. Um, he just hasn't been hurt for the first three years of his career like I was. So right. I think I'm sitting good, and I like I like the organization I'm with. I think I've got a good path, and I definitely want to get to the big leagues with the Rays, that's for sure. Oh, how about him be going politically correct right there? <laughs> I know. For the first time ever. For the first time Instead ever. Instead of being like, can you trade me to a team with no catcher? Yeah. I'd like to be there instead. Right. Um, um, you know, the difference is I'm drinking Dasani right now, not White Claw. Okay. Wow. Uh, before we get into some baseball talk, which may alienate and anger some of our listeners, but Kellen and I are baseball guys. Yeah, we're four hours in. Um, does AC win uh, 17 motos this year, Kellen, or you think all 18? You're asking me or you asking? I'm sorry, Betts. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> How many motos are there? There's 18. Yeah, I mean, eight. that's everyone that he lines up for, absolutely. Okay, all right, okay, just checking. And well, I just want I want to see if there's any way that I could get, you know, like immunity to where I could just pick him every week. Like, I don't have the all-star break every week, or I can at least just pick him every week. Break the system. Betts or give me, give me Adam and give me, give uh, Dylan Eli. And I'll score better than him. I'll send you my Venmo. We can work something out. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we I go. tried that for the raffle. It didn't work. Yeah, this is different. Yeah, you did. You okay. were all in on the raffle. You were... I was. I think I was up to like 500 bucks for the bike. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, right? <laughs> see, um, see what kind of integrity I have? So, you know what Betts is all about now? He's all about Groms. Oh, a, lot Grom. of, a lot of Grom questions. Grom wow. Yeah, he's Grom life. Keeper he's, would be proud. He is. He's got a lot of Grom questions. I don't know what's I've going been, on, I Betts, been... but... <laughs> I have been I have been talking to Kiefer quite a bit lately. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cannot deny that. Yeah, Groms, dude. Um, hey, so let's talk some baseball. I mean, Marks has been waiting all all show. Yeah, for this. yeah, it's thrilling stuff. Um, <laughs> thrilling stuff here. Are they going to make it? Like, what do you think? Oh, dude, I don't know. I what I was thinking about today is those. If anyone's there that can correct me, please do it. But as far as I'm concerned, if you get COVID. And then you take a test like 12 hours later, it shows up. There's no super long incubation period, is there, where you are you can spread it but not test positive because they're getting tested every day. 
I believe there is, but, dude, I don't know. It's a lot of misinformation out there, right? But I believe that you can be carrier of it and test negative. Yeah. Yes. Which is okay. totally fucked. But- yeah, so that's where I'm That's where I'm just sitting here at home. And you know what's crazy is, like, I went to the grocery store today. Um, I went to the gym, and those guys are living full lockdown, and a couple people mess it up, and all of a sudden there's 18 guys that, Mm-hmm. have the, the the positive check mark so who knows i think that i think that they can get through it but my biggest worry is what happens if some jackass gets it during the playoffs you can't you can't just delay the playoffs you can't delay a division series i don't know dude yeah because they, they keep saying we got to be done by november or whatever it is like you know and, like- and honestly as long as the nhl keeps going and i can just keep winning money on the nhl i'm happy that's it that's all i care about <laughs> Um, Kellen, I didn't mind your tweet the other day where you said, look, if it's proven that you, your team is, uh, gone out and, uh, got, you know, been irresponsible, you just forfeit those games and yeah, you, because, you lose oh, the games. We're already to the point where like, we're losing whole weeks of this for some teams. Like they're going to have to make up like several double How headers. The, Phil- on the, the Phillies have played like four games. Yeah. And yeah. the Marlins have played yeah. three games. Yeah. Like at that point, they, they, they screwed themselves, in my opinion. Yeah. They got to hold each other accountable on so, some level. So you would give the wins to the teams they were supposed yeah. to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. I'm, I'm all for that. But Kellen, I think that, I think that what they might do is go off a win percentage. So how pissed are you if you get excluded from the playoffs and you've got 12 more wins than say the Marlins? Yeah. And the Marlins just have a slightly better winning percentage. Well, at you. this point, the Marlins are still, I think, like in the lead of their division or something because they're two and one. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Absurd. It, it, it's uh, it's completely ridiculous, and I, I just don't yeah. I just don't understand how, you know, I don't know if you saw what the Red Sox did, but and they didn't use their home clubhouse; they used the suites for their oh their really for that for well for summer camp. I don't know if they're still oh, doing okay. it. Okay. But but even in the big leagues, big league locker rooms, they're spacious and all, but the guy sitting next to you is three feet away yeah, in an yeah. office chair. Yeah. So. It's hard. It's if one person has it and, like you said, doesn't test positive that morning. I mean, who the and, fuck and, knows? And it's the visiting clubhouse guy got it for the Marlins, and then he went yeah. to the Phillies and was hanging out with his buddies. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it's just like you're fucked. Like, yeah. Well, it's, it's little things you don't think about. You know, like usually, I could go walk in and say what's up to a buddy on the other team in the stadium gym and and mingle for thirty minutes before batting practice, and now. Now guys are not even talking to their own teammates, and it's it's, yeah. absurd. it's crazy. It's wild. Yeah, it is. It, but but to be clear, like they couldn't have done this in a bubble. Like there was no too many teams, no, too many no, games. You can't do there's it. No way. They're, they're getting there's, they're getting hammered on Twitter by people who are like, oh, look at the NHL, look at the NBA. They could have done it. It wasn't possible. So my 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 thing with the bubble, and I was just having this conversation at dinner, was the bubble is impossible for baseball because of two things. Number one, those, those rosters and the the necessary people that you need to travel are massive. It's, it's like 58 people a team. So you find me somewhere that can accommodate in one hotel area, that many people at like the major league standard where the union would agree to it. That'd be tough. And then on top of that, hockey and basketball, you can have four, four ice rinks. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, he did. You can you can you can have four ice rinks and play five games a day on each, and the ice is going to be fine. But with a baseball field, if you go to Angel Stadium, 
And with the Angel Stadium's groundskeepers, who are the best in the business, if you put four major league nine-inning games on that field, by the fourth game, when Mike Trout hits a 100-mile-an-hour ground ball and it bounces up in the second baseman's face because the dirt's integrity is gone, it's like we're racing. We're, we're putting Mike Trout out there on a track in the 20th lap of the main event. It's just like you don't want to do that. It's, right, right. You can't keep the fields in shape. And then the places where they wanted to do the bubbles – are the spring training facilities where if it's not 100 degrees, it's a hot spot for COVID. Oh, I know, kind right? of hold. Yeah. How about the uh, – we're in a group text with Kellen, myself, JT, and Chris here. And Chris's question about could you take a bone stock bike and hit the whoops? <laughs> like, yeah. These are the questions <laughs> that yeah. we it get. It really from, is a wild group text. Right. These are the questions. And, and I sent a photo of a shift against Cabrera, and I'm like, come on! Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, how about – I saw that shift and I I lost it. That's the most genius shift I've it ever is. seen. It is. It's yeah. It's, it is. It's brilliant because there's no <laughs> way that Mickey would have laid down a bunt there. It's just no. He just wouldn't. No, do it. because it as long as the ball is still rolling, he's out. Yeah, because he runs at one mile per I, hour. I've heard of right. no doubles defense where you play the outfield back. Yeah. That's no singles defense. You <laughs> yeah. just put all the infielders yeah. in the outfield, so there's no chance a ball can it, land out it, there. It's crazy. Did you see Mike Soroka tonight? He tore his Achilles. Uh, really? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. My my. Adam and I's Fox guy, Austin Hoover. He's a huge Braves fan. So oh, every he? time yeah. something, every some, every time something good or bad happens, I text him. And uh, I've been texting him a lot of good shit because I called Dansby Swanson. I think he's going to win the MVP in the shortened season, and he's torn it up. Yep. So I texted him today. I said, "Bro, Soroka," and he said, "Hit me with it. I'm working." And I had to tell the guy. Oh, that he oh. <laughs> he's uh, uh, he's Canadian too, by the way. Yeah. Soroka. Is about, he really? Yeah, he's Canadian. How about? Right. Wow, I like. I was going to say, how about you on assessment is just disappearing yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) Screw you, Mets. I'm done. We can't find him. Yeah. He's gone. And then I'm just out of here. Yeah. Just that's it. Yeah. I, that, how does that happen? How like has, has anything? <laughs> you got anything even remotely like that in? Uh, yeah, Wyndham. Wyndham retired after practice at Anaheim one time. But he was there. They but he was they there. Found him he was he there. Was. But after Did the he... second practice, he said, "I'm done." Yeah. Did he tell the team? Yes, he did tell the team. So okay, okay. Yeah, I guess you're had, right. Yes, <laughs> we we had we had one where we had a day game after a night game, and generally, when so yeah, so we're doing the national anthem, and one of our pitchers in the minor leagues for us, we have two pitchers that sit in street clothes in the stands on their off day, and they they keep a chart. Okay. Of all the of all the shit that the track man already charts the computers, but yeah. they make our guys do it too, so they're sitting up there. Well, that's because the Astros are, are lying, though. Remember the Astros minor league? Stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. So yeah, exactly. So our guys, one of our pitchers who's supposed to be up there isn't in the clubhouse. Okay. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, he's a pitcher. The starting pitcher usually doesn't show up till 4:30 anyway, so. I'm not really thinking anything of it, and it's a 1 o'clock game, so 12, 12.15, I head to the cage, get some swings in, and then, then 12.30, I'm warming up the pitcher, and, and boom, the national, the national anthem's going. And our, our players' parking lot and our clubhouse is in left center field, and so are the flagpoles. And so I'm standing at home plate with the umpires, and we're doing the national anthem, and up pops this head at the staircase underneath the flagpole, and it's the fucking pitcher that no one had talked to all day that was totally missing, just slept through all of his alarms. But instead of waiting for the national anthem to end, he just walked into the stadium where every single person in the whole stadium could see him. <laughs> he had headphones in, so he didn't know the national anthem was going, and he was just walking down the concourse. And we all just stared at him. But that's the closest thing I got. Well, well how did he, he pitch didn't... that day? 
Oh, he was in the stands, dude. He was straight. Yeah, he was one of the charters. Oh, I thought he was coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's one of the charters. <laughs> I thought yeah. he was coming right down to the mound to start <laughs> his warm-ups or something. No, outside of that, we got the couple guys that, like, have been late for the bus, and they come screaming in in their Tahoes to the to the parking lot as the bus is leaving. But outside of that, like, I ain't got nothing like Cespedes quitting in the middle of the season. No, that was, that was, that was pretty good. Her that was pretty epic. Especially, like, out. yeah, opting out. Especially because, like, they said he was on track to earn six point four million of his seven million incentives, and he would have got whatever the pro rate it was. He was doing fine that way; like it would have been a really good year for him that way. You know, I guess you don't care when you're that loaded or whatever. But, but from what I've what I've heard is, if you have a family member with a pre-existing condition, you can opt out and still get paid, right? Oh, I thought you just got paid a little but bit. But I thought Cespedes left because the Mets is a shit show. No, he left because his mom. He said oh, his mom I, is sick okay. or whatever. His so old, that, mom is, that's yeah. that's what I heard is if you if you can prove a pre-existing condition or, or maybe someone close to you, I don't know how far it reaches. So maybe he just pulled this stunt and still walks out with some money, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm that, all four players getting paid. Yeah, that, that one's pretty good. That's a pretty strong move for sure. Um, okay, so how accurate, bets is the like strike zone on TV? On the oh, games. dude, it's been it's. I've I've been sitting here watching these games, begging these big league catchers to cool it with the pitch framing because they're gonna fuck it up and lose the strike zone before I even get to go there. <laughs> like because, that's how good that's how good catchers are now. Right. And the what you're seeing is legit. Just watch the reactions of the hitters. You're you're never gonna see okay. those balls that you're talking about. You're never gonna see a hitter be like, oh yeah, bet that was a strike. Okay, because I'm. Well, I'm more going the other way. Like, I'm watching this on TV, and I cannot believe some of these pitches that are being called strikes by the umps. According to exactly. this. Angel Hernandez, According baby. to the square on the TV. It's pretty legit. Really? Okay. So it's, the square. That's what I'm saying is catcher's framing oh, is yeah, that good. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, I get it. I'm sorry. I thought you meant like uh, the, 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 the box was not legit. I took no, 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 no. The boxes, yes, got like, it, got Ke- it. Okay. Kel- Kellen's guy, Kellen's guy, Hedges, is out of this fucking world. He is so good at that shit. But, yeah. okay, like, he's in the- these umps need to be fucking fired. I'm, some of these pitches, <laughs> some of these pitches I'm seeing that the Jays are getting screwed on, of course, all the time. Only the Jays, only my team gets screwed on. The other team doesn't. That's the only game you watch. Right, right. Yeah. But uh, I'm just like, these guys are unbelievably bad. Unbelievably I'll, bad. I'll, I'll tell you what, I could put you... I, I could show you strikes and balls with you standing in front of home plate, and you'd be like, yeah, no shit. Like, no shit, that's a ball. Right. What are we doing this for? Right. And then I'd, I'd put you in the slot. So the slot is, if you've noticed, the umpire's always in between the hitter and the catcher. So he's always on the inside part of the plate for the hitter. Yeah, yeah. So I'll put you, I, if I put you in the slot behind me, and I start framing balls at the bottom of the zone, I guarantee you you're going to be sitting there like, well, yeah, fuck yeah, it's a strike. And the oh, ball really? like an inch off yeah, the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. One From of the that things, angle, it's yeah. hard. One yeah. of the things that's impressed me the most, though, about that is the high curveball strikes. I, I can't believe umps can get that right sometimes because it looks like they're coming in from, like, your head. Yeah. And it – it clips the zone on the yeah. way down, and you're like, man, that looked like it was eye level, and yeah, I'm like still when, calling yeah, it a strike, and it was right, but it's like, wow. ESPN will show you the, the path, the yeah. flight path, right? Yeah. And you're like, you're like oh, it did get the zone. Yeah. yeah. That's that's hard because for me as a catcher, I catch those, and I always want them. They always feel like a strike as a catcher. Yeah. And then a curveball, that same pitch as a hitter, bro, never feels like a strike because it comes out <laughs> of the pitcher's hand. And it's just never in the zone until the last. Yeah, second. you're like, how am I gonna like? I'm never like, it's not in the zone. I'm not swinging it. Yeah, there, right. And then you, also, yeah, yeah, you yeah, feel yeah. like you have to swing it like a pinata to hit it. <laughs> the 
as a catcher, it feels like a strike the whole way. Um, the one, the one that I will go to the grave of, I will always argue this one is like I told you, the umpire set up on the inside part of the plate. So if it's like two Oh or three Oh, and they throw a fastball in and I think it's off the plate in my go-to line is you're standing fucking right there. (laughs) (laughs) You missed that. Like it is right in front of you. And for some reason I haven't gotten ran on that one yet. I've been thrown out of a game on that line, but that's like my go-to. That's just, if you want to get me upset or excited, get get with me on those. (laughs) All right, Betts, I have a a hypothetical for you. Marks, how are you handling this? Everything good? I love it. over it. Marks, you good? This is good stuff. Alan? Yeah, I just want to hear the motocross stuff. (laughs) All right, hypothetical (laughs) though, Betts. Would you prefer to catch like an R.A. Dickey, Tim Wakefield, or Araldis Chapman? Like hard knuckleballs um, to catch. Well, first or, of all, I don't even, I don't even, I don't even, even need the preface. Okay. Well, first off, Steve, tell tell the listeners, Steve, tell, tell them Wakefield, R.A. Dickey. Yeah, I, dude, I could fucking knock that shit out of the park. Really? Like, knock could, it out of the park. You think you could hit a, a knuckleball? hundred percent, dude. They're fucking so slow. Oh They're coming God. right in there, no problem. Oh my! I could God. take this one of those guys deep. Deep. This is where I'm Fuck my ass. Is oh my god, that's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I would I would catch a Raldis Chapman without a cup before I had to catch an established big league knuckleball pitcher. Dude, are there any knucklers Be- left? No, not right now. Right. Um, yeah. But but let me tell you this: like Araldis Chapman, Araldis Chapman with his 105 mile an hour fastball could hit a gnat on a bull's fucking ass. Like, right. he knows where it's going. Yeah, yeah but he, his slider, that, that's what I'd be concerned about, is, like, you're catching his slider, which is erratic, yeah. or his yeah. fastball, which is pinpoint. Well, and why does he sweat so much? <laughs> I don't know. Why does he it's sweat so much? in yeah. New York in the summer. <laughs> Bro. Is you that live a, in Las Vegas. Uh, I mean, is that, a, is that an HGH issue or something? Why is he sweating so much? I, I have no idea. <laughs> okay, anyways. I mean, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. So you, um, HGH. You're, I'm taking a roll to Chapman all day, all day long. Are you worried about your guy Aaron Hicks and his 188 right now? No, bro. Aaron's got it figured out. He's he's dotted. He knows exactly what he's doing. What is Aaron Hicks doesn't matter when the Yankees are winning games like it's nobody's business. It's his guy. Aaron Hicks is but his it, guy. It, that he's doesn't a, matter. He's coming off an injury, he hit he, 188. He, Betts just talked about fan too. Betts just talked about Austin Hedges, who doesn't have a hit yet, but he's such Wait, a good actually? defensive catcher that they keep putting him in the game. He doesn't have a hit. I'm pretty sure he still doesn't have a hit. He didn't have a hit oh through the first, God. like, nine games or something like that. Jesus. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, no, Aaron, Aaron will be all right. All right, I'm just checking because uh, the Yankees are fucking loaded. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I think the, Yan- the Yankees are going to be all right. They're, they're going to be a decent team. <laughs> you think? I just watched the game last <laughs> night with Judge, two on, and, uh, like, this, this fucking guy, he's, he was an opener. Uh, who are they playing? Oh, Red Sox. He was an opener. And he was trying to not go – he was trying to pitch around him, trying, and <laughs> and Judge just reached out and poked it into the into the left field, like like that was not even a strike. And Judge's like, yeah, that's good enough. Watch this, <laughs> like fucking yeah, gone. <laughs> they're running, they're running different fuel with those baseballs, though. Those baseballs are absurd. Oh, really? You think so? More so than the usual? No, not necessarily more, but but yeah, the compare, last couple years, com- yes, yes. Compare a minor league ball to a big league ball, though, yeah. is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah. And you got at least thirty or forty feet on them. No, it's crazy. They they cut into some last year. I read on the Ringer website, and it is a different ball. And and Rawlings in the league are like, no man, and they're like, we got balls, we we cut them open. They're different, you know. And you can, like, you can definitely tell when you hit them that they're ten times different. Right, right. 
Uh, Kellen, are we worried about Betts' development with the year off? Like, where are we at? Like, how a catcher is very, you know, you need, you need reps. You got to get behind the plate. He's but, been off with injury. Like, he's got the TJ stuff he's coming off. Like, are we worried about Betts' development, you and I? Uh, no. I mean, didn't he? Chris, don't you have, like, a group of people that you're getting together with right now and, and catching? And you guys yeah, are, yeah, I, uh. I, the LA Times did an article on me, bro. Come on, get with the program. Oh, I missed um, that. I missed. Sorry, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm good. Okay, Plus, dude, I'm not coming. I'm not coming off of TJ. That was five fucking years ago. I thought it was like coming off I of thought, TJ. <laughs> hey, you're always coming off it. I mean, let's face yeah. it. <laughs> Trust every every day I wake up, it feels like I've got hold on my elbow. Wasn't it three years ago? For reals? No, nah, bro. I, I had Tommy John in 2015, and then 2017, I had to get the bone repaired. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I guess I was thinking 17. But, <laughs> yeah. okay. Um, I was getting your injuries mixed up. But, like, I mean, what I don't understand is, so, and this is probably a dumb question. This is you asking Moto about uh, Grom's, me asking you this. <laughs> like, why don't these, okay, not Tampa Bay because they're broke and they're cheap, but why don't the Yankees – like, I get that you have, what, a 30-man squad uh, uh, right, right, right now? now? Yeah. And then you have your extra eight guys somewhere, right, stashed yeah. somewhere? And you, so you didn't make the cut for the eight. But why don't the Yankees or someone te- some team that is fucking loaded be like, look, man, we're fucking running these games. We're going to have uh, games w- with our guys. Like, we're going to get 40 of our guys, and we're playing fucking realistic games, and, and, and here we go. Like, why can't they do that? Well, they are doing it. So there's 30 guys on the big league team, and then there's 30 at another facility. Oh, there's 30? Facility. I didn't know there was that yeah, many. So they, have a, they have a 60-man player pool. So basically no, no, but they the, these, no, no, no. That's open for anybody, though, to grab from. What? I mean, no, it's not. No, it's like no, only each, Yankees players. Yeah, each players. team has 60 players in their player pool. Oh, okay. I thought there was a free agent list of players that will fill in on any team. Some playing they, somewhere. They have something okay. like that, but okay. I don't think that ever got off the ground. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So there is 30 other guys playing somewhere. Right. Yes. They're, they're playing like inner squads and um, practices and just drill work and stuff. So like the Angels Kill, is right him. down Kill the street him. from he, my house. So, so Betts didn't make even that list? Oh, no, dude. I didn't even make the 60. Dude, he's, in, he's still an A ball. There's know, double A and triple A above I, him. I understand. I understand, they, Kellen. Basically, but. you're not you're not going to that thing unless they're going to put you in the big leagues this year, and I do not think that was in the cards for me. I made it to the big leagues in motocross. Are we worried about baseball. Are we worried about Betts' development, Kellen? This goes back to my question. <laughs> I mean, are we? I know I mean, the LA Times did a story on him, <laughs> but I don't know how that's going to help him. I, I'm not worried, but I don't know the situation. I think well enough. Like I think. Uh, there are probably people and pundits in the industry that are saying like, "Oh, this is a year loss for a lot of these guys." And da, 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 but I, I, I'm not worried about it because I, I think that these well, guys you, all figure you, it out. I feel like if you're a right fielder, big deal. You miss a year, big deal. You know what I mean? You're in the cage. Yeah. You're hitting. Yeah. You know, big deal. But a but, catcher, that's huge, bro. My, it's like you, you can't say that because all my competition is missing a year too so we're all kind of just doing the same shit i got a tight program at home dude we're running a really tight ship right now we i gotta get down there we gotta do this fucking workout i just hired i just hired a a new strength coach that just moved here from florida um you know i haven't had i have been drinking Um, (laughs) (laughs) why don't you get Um, sosha why don't you contact sosha bro he's like he's in South, he's a catcher. He's in Southern California. 
He's probably not doing I, anything. I think he's. I think yeah. I think he's not doing anything by choice. I think he's kind of. <laughs> okay. I think he's kind of good on that front. All right. Just saying. What's Piazza doing? Is he still living out there? Get him. I worked out with. I worked out with Piazza a little bit in high school. Really? Oh. Yeah. Um. What do we got? Motocross stuff. I, I mean, we okay. got no. I just Tra- got- Travis. We got like a dozen listeners right now, right? <laughs> They're what, dropping. What is quick. Facebook saying? <laughs> dropping what, quick. What is Facebook saying? Or yeah. YouTube? It's all. It's all just. I want to hear the motocross stuff. I just want to hear. <laughs> yeah, the wore the shirt song. tonight, Steve. I don't uh, care. I mean, do you want me to be honest on how many we've lost? We've lost. Yeah. 30, we've lost thirty listeners. Oh, Steve, that's not oh, so bad. Yeah. You gave up pulp hockey. Yeah. Start pulp baseball. Come on. Wow. Listen, once bets. Once bets can't throw me out at second, and once I hit a knuckleball, when are we doing that? And I hit a knuckleball deep, he'll realize that you know this is all for real. Yeah, but who are you going to get to throw a, you a knuckleball? A stadium. I can throw him one. Bet said he can throw a knuckleball. Okay. Yeah. Um. Hey, if if I don't, which I don't think I will, but if I'm not playing this summer, like let's get some some correspondence going on over here. I'm pretty bored. Okay. All right. We can do that. See, perfect time. Uh, by the way, I got a tip. On uh, a text that you used, uh, grill your ass off, Ma Deuce, tonight? I did. I did. Pookie texted you. Oh. How did you know Pookie that? Slid, she slid in my DMs, dog. Oh, I got to watch her. She's so pretty <laughs> <at that. laughs> uh, what did you? What's your review on it? Fucking love it. It's so good, dude. It's, it's so good. really good. And you know what? It, like, it tastes that much better because they're, it's just, I, I don't know. I just like it because the logo's good. The name's funny. <laughs> um it's just every time I pull it out, I laugh. I laugh like hell, but um, it's really good. I used it a ton on chicken. That was the first time I used it on steak. Ah, uh, my deuce is where it's at. Have you had some yet? I haven't had any now. Do you grill? My wife does. Will she use ah, it if I give yeah, you some? Yeah, she will. All right, she I'll will. give you some seasoning. Then all right, grill your ass off. Perfect. Marks, have you been running it at all? Yeah, yeah. Strong, I love, I right? Love it. yeah. It's strong. It's, it's amazing. He doesn't uh, even have to do a bullshit trivia contest to get it. You're just going to give it to him? Well, yeah, it's just some seasoning, bro. I hey, what, I was I was thinking about this. So since everyone knows, courtesy of you, how much I signed for and all of our salaries. Are yeah, one point four seven million or something, right? One point four eight five. Um, if if like someone <laughs> called in, if a writer called in, and I was like, "Hey, bro, what'd you make before taxes?" Oh, they don't. They they'll, they'll never fucking tell you. Oh God, no. Why? I don't know, bro. I mean, they don't have a union putting their salaries out. I mean, I've I've talked to guys about it. I mean, you've talked to Adam about it. I'm sure. Yeah, what did Adam oh. make before taxes? <laughs> I don't know what his new deal is, but I I don't think I think his deal this year was only like four seventy five or something or three seventy five. It wasn't that much. His gear money apparently was more. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, that's just team. Yeah, yeah. Okay, his gear yeah, money yeah. was more, uh, I believe. But his new deal probably is up there. He he crushed it, right? So and no, that second uh, no spot comment. at Cowie's never really been a no elite they don't, spot. No, they don't. Uh, and I think he bet second on himself. Spot. Second spot. Here we go. Here oh, sorry. We go. He's ahead of Tomac. I forgot. Second spot. Thank you. Thank um, you. No, bets. They don't really talk about it. I mean, off the record, I've talked to guys. I've been like, hey, what do you make? You know, do you make about 375? And they'll be like, yeah. You know what I mean? Because I got yeah, an idea. A bunch, you know? a bunch of people, when Zacho and I were talking about travel money, hit me up on Twitter and were like, that was so rad. You were talking about money with him. I'm like, what, what were we talking? I talked about money with him? Yeah. Apparently, it was like totally uncharted territories. So. Yeah, it is. These guys don't don't say much. I, I've gotten stuff off record, but yeah, on the record, they won't they won't say much. Especially yeah, Zacho, we, too. Zacho's. If you ever get if you ever get Anderson on the phone while I'm there, I'll just make sure to ask him when right. he calls. Yeah, please do, please do. Uh, how about per diem money in the majors? What's that at bets? Do you know? It used to be it used to be three hundred dollars a day. I a believe. day, three hundred. But but the clubhouse gives you breakfast and lunch, correct? Yeah, and dinner. 
Um, <laughs> so, but here's 300 a day, right? Not breakfast, but but then they dropped it because I think the union wanted better food at the stadiums. So then Major Major League Baseball was like, all right, bet. So they put state-of-the-art kitchens in the home clubhouse and the away clubhouse. So okay. I think that per diem is way less now. Oh, okay. But at one point, it was $300 a day. So think about it this way. You go on a you go on a 12-day road trip, and you just get handed an envelope with $3,600. Yeah. This is why Weege chose baseball for his kids to excel in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, You're yeah. getting that kind of money uh, as a per diem. To just eat. Right? Yeah, just to eat. Yeah, for for like a thousand bucks, he can fly me out for two days, and I'll work with his kids on baseball. Uh, he ain't, he ain't not no, spending no, that much no, money. No, 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 no way. Money. Um, and I guarantee you, there's players like that are like, "Hey, I'm gonna pocket all of this. Like, I'm not gonna spend one dollar of this. I'm gonna put it away." No, like, bro, that's that. They gamble that shit on the plane. That's gambling money. <laughs> oh, it's gambling money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they play uh, cards with that. Like, it's nothing. Well, bets like if you want to come up to Vegas, a bunch of major leaguers live here. We can go try Not to find more. They're all they're all playing. No, no, no. Like Greg Maddox is here, and Tulowitzki's here, and Tulowitzki's in Texas. No, he's here. I think he's coaching for University of Texas. Well, maybe he's there right now, but he lives here. He's got a house here. <laughs> we'll, we'll go find Maddox. Can we find these guys and like we'll get him Let's, warm you up? I'm gonna be finding Stu with bets. Though. I, We're yeah, finding I don't, Greg. I don't, finding <laughs> Troy. Right. See, with with no communication, if it was a true hunt down, which I could find out. I don't know if it would end as well as the Finding Stu video. No. Like, no one's in on it but us. That would be kind of sketchy. Dude, what if we found Maddox, Finding Maddox, and... What, why can't we go find Pete Rose? Let's get him in studio. But he's easy to find. Yeah. You just go to any <laughs> local sports no, store. No, we, we got we to get you, like, some reps. So we, gotta, we need a pitcher. So, like, I think Maddox lives here, and I think... Uh, I think Phil Necro lives here. He throws a knuckle. There you go. Got a knuckleballer. <laughs> I think... Uh, God, a few of them live here. So, like, if we found Maddox and, like, hey, Greg, like, can we throw a few 90? Just, you know, 90. We don't need to fucking ramp it up. Throw some 90 heat. Dude, but, I don't think he has 90 in him anymore. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, good point. He, he probably didn't I have 90 in his prime. I don't know if he could break a pane of glass right now. Well, Betts, my whole point is, is we can find a pitcher here in Vegas. I'll hit. You catch, you know. I'm not putting on the gear for anything but a professional game. I just want that to be... <laughs> <laughs> like, Smoke, smoking like, like you're, a true you're not, diva. Yeah, you're not. You're not. You're not in your. You're not doing fucking suspension work for for your buddies. You know. No, Same I'm not. Thing. You're right. I'm not. Same yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was like uh, uh, like years ago. Randy Johnson was at Supercrosses taking photos. Yeah, and, he's a big photographer. Yeah, he loves it and he loves moto, I guess, or whatever. So he was at the uh, he was at the uh, Supercross uh, taking photos, and Jim Hawley was like. Hey man, you still throw the baseball around at all? You know anything like that? And he was like, just no, and walked away. Like, and we were like, yeah, oh, Jim. You- like he doesn't. Like he's not just throwing to his kids in like ninety-five <laughs> mile per hour heaters. Maybe he's trying he, to find he, the nearest bird to take out. Who knows? Right. Oh, like literally, you, you didn't walk up to him. You didn't walk up to him and say, "I'm gonna jack your fastball out of the park, Randy." No, I didn't. I would have. I would have. But literally, <laughs> oh, like the strain of throwing what Randy Johnson threw on an elbow and a shoulder, like is. Like Dude, nothing, it's absurd. Right. And, like, the, he's not just doing it for fun, Holly. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. Come we on, al- Grandpa Jim. We always laughed at that. Uh, <laughs> when's the last time you talked to AC? Has, has it been a while? Uh, it's like two days ago. Um, how are we, we feeling? Talking about? Oh, I put um, <laughs> I put some Arma in a vodka soda because I felt like I needed to rehydrate, but I also wanted a drink. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so we're, we're this is a professional baseball oh player, everybody. 
Oh, we were talking about that. Yep. That's about it. That's about it. All right. I haven't talked to I haven't talked to him for a while, so I don't know what I don't know what's going he's on. He's on the show he's last grinding. time. He's grinding. He's he's getting ready to fucking win. Was he on a couple weeks ago? Uh, that's the last time I, yeah, that's the last time I talked to him then, yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago. But but that's show Adam. Yeah. That's not like text Adam, yeah. you know. So yeah. All right, Bets. Well, I think have we lost it. We have Want to keep going? Or want to lose all our listeners? <laughs> I mean, you could you could transition to some quads or politics while right. you're at it. Bets, when are you coming up here? We tried to get you to come up with with, yeah, with Kellen I, here, but yeah. Um, what's I mean? I'm kind of, I mean I was all in for Kellen. I just had something going on this week. Um, Fucking Padres. Are the next guest. Well, what about Tony Gwynn? You guys want to hash it out here? Or? You don't oh, want to do that in like, studio? I mean, dude, I don't. The more I thought about it, like. I just kind of said Tony Gwynn's overrated just for sake of arguing and then <laughs> found out you're a diehard Padres fan. And I'm like, well, fuck me. Like, no chance. I'm kind of screwed here. 394 is a great beer. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's Kellen's guy. I mean, you can't shit on Tony Gwynn. And, uh, surprisingly, it's not my favorite player of all time, but oh, I do love who, who Tony is? Gwynn. Griffey. Terribly overrated. <laughs> Terribly overrated. I'm Ken kidding. Jr. I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. That was that was pre pre recorded under, response. Underrated Tony Gwynn stuff is that he used to steal bases. Yeah, D- dude, he used to he be his, pretty yeah. quick. He fattened up he in the nineties. Oh, yeah, no, I know, I know. <laughs> he was pretty good when he was lighter. No, I know. He had a boiler at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, Puckett did too. Yeah, him and yeah, Kirby, they, had, they were, they were yeah, awesome. Pour yeah. one out. Yeah, for both. Yeah, both gone. Yeah, yeah Kirby's gone it's too. Crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, Betsy. Yeah, we got to get you in studio at some point here. Yeah, let me let me know who's coming in, and right. I'll uh, I'll just pick and choose. We'll do some trivia. We'll drink some white claws. You know, the usual. Yeah. Uh, all, all right, right, sorry, all right. Marks. I'm sorry for ruining your show, bro. No, you're good. Yeah, we're, we're, we're ruining golden. your I texted, show. I think I, I think I texted you happy birthday, so I should be all right for yeah, this you one. Did. Yeah, happy, no, listen, okay, cool. Kellen's the only guy, like, literally, outside of you, of course, that I can talk baseball with because no one Moto guy ever likes I, baseball. I, like, I do pay attention a little bit just Hampshire? to, like, the important stuff. Do you feel like Hampshire yeah. is into baseball, though? Like, I know he used to, I mean, he used to pitch, I know, but does he follow it now? I don't know. Maybe if he doesn't follow it, he'd still give you some good stories. I mean, he was a good. Yeah, player. bro. Throw, 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 throw the whole industry in the baseball group text. JT knows baseball. He he chimes in every once in a while. I just meant more like <laughs> I don't feel like JT knows baseball. Like like he doesn't give knows. a shit. No, he doesn't no, give no, a shit. No. But how, what are your thoughts on the Jays early on? <laughs> um, Vladdy is pretty overweight, but he's in the big leagues, and I'm not. So who am I to say anything? I, I'm um, so mad at Vladdy. I'm so pissed at Vlad, and I think the team is too because the team said. He's a third baseman. He's a third baseman. He's a third baseman. Blah blah blah. He even though he was the he was by far the worst ranked defensive third baseman last year. They said he'll learn it. But uh, he shows up at the summer camp, and within two days they're like, "Yeah, he's in first. Like I think they were like, "Fuck you, Vladdy. Like you're going to first. Yeah. He he yeah. reminds me. Of, he's like a right-handed Prince Fielder. Like he's. I feel like he's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger, and he'll just be a dude. I for don't. So long. You know how? I mean, he I hit four hundred in, in AAA. I'm sure Prince Fielder did too. I doubt it. I don't I mean, think I, I, I don't <laughs> Prince Fielder was but a pretty good player. Prince Fielder was always that big. It's hard to grow to be that big and still figure it out. Yeah, they have a when, when Cecil played for the Jays. Oh my god. Maybe they had maybe it wasn't the Jays, maybe it was older Tigers. He, Tigers. Yeah, maybe when it was on Tigers, they have Prince on the field and he's that big. Yeah, he's jacking balls out at like 10 years old. I'm just big. saying that Vladdy, he's young and he's already the size he is. He's not going to like thin up next year and be a good third base. I swear to God, between the real spring training and the summer camp, he put 30 pounds on. Probably. 
30 points. Yeah, at, at least, absolutely. When yeah. you sent me the picture of him swinging or or you told me about it and I turned the game on, yeah. I, I could not believe what I was seeing. And, and the media is dancing around it, and I hate that about that. Like, if it was me, if it was Steve Mathis at Pulp Baseball, I'd be like, dude, he's too big. He's put <laughs> well, you're, you're in you're an American journalist now. The Canadian journalists are nice. I guess, dude, but they are fucking... Well, they, the, the, the team owns the major media company there, so that's a bit Did of a problem, really? too. Yeah, Sportsnet is owned by Rogers. Is that allowed? Only in Canada, it was literally grandfathered in for them. What's that up with it. the Jays' interest in just a bunch of old uh, Major League Hall of Famers as kids? Yeah, well, the apple doesn't far from the tree, bro. Uh, I guess, but... They had the a, whole infield was the whole infield yeah. was yeah yeah that was pretty impressive. Uh, honestly, I, I would be if I was the Jays, I'd be disgusted with Vladdy at all the money they paid him and everything else, and he just can't even. Like, wait, I, wait, 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 wait! They didn't pay him a ton of money. Are you kidding me? Okay, what was his signing bonus? Well, I believe it was one point four. Okay, that's not a ton of money. Yeah, no, <laughs> for a kid, bro. That's they, the reason they pay that much for the draft and, and international signing guys is because it doesn't mean anything. He was international. Yeah, he wasn't in the draft. I'll just say I'm lot, happy with Tatis. What? Oh, I'm happy Tatis that we oh, really with happy with Tatis. Oh, great, great. Well, what about Machado? Hey, I, Tat, Machado's my dog. He's a good third baseman. Machado, that's, it, that's, a, that's not a good signing. That is not going to age well. I, I didn't like it either. Yes, but it is. No, it's not. $300 million, yeah, I think, is. was too much for him. I would have waited for Nolan. How do we feel about the nah. what do, how do we feel about the hundred percent glasses making uh, into baseball here, Betts? bro? They uh, my my agency kind of that's all, all the guys that started wearing them are all with MVP Sports Group, and they're all a bunch of Latin guys and high profile. Like I think they killed it. I just don't really care what, for the what, what do you the I look. I don't I don't like the look either. What do you think? Rather, what do you think? Hundred percent paying them. What is hundred percent paying them? Do you think <sighs> equipment deals in baseball are weird? I don't I don't know. It could be. I mean. I could I could find out. I'll find out. Is it a hundred? I'll find out and I'll text the group text. Is it a hundred? Dude, I, I genuinely I don't know. I know there's some backup catchers in the big leagues getting paid like thirty grand from Nike really? to wear their gear. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well like so are those guys already making more money than anybody in Moto Goggles? Ye- probably. Mm. But also a hundred's no, about not the, anyone. Hundred, hundred and fifty for Moto for Total Max. But guys. I'm saying a hundred percent goggles, which is usually oh. what Star, yeah, Geico, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the you top. Think, you think that if if AC wore a hundred percent, he wouldn't be making more in hundred percent Moto goggles than like Tatis would be making in sunglasses? No, it's about. I don't believe that. No, it's about hundred and fifty top level for goggles. For fucking because goggles think now. This, think think about this though. I mean, how many day games are they playing? Twenty. And generally, your superstar guys, if they have an off day, it's going to be built into a day game. Uh, you lost me, Beth. I don't know what you're talking about. But. He's saying that they would be wearing the sunglasses in the day game, so that's built into the deal of how many day games there will be. Well, oh, yeah. so you're going to wear the glasses and, 20 times yeah. is what they're saying. Yeah. And, and then on top of that, your superstars, if you want to give your superstar a day off, it's going to be built in to be on a day game. Well, so okay, so, so you're saying – will you, will you find out for us? I, I will. I got you, but I can't. I can't say it up here. Oh, all of a sudden you're politically correct, Chris Betts. Okay, got it. I'm gonna talk. It's not my deal. <laughs> uh, YouTube comment right now, uh, quote unquote. My erection is fully gone. Good. <laughs> I don't know what Good. that means. We don't. We don't do that here. So you know, <laughs> this isn't Keeper After Dark. Yeah, this isn't Keeper After Dark. Uh, um, my ass. And, and he had he had an erection for the motorbike. 
the, the mountain bike conversation before I got on the line? Weight loss? <laughs> Weight loss? I mean, my mountain God. bikes, baseball. <laughs> Hell of a show, everybody. <laughs> Hell of a show. Oh. All right, Betts, hey. we'll let you go. But, um, yeah, let us know on that, right. on that number for Machado. And, uh, I... and also, go Jays go. Yeah, I'll shoot you a text. You got to stop saying jacking it out of the park. No one says that. <laughs> no, yeah. Oh, okay. No well, one says that. Listen, Betts, worry about your fucking development, okay? Don't worry about what I'm saying. <laughs> worry about your development because I am because I sure am. All right. All right, I'm gonna get. I'll send you a picture tomorrow morning of me grinding in the gym. Oh yeah, grinding. Right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Have a good Art of sport, bringing you Chris Betts. Just, just a beauty. Even if you hate baseball, just Incredible. a beauty. <laughs> just, just a beauty. I was really hoping he'd have more white claws by now. No, he was just yes, drinking Dasani. Playing it safe tonight. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. We're on a commercial break. Last one of the night. We'll come back with the motorsport.com tweet at Talon. We got some voicemails as well. Uh, and a few other things coming up here. Kellen Brower from RacerX Online in studio. We'll be right back after this commercial message. Last We're time I'll do this goddamn show. Uh- Those who love motocross know motorsport.com has the knowledge and expertise to make your next ride your best ride. Motorsport.com has a broad selection of in-stock parts and gear at competitive prices. We specialize in bringing you OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories for dirt bikes, motorcycles, ATVs, and UTVs. All thanks to the most dedicated and experienced team of gearheads in the industry who use the very parts we sell on motorsport.com. Motosport.com always offers fast shipping and free delivery on orders more than $79 to ensure you never miss a ride. Whether you race on the track, ride the trails, or commute on the street, shop Motosport.com today for the best customer service and experience when buying the parts and gear you need to stay on two and four wheels. Make your next ride your best ride only at Motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win is Michelin motorcycle tires. And Michelin is introducing many exciting new tires for 2020. For V-Twin riders, the Michelin Commander 3 Cruiser and the Michelin Commander 3 Touring tires offer improved wet grip and enhanced tread life. For sport bike and track day riders, the Michelin Power 5 tire and the Michelin Power GP tires feature the same architecture and profile for effortless sport bike setup from street to track. If you'd like to have the same tire that won the 2019 Red Bull Ayersburg Rodeo, the Michelin Enduro Extreme Tire is the tire for you. And the Michelin Star Cross 5 tire range is now available for young motocross and off-road riders in sizes for 50cc bikes and up. 
To learn more about these and all other Michelin two-wheel products, check out www.motorcycle.michelinman.com. Visit your local dealer or online retailer and follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Pulp Mech Show, everybody. Please, if you're listening to these commercials, I appreciate it. Yeah, that's right, because without these commercials and without these sponsors, we wouldn't have a janky radio show for you to listen to. But for now, I want to talk about Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and the Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 20 years, they've been delivering professional-level graphics for every rider from an amateur to a pro, including Alex Ray back in the day. Choose from our selection of graphics uh, online or make yours one of a kind. Roos also offers a wide range of custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. 48-hour turnaround. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section on the website. Get your Pulp Mech swag, customize your bike, get custom stickers, uh, get custom helmet stickers, whatever it is, uh, including Pulp Mech stuff. Follow them on Instagram, at RoostMX, for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh, visiting RoostMX.net, and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Thanks, RoostMX.net. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. Join the ranks of Factory Yamaha's Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger, as well as Supercross champion Dylan Verandis, and run a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX2020 and get the best deal on your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex EK Athlete Support Team for 2020. For more information, call 800-440-3559 or visit VortexRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate 45 years of fun, building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Steve. Kiefer. You want to hear about one of the best rides I've ever had? Dude, it's not time for After Dark yet. <sighs> Chill down, dude. I just want to talk about Race Tech stuff. Oh, that's it. Okay. Gosh, go man. Basically, I've had the chance to do some stuff with Race Tech recently with the CRF 250R and, of course, the KX250. And as you know, I've talked about on the show, I wasn't a real hardcore fan of Racetech stuff back in the day. But since Rob and Andrew and those guys have assembled at Racetech, the stuff has been great. So um, for you guys out there listening, you guys are looking to get your engine work done or even some suspension work. Or as Steven says on the show sometimes, get your seals and <laughs> your oil rebuilt in your, in your fork and shock. Get it rebuilt. It helps. 15 to 20 hours. Head over to Racetech.com. Check out. They even got a cool little simulator. You can look at uh, what size spring rate you might need for your bike. So a lot of cool features over there on the website. But uh, And as you know, Yamaha Blue Crew guy over here, 
You guys have some of that on your bike? It's fantastic. Zombie Blos uses it. Jerry Robin uses it. Starling, all of those guys over there. Malcolm Stewart won a Supercross with Race Tech stuff a few years ago. Pulp 19 is the code to save. Mention Pulp MX when you, when you call. You can save on the service. You can save, save on motor work. You can save on springs if you just want to do that and get it put in yourself or do it yourself. Race Tech is the one-stop shopping for motor and suspension work. You can also mention the code HOMELIFE2020. That's better. That's a better code, I think. We'll do either one. Just <laughs> listen, people. Give your bike some love. Get your suspension modified service. Get your motor modified serviced with the folks at Race Tech. Good people. Hey, Pulp listeners. This is Andy from Guts Racing. I want to thank you guys for all the loyal support over the years. Thanks, Steve Mathis, for uh, having us on the show. Steve normally asks for us to write out what we want to say, but this year I'm shooting it from the gut, right from the heart, because I really do appreciate all the fans out there that take time out of their day to put an order in at GutsRacing.com using Pulp MX 2020 for 2020 to get 20% off. Keep ordering, guys. Appreciate it. Love the support. Shout out to all the Guts riders out there. Go get some this year. Over 65 years ago, Vertex Pistons was born out of a small technical workshop in northern Italy's famous Motor Valley. Expanding and maturing among the racing legends of Ferrari, Lamborghini, MV Augusta and Ducati, today Vertex Pistons are the pistons of choice for motorcycle riders and teams throughout the world. Because of their renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex Pistons is a factory piston supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. From the Motocross, Supercross, MXGP, GNCC, National, and World Enduro Series, you can find Vertex Pistons winning championships. Vertex Pistons strives to provide you with world-class factory technology at a very competitive price. No matter which brand of bike you ride, when it's time to rebuild your top end, Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see our full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high compression, or GP-style configurations, visit us at vertexpistons.com or stop into your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. Hey guys, it's Mathis. Look, if you're still not wearing a neck brace in 2020, it's time to go get one or at least think seriously about it. It's been over 15 years since the neck braces first came out. They're not the clunky, oversized devices they used to be. Atlas came in and changed the way all neck braces were designed by introducing flexible technology to the world and proving that neck braces can be something you can actually ride in while performing at the highest level. Look at Jason Anderson winning Supercross Championships or look at Martin Davalos or anybody else. Don't take my word for it just because I have two Manitoba Championships to my name. Wait, I have four. Just look at how many other brace designs look like the Atlas one. Atlas pioneered all the modern neck brace features and have been refining them ever since then while the competition has been trying to catch up. Grab the brace that's been leading the pack. Check out atlasbrace.com. Get yours today. There is a pulp discount if you check out sponsoreddeals.com on pulpamexshow.com. So be like Chase Sexton, Martin Davalos, and many other guys that wear the Atlas brace. Atlasbrace.com. For over three decades, Works Connection has been designing and delivering factory-level parts to help produce champions worldwide. 
From the novice rider right up to the pro ranks, their winning products like skid plates, radiator braces, pro launch start device, elite clutch perch, and elite axle blocks help to protect and refine motocross, supercross, and off-road bikes. Join Team Honda HRC, Star Racing Yamaha, Smart Top Honda, JGR Suzuki, and HEP Racing Race Teams and rely on Works Connection products to deliver quality and reliability. To see what they have to offer and to help improve your race efforts, just visit worksconnection.com today. And don't forget to enter Pulp MX20 to save 20% on your order. Everybody, Paul Mitchell, presented by Motorsport.com and Fly Racing. That's Kellen Brower's choice, not mine. I am Canadian, and Rush is from Canada. But Kellen, that was your choice. I love Rush. Favorite band really? of all time. Really? Yep. Favorite band of all time, dude. You're young too, and I, yet you I like know. Rush. Yeah. Subdivisions. I'm into subdivisions right now. I'll, I'll I forgot about it. subdivisions. I'll get into it. Yeah. I, I I didn't realize. I think if you're a Rush fan, you don't like subdivisions because it was a different angle they took, more mm. synthesizers and keyboards and stuff. But, yeah. Anyways. Uh, Skosh, Skosh Industries, uh, on board with us, of course. Uh, Pulp 2020 is the code to save with the guys at Skosh. Uh, so thanks to those guys as well for coming on board. Rockstar Husky uses their products. They got car audio products. They got accessories. They got award-winning consumer technology. Phone mounts, chargers, cables, power sports, clamps, and mounts. Uh, lots of stuff at the folks at, at, uh, at Skosh. Pulp 2020s, go to save at skosh.com, S-C-O-S-C-H-E. Skosh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. Uh, so this should be interesting, Kellen. Uh, Talon, you got a rant? You're, you're angry? <laughs> Race Tech rant of the night? Oh, man. I'm nervous now. So I have this friend who likes to ride bicycles. And this same friend used to be a factory mechanic for some guy number 15. I don't know I don't if you've ever heard of him. I think he's your friend. I like this already. Maybe he's not a friend. I don't you know. Like An this? acquaintance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this friend used to be a factory mechanic, which you would think he'd be good at working on things. 
but he always has this random tits legendary work on his bike. Like he has him come over to swap a sprocket out or fix his gears. Why can't my friend, the factory mechanic, fix his own bike that he likes to ride? Because, Talon, the factory mechanic doesn't have the tools that Tits does. You need pullers to pull the crank off. You need pullers to pull things off. I, I don't have. He has the stuff because he's been doing it. Mainly, maybe my confusion came from why Tits. But I will say this. He showed up I today. I just don't see Tits as being like the factory mechanic. He, dude, he's all into tinkering with his bikes. Yeah, he really? takes his taser apart. He's changed all the components on his taser. It comes with Shimano. And Tits somehow decided that wasn't good enough and put SRAM stuff on. I don't know why. It doesn't make a difference. I don't know what he did, but he did that. So we're talking I about mountain bikes. Yeah, no, I mountain bikes. Okay, I, I was thinking he came oh. and like worked on your Yamaha. No, like, no, why mountain, would bikes, he... mountain bikes. Okay, all right. And today, though, he came over to work on the bike, and I thought he was pulling the crank off, which is a puller that you need, and he just showed up with an Allen wrench. That's what I was. That's mainly like, where it came from. Like, because you texted, "Hey, can you change my sprocket out?" And I'm like, "It's like four bolts. No, like, just change your own sprocket." I thought he needed a puller, and then he shows up yeah. without the puller, and he goes, "Oh no, no, the sprocket just comes off with the Allen keys. Why didn't you just tell me that, tits?" Anyways, long story short, we didn't have the tool needed to do that, so we needed a tool for that. Really, for so the sprocket? Yes, for the backside Mountain of the sprocket. Bikes are getting too complicated. Yep. <laughs> and then he he ordered it from Amazon while we were standing in the garage, and then he's going to come back with his tool. And do it. That's why he gets a lobster. Maybe. Did you talk about that yet? What? The lobster? Yeah, last show. No, but we didn't talk about the lobster actually showing up and to t- your house. And Tits coming to get it? Did that come up? Yeah, it, yeah we totally talked oh, about it. All right. I missed it. That, I don't think there's been a show since then. Shocking I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, there was a show. We, we talked about it. <laughs> no, <laughs> there wasn't. <laughs> we had a week off last week, Steve. I know, but dude, I told the story on the air oh maybe uh one I'm of the positive did you do it on a podcast instead i don't know uh, <laughs> steve's baffled over here no, he's really racking anyway two lobsters show oh, up at you know steve's what? House. i think i did on a rental reaction that's i think was that what it was? was yeah maybe okay yeah so we got the main the main event race what what is it what is that thing uh, yeah main uh, mx207 is, right yeah yeah I, I, up in maine the guy yeah. called i said i would do it if i got some lobsters two live lobsters showed up at my house <laughs> two days later and i'm like oh wow i love lobster i don't know how to cook lobster i don't know anything about cooking lobster and pookie up there i told pookie about it she said lobster lives matter so she wasn't going to cook it so then i was i was on a group text with these guys tits talon and marks and I said, who wants the lobster? And Tits is like, mine. <laughs> like, without, without I've never s- seen him reply to a text so fast. Without a second. And he, like, within 30 minutes, he was at my house, <laughs> picking up the live lobsters, taking them. My did pl- he at least put grill your ass on it? I don't think he did. I don't know. I, he had to drop them in a boiling pot of water, yeah. and they die. Yeah. Uh, but then you can still season them a little bit. I don't so. know, bro. I, he, he said they weren't that good. Huh. But he, was, he said they were all right. He, he said they were good, but he looked up the price that it would cost to get them shipped to him, and he said they weren't that good. Oh, was that it? Yeah, that was. But it. thanks to the guys for sending it. By the way, thank you to those guys. They're Moto guys from uh, Maine Lobster Now. I think it's called on Instagram. So. I feel like you have a tougher time getting Hawkins cheesies than you do getting two lobsters delivered no. to your front door. No, no, no. I get Hawkins come to the races. Oh yeah. Well, no, at no. the races, but I mean, nobody's sending you Hawkins cheesies here, are they? Well, hopefully people uh, don't yet. find his house as easy well, that, as that other guy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I, that's that was, what I'm saying. Yeah. Is, so, 
I don't want to tell them how they found my house. Yeah, no. But it was fucking hilarious. It was, it was rocky. Really, yeah. The ratio funny. is now two lobsters have showed up to your house and zero bags of Hawkins cheesies. No, no, no. I've had bags of cheesies. Here, okay. All sure. right. Yeah. Okay. People have sent me stuff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but thanks to those guys, I'm going to give Danny Stu, my buddy Danny Stu, for the main uh, main event race uh, some money. So uh, we're going to sponsor that thing. Um, so thanks for the lobsters. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> FedEx thing comes in. It says, uh, you know, Express or whatever. And I, I look, it says Maine Lobster. Now I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. So look, what container? It came in like a little chill. Styrofoam yeah. container. Yeah, with seaweed and everything in there. Wow. And then I thought the lobsters were dead. I opened it and I thought they were dead. And they're just... No, no, no. They weren't moving at all when oh. I first opened it. And I'm like, okay. And then I like looked at it again and like one looked like it moved. And I was like, oh, fuck. I put the <laughs> lid on. <laughs> I told Pookie they were I told Pookie they were already dead, but they weren't. They were alive, but I didn't want to tell her that. So she still doesn't know? She never saw them. Tits came and got them. She never, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Poor lobsters. <laughs> I mean, they did actually get eaten. I know, but what about the, tr the flight and putting them in that styrofoam yeah. thing with seafood? Where's the air? How do they get air? I, I don't know. I'm not a lobster connoisseur. Okay. So okay. I, I wouldn't know. Lobsterologist. Uh, Lobsterologist. There you go. Betts texted us the information that we just requested, but we can't. He, he made us not say it. Yeah. But that. But one of his I, I, that doesn't it still doesn't make sense. I, no, but he his reply to the guy that told him about the thing he said fuck my ass. <laughs> so this is just the best thing. Yeah. It's just the best. He just that's all he does. Uh, all right, everybody. So that's that's Talon's race tech round of the night. Great, great rant, Talon. That's I was right. expecting more flair to be honest. <laughs> I'm not that very one kind of drowned out a little bit towards the end. Well, I can't go too hard at him. Just fire yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. Why? We all do. Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> no, not yeah, like it hasn't fucking, happened before. If I pay you money to work for me, uh, I, apparently that's a fucking free it's range. It's a great to, gig. Yeah, yeah make fun Apparently of he pays us so I can do his pool and Tits can work on his mountain bike and Travis can make all and the I'm apps. I'm over here on a Friday putting a new hard drive in his, <laughs> yeah. his yeah. iMac. Yeah, you are. He's <laughs> really particular <laughs> he did. He about the hard people he hires. Yeah. And then how's that app going? Too? Yeah, it's going great. Yeah. Thanks for bringing it uh, All right, everybody. Thanks to Intense Cycles. Pulpamex 10 is the code to save with those guys. Have you seen the tweet? Like, absolutely crushing it, our listeners, with buying these Intense Bicycles. I feel like I'm... It's wild. I feel like I'm retweeting it every single day, like people who buy bicycles. So that's awesome, people. Thank you for doing that. And a lot of them are, are e-bikes, too. So you're, How you're, pumped is Intense? Oh, they love it. They can't keep them in stock, right? Uh, all right, motorsport.com. Tweet at Talon segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Tits. Don't forget, if you, you buy dirt bikes, street bikes, UTVs, or whatever, uh, Motorsport is the best place for OEM and aftermarket parts, riding gear, and accessories. Motorsport.com, dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help keep your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good, too. Motorsport.com, go through the widget on Pulpamex Show or Pulpamex.com website to help us out. I just ordered a Hinson clutch basket for my uh, Project 500 from the folks at Motorsport. It showed up within a couple of days. It was great prices, great shipping, and all of that. So thanks to those guys for making that happen for me. These questions are submitted at Pulpamex Show on Twitter. Talon, uh, in his fit of rage that he was in, uh, goes to, picks the best ones, and, uh, and asks Kellen and I some of them. I was more just confused as to why tits. I didn't know he was, like, professional mechanic. No, he's a fucking there. tinkerer. He, that's what he does. And, and by the way, uh, don't question him. He will mark you off his Google sheet. He doesn't? So, yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, you will be gone off the Google sheet, never to appear again. 
The border asylum official wants to know, if you could resurrect a national from a bygone era, what track would it be? Steel City, Kentworthy's, Broom Tioga, other? None of those, I don't think. Other? Uh, <laughs> today, Junior? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I guess Steel City out of those ones, but Steel City was kind of like, eh. Kellen, do you have a favorite one that you miss? I, I, just for the sake of it, I'd like to see a national or a Carlsbad or Saddleback. Sure. Yeah, history there and yeah, everything else. Yeah. Sure. Okay, I'll go with that. Yeah. Jesse318 wants to know, will Sexton, AC, and Kenny continue to train together at the Sandbox, or will someone break away when they're all on 450s? Oh, someone will break away. It always happens. Nobody sticks together. They switch trainers. They switch riding facilities. Something will happen. Yeah, somewhere along the line. Wasn't AC, he was at Stu's. Yeah, I saw that. A couple weeks ago or something, yeah. Yeah. Along those lines, is Sexton positioning to ride at Stu's permanently? Who knows, right? Fuck, who knows with these guys. Yeah, whatever. So what's the deal with that is like james actually working with them or yeah, is it just ja- a facility or? no james is working with sexton yeah he's his riding but, coach but ac too or is that just, no no uh, I, he's I, just, okay. I think ac was just there just to ride malcolm probably invited him or whatever yeah. or big james or something you know from kieran bennett steve did you ever work out who the fake Gi- giuseppe luongo caller was from back in the early days yeah i knew who it was i'm not at liberty to say but i knew who it was yeah it wasn't. An, it wasn't not an industry guy. It was a fan that I met along the line. <laughs> what does it rhyme with? <laughs> oh, I'll, I could tell you guys that information when the show's over. All right, but you can't tell anybody. Don't tell JT. I Who am I going to tell? Uh, I don't know. Just don't tell JT. You'll freak out. <laughs> the border in the silent wants to know. Steve, is the hype behind riding a factory bike versus an average bike justified, or is it like MXA says, if you aren't gnarly enough to push it to its potential? then it's almost unrideable for the average guy. Yeah, those kooks at MXA are right about that. You have to push them, man. They're stiff suspension. They're fast. you got to be in shape. you gotta, you got to be a good rider. Every factory bike I've ever ridden, and I rode Red Dogs and Chads and and Kelly Smiths and, and all these factory bikes I've ridden, uh, you got to be good, man. And otherwise, they don't just, they don't work that well. So, yeah, MXA is right. Video drops tomorrow, right? Or Does it? What was it? August 4th, I thought. I don't know. That's tomorrow. Uh, uh, yes, it's yeah. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah, the video comes out tomorrow. Geico YouTube channel. Kiefer and I are riding the bike. So, yeah. That'd Try out. Try out. Next one from Ranham84. Kellen, what's your favorite MXGP game? Feel free to rank them. Um, I really liked MXGP2, um, but I think I'd probably say uh, MXGP Pro was my favorite. I'd put it Take me to your leader. MXGP Pro 2, 2019, 3, and then the first one would be my ranking. Okay, so the Motocross, USA Motocross game with the national tracks? Yeah. It's just MXGP, right? Same. No. Oh, it's not? No, the USA stuff is MX versus ATV All Out. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was the MXGP guys. No. Then they just repurposed it. No, oh. and that, that's a, a big talking point right now because... I, I like MXS ATV All Out, but it's very arcade. It's really jumpy, yeah. and it's meant to be kind right. of like more loose and fun, and it's not really realistic. Some people will tell you, like, you get a good tune and stuff, and it feels way different, and it, it kind of does, but people are like, you got to get Milestone to make the Nationals because... Why would they? Why would the Rainbow guys do it? Would they pay more money, or would MX Sports pick them? How would that, how would uh, that work? I uh, think the Rainbow guys uh, sponsor the Nationals, okay. so because of that, they got that deal to do okay. the right. dlc so it won't happen probably not yeah yeah like like rainbow will keep making it yeah yeah right. didn't milestone buy that group or 
Uh, I heard something about them buying all out. No, uh, the other way around, actually. So uh, THQ, Nordic, whatever, they, they went in and bought Milestone. Milestone, okay. Uh, next question from Jeff Mass. Any insights, thoughts around the massive changes at Team Yamaha and how Tickle will do there in the midst of it? Yeah, Yamaha let Jim, Jimmy Perry go, the team manager there, for a long time. He started the same year I did at Yamaha, uh, 03. Uh, he got let go, and then Dino Dan, uh, one of their motor guys, one of their techs there, who was there for a long time, also got let go. So, I don't know, Kellen, to me, that uh, that indicates that that thing may be going to Star next year, which has been a long rumored in the pits that Star is going to take over the 450 program. I almost think that if you, I mean, they got Jim Roach there, who was above Jimmy and can do Jimmy job, Jimmy's job. But when you let Dino Dan go, uh, they got Sergi. I, yeah, I, I think that's a sign of like, hey, we're, we're moving this thing out of here. So they keep the 250 program just as the same yeah. way it is. Yeah, and then they run that's a 450 like the, program. Other than JGR, that's the first time since I think KTM let their factory team go that it's been the 450 and 250 team is the exact same, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, other than JGR. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah, 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 KTM yeah. gave it to TLD right. a while back. but yep. Yeah, yeah it'd be interesting to see. Next one from Ryder. Do you think any GP guys will come over to the U.S. for the Pro Motocross Series? No. Yeah, why would they? Yeah, yeah they, they, they have they're, their they're, they're going. They're, they're, they're running their deal. Although, I mean, how many Harrison, because of the yeah, situation. Yeah. Has, but did you see Lucrucio's over there? Yeah, I don't know how I, that I worked out. I didn't know over. anything about that. Right. I guess he's Harrison's replacement because yeah. he's on Bud. Right. So. How many GPs are they trying to get in? I, I I keep forgetting. It's either twelve or fifteen or something and like that. They did that. two. They've done so two. Are they doing twelve more or total yeah, of twelve more? Okay, so twelve. Because they're more. trying to do like a triple header at Kegums and a double header at Lommel and right, like a right. double header here and there. But it'll be seventeen uh, ish when it's all said and done. Something around there, yeah. 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 They're, I mean, there's still tentative dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of so it might right. not make it to right, that right. point. But they're hoping for seventeen, y- right? And they had what twenty? Initially, yeah. Yeah. All right, from Mike Hawk for Mathis. Wow. That's Mike by, Hawk. By, by the way, Marks, uh, all that stuff about your cock not you not being satisfied with your cock size due to the truck. Uh huh. One hundred percent accurate. I, yes. Oh, I was gonna say I take that back. <laughs> oh no, that's accurate. I take it back because you were off roading your truck, so you're not one of those guys oh. that doesn't doesn't use the truck for what it's for. Oh. So if I had a sixty thousand truck dollar truck, I probably wouldn't mob it through the desert either. You wouldn't? I probably would not. Oh, oh I'm mobbing. Oh, he mobs it. M O B. What the fuck does mob mean? <laughs> mob mentality. I don't know. M O B. Canadians. <laughs> Mike Hawk for Mathis. Do you regret leaving Ferry in Yamaha and wish you would have stayed and gone to Cowie with him and won an MXDN title? No, I couldn't. Have, there, it's funny. I don't think I've ever told this story, but uh, so Red Dog went from Yamaha to Moto Triple X. He got let go at Yamaha, and so he had it one year at Moto Triple X. I could have worked for him there. There's no way I was doing that. Wasn't going to step down like Jericho did. But then. I want to say the second or third year at Cowie, Williamson called me and said, hey, I may be moving up to a crew chief. We could have an opening to work for Red Dog. Would you want to do it? And I I was living here then. And I was like, oh, that'd be pretty good. Like, I, I definitely thought about it, but I just... Is it, that when you worked at Parts yeah, at the time? Yeah, or maybe the Merge Racing guys or something. Like, right around that time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, like uh, maybe we can do it again. And I just, no way. It wasn't going to work. But I was thinking about it. Yeah, no. I definitely thought about it. Didn't know that. Yeah. From Jimmy Best for Kellen. As an avid video game enthusiast, what is your go-to game to play right now? 
Uh, right now I've been playing a lot of F1 2020 just because it's new. Um, I, I try to dabble outside of just the moto games that I do on a regular basis when I'm just enjoying playing the game. So when I'm just hanging out downstairs with my wife, I'll play like MLB The Show or something along those lines if I'm just messing around. But yeah, one of those two. I just won the World Series in the show. With the Blue Jays? Yeah. But finally felt what it feel like to in the, was, win the 93 was, World Series. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. Joe Carter's I, I beat, line drive. I beat the Dodgers. Thank you. Yeah. I really appreciate I beat that. the Dodgers, yeah. Swept them. Perfect. No, no, 4-1. to They got one on me. Did Kershaw hang two L's up? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. and Love then, uh, um, uh, you know who you know who I couldn't beat was uh, Jock Peterson. was amazing. I, I couldn't pitch to him. Yeah. Anyways. Thrilling. Stuff. Throwing stuff. <laughs> All right. Next up. From Fake MX News. Steve, does Jason Thomas refuse to send you some fly racing mountain bike shorts? Or do you just prefer okay, the yeah, half roadie, half MTV I saw this kit? Qu- that guy can fuck off. <laughs> I saw this question, and I did a video with Dawn in Salt Lake City, and I said the same thing that all of Dawn's guys can fuck off to. Like... This whole, like, you got to wear what you need to, like, there's rules on what you can wear when you road bike or mountain bike. Like, I don't understand these fucking people. Like, wear what you want to wear, man. Like, you're out there on a bicycle. Who cares? And I, and I, and I stand firm with the same thing with Kiefer. If you want to wear fox boots and fly gear, I, I totally fucking don't care. It doesn't matter. Is this pointed matter. at me? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you were doing that. I don't care. Kiefer and JT, you yeah. know, are all about you can't that. Do that like, dude. Right. And I'm, I'm just them. like. I'm like, hey, man, like, you can do that. You know, as long as you don't, I, you shouldn't wear, a, you can't wear a Fox jersey and fly pants. You can't do that. But if the pants and the jersey and the gloves are a brand and a helmet and boots are a different brand, cool, whatever. Anyways, yeah, so he's saying I'm wearing a, 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 a tight bottom and a be- tight, a loose top. He was just curious if Fly sends you mountain bike shorts. Honestly, I don't like to fly mountain bike shorts so that guy can fuck off again. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't like the fly stuff. Uh, I, I got Alpine Star stuff. I just like the chamois better in the, some of the higher end stuff. Uh, the fly shirts, though, are good. They don't have pockets, though. So I can't really put my keys or like a little cliff bar or anything in there, you know? You don't carry like a, a pouch on the bike or anything ever? Nah, not really. I got a pouch, but it's got some tools in it, but that's mm-hmm. a bit. I can't really fit anything else in there. Well, you didn't have a pouch. Until you started getting a bunch of flats, yes, right? And then right. <laughs> now you bring yeah. a pouch. And now I never get a flat. Yeah. Never get a flat. That's how it that, works. That's how it works, right? Absolutely. Take that pouch off, you'll get a flat. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, just uh, how about I just enjoy mountain biking, you son of a bitch? How about that? <laughs> how about that? And tits will keep working on it. Right. From... I just, they're such snobs. <laughs> like, guys are like, no visor, got to have a visor, can't have this, can't be here. Like, just, you know? I don't get why it has to be a shaming thing. Like, you could say, like, oh, that would be cool if you had these matched things or whatever. It doesn't matter. But, like, why does it have to be, like, a shame tour? Like, no, and then what does he say? Read, mismatch, the, read the West. Listen to what he ends with. Here. Hold on. Let me get back to it. Uh, here we go. What would John Tomac do? He doesn't care. Oh, okay. He'd mountain bike uphill. Oh. <laughs> the other out direction out the from everybody coming down. Out of the, saddle. Out of the, out of the saddle. saddle, like a fucking unicorn yeah. just coming up. I, I, it's so hard for me to imagine him without a cowboy hat on. So I just every yeah. time you say that, I just yeah. imagine him out of the saddle with a cowboy hat God, going up just, the hill. I'm sure he was just disgusted in us on e-bikes going down the trail. <laughs> so <laughs> Justin says, "Do you just prefer the half roadie, half MTB kit that has literally never been done intentionally by anyone else in the history of hum- of mountain biking?" Yeah, see what I mean? Like, like I see the underhanded fucking comment sass at the end yeah, of that thing. Sass. Yeah. 
you took a, tor- a terrible time to pause. Should we just get tits or? Yeah, <laughs> I'd call tits. Uh, from Ramon Vic. He's all rattled now. Well, no, I, oh, I so I delete them right after I, I read them. I, I delete them, so I had to go into my recently deleted, and then you pause for like 30 seconds before I could go back to my yeah, normal was, album. Uh, 30 anyway, seconds. Ramon Vic, Steve, who's flying at the test track right now? I don't even know. My enthusiasm is not very high right now. I'm not. I'll be honest. It's not. I'm just kind of like. For I the mean, show isn't just racing? everybody at what? like? No, for the for racing. Like, oh, okay. I'm just like, okay, let's see. What, like, let's see what happens. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, like yeah. half the dudes at Baker's or Stews or whatever in Florida, and half the dudes at Paula and Glen Helen. You're not getting any real information out of any of that. I feel. Fucking troll trains. Troll trains time. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Finishing seconds to J. Martin Millville, just crushing it. Yep. Fuzz Sanders says, Steve, what do you think of this lineup for a show? F MIP t- 222, Jake Weimer 12, and Chris Betts 26. And then Chris Betts said, Steve's house would burn down. Yeah, it'd be pretty good. It uh, would be really good. But then I, what? It, but Randy would be significantly not as drunk no, as Jake and Coke no, and Chris no, no. Betts, though. Yeah, I, I no. Galdi in there. And yeah. Galdi. Now, take Randy out, throw Galdi <laughs> it's just, in the mix. With Galdi, Weimer, Blood and Blood alcohol Betts. level through the roof. They got to make this happen. The one thing about, like, Galdi, like, everybody, like, loves him. Like, they just, like, he's just, like, he's just the bro, bro guy. Like, you meet Galdi, you're like, like, all these guys in the world vets are just like, that fucking guy is awesome. <laughs> We're like, yeah, that's Galdi. And so as drunk as you've had some of these co- uh, co-hosts on the show now, has anybody been as drunk as GL was nope. the second time he was no, here? He was no. out of it. Uh, out of it. Yeah. By far, GL. And that was when he threw up in Kiefer's truck. Yeah. 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 Because Betts, and Betts, uh, Weimer doesn't hold it as well as Betts. Weimer starts, like, slurring. And, yeah. You know what? And then the <laughs> fucking minute, like, the, <laughs> the minute pause. How about when, uh, fuck, uh, Travis, he, we were, uh, what, what were we trying <laughs> He wasn't in on the joke. It was some uh, joke. He was not in on it. And he was so confused. I know what you're talking about. Right. I can't remember what I it was. I cannot remember what it was. Darkseid sent us a good, like, 30-second clip, too, of Jake of, just stumbling. Right. Remember I, what I'm talking about? Where, I, I know what you're talking I can't remember the Maybe it was Moser. Maybe it was the Moser thing where, like, do you know who that is? And he's <laughs> like, he's like, yeah. They're <laughs> like, you do? He's like, yeah, don't you? Done, dude. Done. I don't know and, if that was it, but I'll have to go back but, uh, Yeah, Jake doesn't hold us. Betts is the all-time drunkenest, like, and still holding it well. I think we've had. And GL would be the, the guy that was lost at the most. And <laughs> I RV, thought I was going to deal with a massive dick. <laughs> and RV would be, like, right above GL for the show 400. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting a little loose. Right. Right. From Nick Sullivan. With Chase moving to HRC, does Brayton automatically go back to Smart Top's Bullfrog Honda with HRC support? And where will Mookie, Mookie land? No, he's not going back to Moto Concepts. Uh, if Brayton goes anywhere, he'll go to uh, uh, Penwright Honda, his Australian team, and, and they're going to be back apparently. So he'll go there with factory stuff. That's worst case. Best case, he's back on the team for Supercross only. Well, the Penwright thing... I heard that that was what they were going to do, but if Australian Supercross ends up getting canceled, which it sounds like might be a thing, is that too much of a, a deal for Penrite? They've already lost all the advertising side on that. Then they're going to try to come back and race here. Can they still get the funds to put that team together? You know what I mean? Like, Great question. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I just don't see Brayton go back to Smart Top. Yeah, I, I don't. I know. Next one from Matthews at Poop MX. Marks, did you get the 2021 fly gear, and will it ever be worn? 
Uh, I have not gotten any. Um, I I think I'm owed some. Are you? So, yeah, I think. <laughs> oh, for the thing, for the video. Uh, that was part of my deal. Was that the part of the deal? Yeah. Um, I mean, once I get some medical medical insurance, I'll start riding don't, again. Don't do that. Just get a bunch of casual and call it a day. Yeah, maybe I'll do Throw that. Throw the white flag. Maybe I'll get some like like half mountain bike gear and half casual and, yeah. and go riding. Yeah, hey, you son of a bitch. Last one from Austin McCarty. What happened to the KTM Husky ban on public practices at Glen Helen? Yeah, remember that? Yeah, that is. Yeah, they can't the ride there and then like fucking literally four months later they're all <laughs> they're riding there. there yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Like, like you know, Aaron Judge wouldn't just go to your local park and start taking heaters from the from the fucking co-ed softball team. Like, it's not going to happen. I feel there is no truer analogy to why a riders union or team union will never happen in this sport in the fact that they can't all get together and have a pro only ride to right, Glen Helen. Right. Like literally, it. I've said this before. It's like two grand to rent the track. Yeah. It's not it'd that be, much. It'd be five hundred dollars for four teams. Yeah. They and they can all do, do their testing, and they can all do it. But nope, can't even figure that out. Nope. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, I agree. That's old news, right? All right, fuck the voicemails. They weren't that good anyways. Um, so, yeah, that's I it, man. My, I want my money. <laughs> we what? had a bet in the YouTube chat on if we were going to do the voicemails. Oh, really? <laughs> Dark side said fuck the voicemails. Yeah, All yeah. they do is hate on the wrap-up show. Nah, I, knew, I knew we weren't doing it. There was no hate tonight. On it. Why did you know that? Because I just know. I've been here five years, bro. I know. We're but not you, even like running behind or anything. But you, just, you know, if oh, we're yeah, gonna right. do them, huh? Oh, I don't know. How do you? What? How do you know? What, I what's can just. Your, what's I, your I can just tell. I can just tell like the way the show is going. What time? Hashtag it is. short show. Yeah, short show. I got, right. I got you figured. I out. thought you had some gaming quiz or something planned. No, you said that at the beginning of the show. Different. Yeah, you did say there was going to be some gaming questions for him. Different gaming questions. Ones? Oh, questions. I yes. thought you had like a no, no, no. I had some okay. gaming questions. I didn't get to them, so we're done. <laughs> It's like, but the best game ever for video games or not? Yes or no? Um, yes, because it's yes. the most revolutionary Thank for you. it, I think. That's all I need to know. What the hell happened? Um, well, uh, thanks to Benny Bloss and Jericho and Cole Seeley and Weege and JT, Chris Betts, all on board with us tonight. Look, this is going to be a hater. This is going to be, this is going to get me some hate here. Uh, but I thought Chris Betts was the funnest interview. I, I agree, but I still think that we need pulp baseball. So that's. I can't do pulp baseball. I don't know enough about baseball. I don't know enough about it. I, can't yeah, do I don't it. think you need to know enough to be personable, though. Is Betts going to be the co-host? Sure. He just said he has a lot of free time and wants to do correspondence. Just fuck my ass over and over? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, before I go, Ride Engineering as well, ride-engineering.com. When your suspension tuner tells you to set your race sag at 105, do you know what to do? You don't get your chick with a tape measure. Because I've done that, and so has Kiefer. It doesn't work. <laughs> the Ride Engineering billet, billet shock collar make it very important to set... It's a setup feature, setup feature, super simple and easy to do. Your sag changes one millimeter for every quarter turn, so count the engraved marks to calculate. Not sure what direction? Follow the engraved arrows. Rotating right will increase sag, left decreases it. It fits 2011 to 21 KTMs, 2014 to 21 Husky Varnas, RMZs, KX. Pulp Show 20 is the code to save for $48. You can get one of these, so really easy to set your race sag, everybody. And you can get really precise measurements as well, which is very important if you ask Chris Kiefer or any kind of top-level uh, rider. So please check that out if you can. Um, Kellen, thank you, man. Appreciate oh, thank it. You. Thanks for coming I appreciate yeah. you having me back on the show. Yeah, good times for sure. We'll get you back up here at some point. Um, we got to uh, we got to do um, um, an, a part two of the video game music 
quiz. <laughs> so uh, when is the Chris Betts to you trying to steal second base thing going to happen, first of all? Uh, I don't know, but I feel like it's going to happen down in California. Okay. And then when is the Chris Betts challenging you in Monster Energy Supercross and MLB The Show going to happen? I don't ever? know about that. I can't, Mark's it keeps letting us down on that. I don't know what his deal is, but he's kind of not. it's not stopping over here. I don't know where this happened. What? Where yeah. did it stop with me? Because I don't know how to do it. It's not that hard. I don't know. Well, okay, but I don't know how to stream it with bets and and record it for people to watch and hear our audio. Like, I don't know any of that. I, I think... If only Kellen Brower yeah. worked at, like, a video game place yeah. and, did, and did live races over the internet. Mm -hmm. It's like, easy. Is it really? It is, yeah. Pretty easy. As long as you have a, a one singular port that goes into your computer that gets all the audio through, then you just have that as your main audio file. I'm assuming that's what you do, right? How do I go from the PS4 to the computer? I have capture cards that will link it up. I have, a, cap I have a capture card. Yeah, I don't know what that means, a capture card. There's there's a thing that links from the TV to your computer, and it just it streams it straight into your computer. Really? Yeah. See, but I it's kind of like so, it's kind of like sending the video from these cameras okay. through here. So that's cool. It's all stopping with him because I don't know anything about that. It's the first <laughs> I've ever heard that. I've asked him. He's never used the words capture card to me in my life. I, if, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know how serious we were about doing this. We were uh, very serious. Right. Very serious. I had the milestone people when I asked for a copy of the game for you. Yeah. They emailed me back and said, "When are you doing this? We really want to know about it." We, we're gonna do it. Okay. That's why I'm asking, because for their sake, I think they were really interested Loan in Loan opportunities. It's all stopped over there. <laughs> all, all the momentum all stopped, stopped right, at right at Travis Marks. Hey, you have a couple super desk. chats. Do you want to answer those questions or no? Nah? What is that? I don't know what that These is. These people that paid money for their comments to be shown. Hold on. So they gave me money, but I got to do something? Because you never <laughs> just said that. a question in the comments. <laughs> you never said that. You, you just said to. they gave us money. You don't have to. What? It, like, highlights their question so it can be seen easier. Fuck! What is it? What is it? Uh, from Alex Efforts. Does the rumor of the star racing running the 450 team still hold any validity? And is Craig still going to them? We just covered that. Is Craig still going to them? With Jimmy and Dino Dan, it seems like it's going that way. So if Craig... And Craig deal is done. I don't know how many times I've fucking but, said it. It's done. But does that mean 450? No, 250. Craig's 250 at star next so year. So if it's... Star only next year. It'll be Ferrandis and Plessinger. We think yes. at Star Four Hundred and Fifty. Yes. Maybe McElrath. Maybe they put another third guy because it's okay. He's already there, right? He's moving up. Yeah. So maybe Bobby Reagan likes Shane and puts him on that bike, right? Gotcha. I, I could totally see that. Makes sense. All right, one more from Eric Thompson. At Ricky brought training slash dominance. Bubba with uh, scrubbing whips and the Ryan's brought consistency, consistency and consecutive championships. Who in the sport right now has left something that race, racers will continue to do in the future? I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Because like, Tomac's a, like a physical beast, right? Like mm -hmm. He's just tall. He's strong. You can't be like Eli Tomac because you're not him. Like He's just gnarly. So I don't feel like he's leaving like something to, to, for people to pick up on. Bulldog. I, I feel that the Ryans did this. Here comes but, the hurling thing. No, no, no. I feel that the Ryans did this. But I feel that this Roxon, Tomac, Webb, Muscan generation has perfected uh, like corner apexes and bull berms. Like they're really good at standing on the pegs all the way till the very exit and then powering out. Whereas like Villo and Dungey, they were really good at sliding the rear end and getting into position and stuff like that. I'd say you'll see more into the 2020s of more people just high in the berms, on the pegs, cut under, 
sit yeah, back down, stuff like that. that. That is such an elite talent, though. That yeah, is that, such but that, a, yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. that those guys are doing. Yeah. Yeah, scrubbing was an elite talent, and now 14-year-olds can do it, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, maybe. That was all for Super Chats. All right. See, you no more have, no more fucking super chats. You don't have to do them all. Yeah, no more super <laughs> I'll chats. I'll send them to you in the in the in Slack during the show when oh, we get them. Okay. And you I'll let you decide. So just from here on out, we'll let people know like No, hey, what we need to do what asked. we need to do is is you build a fucking widget. Nope. And then I'm out. No, no. You build the widget <laughs> and then people go in there and they bid and the highest bid gets their question answered. So then at some point it's like a three thousand dollar question. I'll I'll do it for half. <laughs> And the guy's just like, uh, what's your favorite color? <laughs> That'd be great. Right? That'd be great. So, and I'll just watch the money rain down. But I feel like if you have that stipulation or something, that the, whatever question it is, you have to, like, actually answer it. You can't just be like, oh, we can't say what that is or whatever. You see that guy on that on that late show where he, he tries to ask LeBron a question for, like, years and years and years, and he finally does. He asks him what his favorite style is. No. <laughs> be kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, start your systems, Kellen, right? Yep. Start your systems. Every, mon- every Monday night? I, I, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, oh. we have five, six videos come out a week every Monday and, and Wednesday. And you narrate right them now. all them? Yep. And every Monday and Wednesday right now, Jesus, wow. there's broadcasting on Wednesday or on Monday, Wednesday night at 5.30. So just head over there and check it out. Wow. God, you're busy with that. Yeah. New, <laughs> yeah. Well, Racer X, Newborn, SYS, I have like right. two hours of sleep a night. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it sounds crazy. So, uh, all right. Well, thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Talon, great rant tonight. <laughs> really really good job amazing rant and uh marks thank you yeah thank you uh are you in next week a couple weeks uh tits is in next oh do we have a show next week no oh, okay we're off next week good to know. and then we're back the week after with daniel blair and then we are back for a long time okay so just people get fucking used to that <laughs> um so thanks to our sponsors sponsor deals on pulpamextra.com of course uh thanks for everybody for listening thanks to our guests of course uh kellen brower steve mathis uh we'll see you in a couple weeks thanks everybody There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean... You probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.
star. 